And hey everyone, we're back with a retro issue of the Retro Playing with Power podcast, <laughs> Retrospective Playing with Power podcast. Um, I'm John, and with me is... Mike. Mike. <laughs> Canadian Mike. <laughs> right, as opposed to the American Mike, which has never been on the show. <laughs> so yeah, um... So, yeah, thank you again for going on the journey with us. We're on our sabbatical right now uh, of the of the Playing With Power podcast. Uh, and we decided we would pick out a few of our favorite episodes to tide you over while uh, you wait for some new content. Um, this might be content that's far enough back, hopefully, that you might not have heard it. So, um my second issue or episode that I that stood out for me was uh, issue fourteen, which was uh, Catherine Spears and uh, joining us for the entire uh, episode to talk about growing up under the uh, tutelage of Howard Phillips, the original, um, the original editor in chief of Playing with Power. Well, the and the Nintendo Fun, yeah, the the Fun Club uh, president or whatever it was. Uh, Editor of Nintendo Power, grew up from nothing, uh, was the master of every Nintendo game, um, and I will still, I you know, I love people. People like to give him crap, but you know, the fact that he executed all of that and and kind of grew a magazine out of nothing that still has a a footprint today. I mean, a lot of people you talked about Nintendo Power, like they know what it is, and he grew it from nothing. So you know. Hats off to Hey, he Howard. was out there pressing, pressing the flesh, going out on the news, just, you know, being mm-hmm. the face of the magazine, like, hustling like a motherfucker. <laughs> and then... So anyway, yeah. Yeah, and then, look, and then Catherine was on the show telling us how ungrateful she was that... <laughs> I mean, like, growing up in this place, and yet, no video games growing up, like... Oh, I don't falter for that. <laughs> falter for, I mean, it, it's natural to sort of not gravitate towards your parents' interests. You want to break out on your own. So, But she did have a bunch of really good stories. Oh, yeah, she Especially did. the story about uh, about the Howard and Nestor, and there was a very inappropriate one that they gave Howard, uh, gave to Howard on his way out uh, from Nintendo Power. So, uh, listen, enjoy, and, uh, yeah, I guess that's, that, that's it. Listen and enjoy. Thank you very yep. much. Some days, some games, go setting gamers back, but the power players are picking up the slack. There's no game challenge we can refuse, with power we can't lose, pop, 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 play, ing with power, there's no way to fail, thanks to Howard, no, no, it never fails once he's involved. Whatever game's too hard gets solved. Rescue Rangers play with power and there's no danger. No, no, we just can't fail because we got maps to beat all enemies and traps. Nintendo power issue 14 because we're playing with power. Hi, welcome to the Playing with Power podcast. I'm your host, Mike King. Joining me is your other hosts, Ben. Hello. 
Uh, Mike, don't quit your day job. <laughs> a bit and we have John here as well. Carry New as of last one. Hi, everyone. And, and we have a guest with us. Mike, you want to tell us about our guest? Sure. As we mentioned in the previous episode, uh, I found Catherine Spears as... Am I it's actually uh, Spires. Is it? <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah, but that's fine. <laughs> That's the problem. Everyone does it. Everyone this is why I go by Ben on the podcast. That's the problem with text-based communication. Pronunciation is a lost art. Okay. All right. So, so I'm Catherine. Found Catherine. Last name to be <laughs> determined later. Okay. As part of my quest to uh, find people that are mentioned in Nintendo Power publications, and this was the first one to actually respond. Well, that wasn't a restraining order. Let's be let's be clear. <laughs> And they were still alive. Yep, she was very uh, helpful and friendly and forthcoming with information. And uh, some of that information revealed that she has a uh, personal relationship with the benefactor of this uh, magazine, Howard Phillips. So, uh, Catherine, uh, tell us a little bit about about your relationship with the man and how it came to be. So you contacted me because you saw me in a... Fun Club issue winning some sort of robot contest, right? Yes, right. you built a, yes. a, a robot sculpture out of food items. And yeah. you won a robot. <laughs> you won a Rob, to which I asked, <laughs> what are you still doing with it? <laughs> and you, uh, you summed it up best with a question. What's a Rob? Like what? <laughs> the same thing everyone else is doing with it. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that is a true thing that happened to me in my childhood but you got more than you bargained for because Howard Phillips is my stepdad sweet Ta-da! Wow. <laughs> we have a family connection to the great Howard <laughs> was he your stepdad at the time or uh, when did he enter your life yeah he married my mom when I was four and that's young I mean they must have dated for at least a year beforehand and I don't remember him not being in my life so yeah he- always been there Mm -hmm. and uh so were did you like was nintendo power big in your house or uh how did that like were you a gamer growing up or 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 was it kind of how much much of his uh professional life spilled over into personal life i guess is the question well so much because he was something of a celebrity you know within a very niche audience but we would get calls at three in the morning from like panicked 14 year old boys asking about how to get to the next level because that was back (laughs) white pages you mean the players hotline went to his house it didn't go to his house but we for like the first few years of nintendo power we were still listed in the phone book and we because like nothing take his name out and his father was also named howard phillips so he, he would also get calls that he had no yeah. idea how to interpret. It was like speaking a different language, I'm sure. So, so in that yeah. sense, <laughs> now, I think I remember reading an interview where he said that his dad was getting a lot of like calls in the night from yep. like kids asking for tips. Yep, that is a real thing that happened. <laughs> so, what, what was his response? Would he actually help these kids, or he'd be like, "Hey, you got a number"? Probably more of the latter or saying you need to call during business hours at the hotline or something like that or <laughs> pretending or probably like having my mom answer the phone or something. Oh, I don't geez. know. <laughs> yeah. So he didn't he didn't enlist you to give out Zelda tips or anything like that, huh? No, and I never I wouldn't call myself a gamer by any mm. stretch, but 
I know that like we played the beta versions of games and like I know that I've played games that never came to market and that sort of thing. So I'm sure a lot of people think that's cool, but I just it I have a little bit of a contrary streak and I always have and I think that because <laughs> Nintendo was like a big deal in our family. I was like, whatever. I read books. That's what I'm about. Well, right. Yeah, everything your dad's into, you know, your parents are into are not cool at a certain age, right? So, well, Well, to a certain extent, however, like we did go to Universal Studios because of his work. He did get me backstage at a New Kids on the Block concert because of his work. Oh, nice. Yeah, that was a huge deal. Huge deal for me. Yeah. And Donnie Wahlberg was a dick. <laughs> that doesn't well, surprise a, me. Story. I, I want to hear that whole story, but I don't, I don't know if we uh, yeah, but oh, that's that's too bad. Oh, no, sorry. Let's get into that right now. <laughs> right. Yeah, totally. I think I was in second grade, I want to say. And they came to the kingdom and we went backstage. I believe that it was me and Howie. I call him Howie. Also, not Howard. Well, inside oh, <laughs> and I think that the other Nintendo employee there was Gail Tilden, who was the editor-in-chief of Nintendo Power, and her nieces, who were a little bit older than me and had, like, NKOTB swag. Like, one of them was wearing earrings. One of the earrings said, I love, and the other one said, Jordan. And, like, I wasn't a preteen yet, so I didn't have cool (laughs) stuff like that. (laughs) But he, uh, so we were backstage, and I remember, was it Jordan? Yeah, I think Jordan Knight came by and, like, Houseled my hair. So obviously, like, that was a highlight of my life that I still remember. <laughs> uh, and what, have you washed the hair since? Or is it, no, is it, no, absolutely not. And I never right. will. Mm. Um, <laughs> no, and Howie. Just dreads, no. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Pretty gross. Um, Howie had brought them games, like, as a gift. And I remember being so uncomfortable because Donnie Wahlberg was like, These aren't the games I play. I don't like these games. Why would you bring me these games? Oh, jeez. God, so awful. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, I will now hate him a little bit, too, if that makes you feel any better. <laughs> My disinterest in him is uh, just as equal before the story as it was now. <laughs> and, and so does anybody have any other questions about, you know, growing up in the Nintendo power, you know, sphere of influence? Yeah, so... I do have a question. So in one of the fun club issues, it, he uh, Howard writes Howie Howard writes in uh, that um, he was asked to fly to Orlando, Florida to put together a rock music, rock music video for them. And um, does, this exi- does, does this exist anywhere? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't remember an Orlando trip. I remember that when, I have vague memories of going to New York when uh, when my mom and him were still dating, but I was really little then. What I remember more are two things. He used to have to go to Tokyo all the time, constantly. Boo, except for awesome, because he'd come back with presents. And that's how I knew about Totoro before other people in America did, which is awesome. And um, when the what's what was it the Nintendo World Championships? Oh yeah, we're on those yep. episodes. That's the issues now that we're we're in. So. Okay, yep. this was like a huge deal to me because we got to go down to LA and we stayed at the in Universal City, I think at the Hilton. Wow! And I we went and we watched the rehearsals and I remember I didn't know the song we are the champions the first time i ever heard it was when <laughs> all of the nintendo world champions were singing it and i thought it was 
very beautiful, very moving. Wow. And um, also we saw John Travolta in the hotel lobby and he was drinking orange juice seared in my mouth. <laughs> Oh my gosh. That's so random. Special like <laughs> special Scientology orange juice or just normal orange juice? Probably, yeah. It was, yeah. It was Thetan free orange juice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get the Thetans out of this. <laughs> anyway. Took yeah. a break from his E meter. And anybody else have any other uh power questions? Uh do any of uh do you recall playing any games? that uh, either uh, made it to market and did good and you thought, oh, well, they improved it, or did you ever play some games that uh, you thought were okay but didn't make it to market, or did any stand out? The only... I can't remember... I mean, there were games that didn't make it to market, but I can't... I mean, there was one that was, like, about haunted robots, but to be honest, that might have been a different game company that might have been after Nintendo, like um, LucasArts or THQ, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I played Tetris before it was made public. Okay. Sweet. And Sweet. yeah, I think it was going to be awesome when you, when you played it, where you're like, this is the jam. Uh, Tetris is so addictive. And like, right. I was no different than anyone else. <laughs> I played a lot of duck hunt as well. And a lot of Super Mario Brothers. And one thing I've noticed from reading Howie's um, Facebook fan page is that Zelda seems to be the one that really affected people the most. Like, that, mm. that is such a big deal to most Nintendo fans, I feel like. But I don't know if I was too young when it came out, or I didn't mm. really know about Zelda. It kind of passed Ro- me. Robin Williams named his daughter after Zelda, right? That's yep. the... Yep, yeah. yeah, that's the his daughter. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. He didn't name um, your, uh, Zelda Fitzgerald. <laughs> <laughs> so how much did your life change after uh, Howard left uh, Nintendo uh, altogether? Did you get oh. less of the in-person greetings and whatnot? Was that better or worse? Actually, no, because it was at a subsequent company that led me to going to the Chicago premiere of Home Alone 2 and meeting Macaulay Culkin. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I don't think that was that post Michael Jackson, Macaulay Culkin, or uh, probably around the same time? Oh, okay, wow. God, my main memory is like, even though I was still a kid, I was like, oh no, I feel bad for Macaulay Culkin. Was... <laughs> <laughs> Not through any fault of his own, but I was sort of like formally introduced to him, which is fine. You know, you meet people all right. the time, but then I noticed that like other kids would like follow him into the bathroom. Like, he could not get a second alone. Seemed awful to be him. Um, yeah. Well, he seems, it, he seems normal now, kind of, so. <laughs> except that it looks like he uh, escaped from a hospital, but. Yeah, no. He's just I, I think he's had, a, he's had a rough life. Yeah. yeah. I feel sad for him, but. You didn't really make it out quite as safe as uh, Neil Patrick Harris did, you know? Oh, God. Yeah, he owns everything now, doesn't he? Uh, I know. <laughs> So no, he, he, um, he always did. He just allowed it. To, he just allowed us to know it recently. And so, Catherine, you you've you're actually a current podcaster. Yes, I am. Yes, I do have a podcast. I live in Los Angeles, so it's kind of required here. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, it's like required to, to have to have a, you know, an apartment. You have to put yeah. down your podcast uh, um, location. Yeah, or your, yeah, right. It's a deposit. You, so. you screw the, and uh, you screw the apartment over. You lose the podcast. <laughs> what is your what is your podcast called? It is called How It Got in Your Mouth. 
and it is a food history podcast. Um, Every episode, we talk about a different dish and where it came from and how it evolved and how it got in your mouth. (laughs) And I will say, actually, I I listen to a lot of podcasts in my spare time. And uh, in the prep for this, I've added that podcast to my rotation. And there's a couple like I wasn't quite sure what to expect uh, going into listening to some of these. But um, I think you do a great job for one. And uh, it's really interesting. It's funny because like I have these ideas in my head. Like I I happen to really like pad thai. So that was one of the first ones that I listened to. And I'm I'm like thinking about it, and you start you're 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 talking about all these great. So the first normal the normal structure is you you know talk about the dish, sort of variations on it, how modern changes are going through the dish, and uh, then you often talk about you know places in in LA that oh. are doing different interpretations. because obviously you're, you're you and your co-host uh, Aaron correct are are yep. um, both based in LA, so um, you get a lot of sort of what different takes are being done in LA, how the dish is changing and, and, and good places to go. And I always feel bad living in Arizona cause it's like super backwoods compared to like, Oh, maybe we'll get that eventually. But, um, <laughs> it was funny. You were talking about the pad Thai and you're like, Oh, the, you, you guys started talking about the other places and you were talking about Vegas. And I was thinking, Oh, you, you know, Lotus of Siam, that restaurant. And, and then all of a sudden you guys are talking about Lotus of Siam and how amazing <laughs> it is. I was like, Holy crap, get out of my head. So, <laughs> Uh, I definitely yeah, enjoyed listening good, to that. It's good. We do talk about LA a lot. We try and talk about other places too, but it's kind of a losing battle because there's no possible way we could mention like all the good donut shops right. in the world. So <laughs> I'm not asking you to. It just makes it makes me sad to be in Arizona in a little bit because it's like, oh, oh. Well, you have all this great stuff. But John, we could always do a special episode, you know, where we talk about your favorite Filibertos. You know, yeah, right. Mexican food place. Yeah, you got to go or where to get the best Sonoran dog. Have yeah. you heard about the Sonoran okay. dog, Catherine? <laughs> I don't remember what the Sonoran dog toppings are. What makes it Sonoran? Um, well, you wrap the hot dog in bacon and instead of a hot dog bun, it's a bolero roll. Oh. And then they put like it's kind of got the stuff that you would have in like a taco around it, like lettuce, beans, uh, kind of or more like a burrito, I guess. And then they ha- they have like mustard and sour cream and all kinds. Of, it's it's actually pretty, pretty. It's horrid sounding, but it's amazing. So if no, you ever I find your if you find your way out to Arizona, we'll 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 take you to a to a good uh, Sonoran dog restaurant. That amazing. <laughs> it actually sounds a lot like a Dodger dog in L.A. Yes, Again, I, bacon. That's mm-hmm. probably the key is the wrapping it in bacon. Yeah. And, right. and of course, anything wrapped in bacon, that's always yeah. just a good call. So, yeah. Um, and so you're did you go to school for nutritional anthropology or or, or like, know, are you I didn't. But my major was religious studies and it okay. was the same idea as doing food anthropology. Now, I just call it food anthropology because no real reason. It kind right. of, People get the point when I say that. Um, mm-hmm. It's like looking at history, but through a much more specific lens. Okay. So, yeah. And so what's like the weirdest, uh, most interesting food history you found so far? Like shepherd's pie was started by Vikings or something. I, I, <laughs> I, I think, I, I think I'm pretty sure it's poutine. <laughs> you got the most? <laughs> I mean, it's just like cheese on top of potatoes. That's the thing is that sometimes the origins of dishes can be like, oh, right, right. They added a fat to a carb. Sure, that makes sense. And the right. story's really there. But I let like the episode and the subject nearest and dearest to my heart is tiki. 
So just talk okay. to me about how tiki culture was invented and how it's like from California and how it had to do with the rise of Hollywood and that those kind of stories I just love so much. And my other question was, are you sad that uh, Good Eats is no longer in production? Because when they cut to the uh, the question where they say, if we could have a nutritional anthropologist here to answer our question, you couldn't you couldn't answer their call to, to come in and provide Alton Brown with uh, with advice on the uh, dishes that he's talking about. Are you, is that does that make you sad? No, it makes me happy because now there's a hole in the market that maybe my podcast. There, <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right. Um, so, yeah, everybody go go at it. It's really fun. It's really uh, it's interesting. Uh, it's good socially. Uh, I, you know, you're out eating on a date or, you know, with friends and you, you have a you know good story about the dish that you're all sharing, because that's that's really what food's all about is bringing people together at the end of the day. Yeah. So um, I would I would highly recommend it. How it got in your mouth. Uh, you're on all the major like, you know, Stitcher, Podbean, all that stuff. Correct. You know, I don't know if we're on Podbean. I can't remember. We're on Stitcher. We're on iTunes. We're on SoundCloud. I remember okay. those definitely. <laughs> I know you're on Stitcher because I I use Stitcher for you guys. So okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. And um, yeah, that'd be my my main thing. Uh, my other, I actually had one question. Like I always, I my minor in in college was geography, and I was always really interested in like there's certain foods that I just think are like geographically very like I, how to explain this best like Vietnamese food um, is this beautiful mix because you've got French colonial influences with like Chinese influences meets um, like Southeast Asian influences and I think that when you get those melting pots like that's really like where you get something like Ethiopian especially as well because you've got um, Italian colony with uh, Middle Eastern food and then of course the African influences so do, are there do you have any particular like is is that side of things interest you at all as well like when you're approaching dishes like oh. the geographical and historical influences yeah it's funny you mentioned Vietnamese because we did an episode about banh mi which was the Vietnamese sandwiches and that whole episode was me like ranting and raving about colonialism so yeah mm-hmm. it's okay. completely fascinating to me yeah cool mm-hmm. All right, guys. Well, do you want to get started with uh, the issue? Is that good with everyone? Yep, I'm satisfied. Okay. <laughs> so we're uh, this is issue fourteen, uh, 14 July right. August of 1990. Obviously, it's from uh, Mike's uh, uh, toneful intro. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have uh, Disney's Chippendale Rescue Rangers on the cover, and uh, it's illustrated with uh, Chippendale falling in front of a light bulb. With uh, I can't remember the name of the cat. It's fat, fat cat guy. Fat cat. Voice by Jim in a window behind them, uh, scratching oh, at the what window. What was that? What was that, Mike? Voice by, voice, by? voice by Jim Cummings. Okay. That guy owned the Disney Hour. I mean, I think he was. <laughs> uh, I think he was Sheer. Con- uh, no, he was uh, uh, Don Falcone or whatever. Oh, Don Carnage on Tailspin. Yes. He was Darkwing yes. Duck. Mm. He was Fat Cat. I think he was also Monterey Jack. That that guy like. You, you wouldn't have had Disney without him. Yeah, he did a lot of voices in those days. <laughs> All right. Uh, and so, we've got, uh, yeah, let's yeah. get into the issue. Well, it looks like Fat Cat is happy because Chip and Dale have fallen onto a light bulb and being an incandescent bulb, it is so hot, I assume that their feet are now fused to it. And that's why, <laughs> that's why he's laughing because they landed in the worst possible spot and fell into his trap. Well, and they'll be cooked by the time he gets in there, would kind of be his hope, I would assume, mm. right? Yeah, well, as long as they're out of the picture, he's happy. 
<laughs> well, I always thought Fat Cat wanted to eat them. I don't uh, remember. The... No, they kept interfering with his criminal enterprises. Yeah, I, I but and they just wanted to eat them as a form of revenge. But you know, just uh, murdering murdering them would be uh, fine with them as well. Well, and in the movie, he was the cat of the main villain, right? He wasn't the main villain until the show, is what I remember. Like there was a movie. I thought there was. Oh yeah, there's a. No, there's oh, a Chippendale. No, there's movie. no movie. Yes. No, you're screwed. Yes. No. I'm calling. I remember <laughs> seeing the pilot. They were investigating this bad guy, and the big surprise at the end was that it was the cat that was running the Enterprise, and that was Fat Cat. I remember the pilot, and that's how it ended. All right. Maybe Sometimes they stitch together, like, the first three episodes together into, like, a DVD movie. Or, they call it a movie, whatever. Well, back then it would be a VHS release. It would be, like, Correct. A, a pilot, uh, just, like, the first three episodes. Right. Yeah, they were big, but not season releases. They're just like, hey, let's just have a greatest hits thing. All right. He's the he's the main end. Oh god, you're driving me nuts. Let's move on. All right, <laughs> table okay, of contents. Can, no, no, table of contents. Are you kidding me? We got to talk about this advertisement. Oh, didn't we already cover that in previous? Uh... No, it's a different guy. Oh, it's a slightly different Saved by the Bell looking ripoff. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. They Here's changed the it. They did. This got the uh, ultimate '90s vibe going on here. We have the static television background with the squiggly neon lines and shapes behind this guy smiling and holding a rolled up Nintendo power like he's going to whack you with it uh, on the nose. <laughs> Bad gamer. You're not playing with power. Well, he's <laughs> smiling too, so he's happy about doing it. And uh, he, this whole ad is asking you to uh, subscribe to Nintendo Power. And, and uh, yep. of yeah. course, uh, I love how it's like for just $30, which is in bold and then in not bold, $42 Canadian. <laughs> Freaking racist. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you All get right. a, apparently if you subscribe, you get a, a bronze pin with one wing that says Team Power on it. And if you subscribe for two years, you get a silver pin with two wings on it. Whoa. Oh I remember like, those pins. I'm just going to jump oh. in exactly whenever I remember something. I remember those pins. <laughs> yes, nice. Please do. That's exactly why we want you here <laughs> to just chime in and go. By the way, something you didn't know, this was a big part of my life because I have a whole bunch of these in my house or something. Did you did you put them on your trapper keeper? <laughs> my trapper keeper, probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> and nice. if I was in high school in this era, my dating life would have been so different. Because <laughs> all the boys in like first grade and second grade were very impressed. But what are you gonna do with that when you're eight? Nothing. That's yeah. what. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> for, you're it's not really into not really into boys at that point, right? Kind of, kind of like still icky, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, not no, no, not really into boys. Yeah. <laughs> no, All right. Only uh, '80s movies do preteens have romances? <laughs> or in uh, Wes Anderson movies? Oh God. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> the modern '80s director. Yeah. yeah. All, right, All right. Table of contents. I didn't have anything in here. Well, did uh, you yeah. guys? I did. I was uh, looking at the uh, mention for Crystallis on page 46. It says, mm. The survivors of a nuclear holocaust need your help in a world gone mad. Magic, telepathy, and powerful swords play a role in this adventure. So, my first thought with was a nuclear holocaust. Does that mean nuclear Hitler is at it again? <laughs> Damn Hitler. Uh, <laughs> he, right. survived, he survived Codename Viper. Uh, he's back. His reign of terror endures. 
Okay. For those of you listeners not familiar, and or Catherine, if you're not familiar, <laughs> Healer Kappa is a recurring character on the show. And oh. we, it's basically a taken from a screenshot of this, of this game called Codename Viper, where it has a person that looks exactly like Hitler with a full mustache instead of a toothbrush mustache. And he's and he's a police officer. And so he's a police officer. With this, with this whole backstory to how Hitler became a police officer in, in the early 90s in uh, New York. <laughs> was was our was our Early anyway so. in New York we just call it slash the big city. There we go. Right. <laughs> all right. All right. Anyways. So back, uh, back to reality. Well, no. All right. Uh, then there was the uh, special features with the CES report. So uh, stoners can rejoice. We have another CES report. Oh, CES. Okay, sorry. Yeah, CES. Right. And then it talks about Ninja Guide. And now there's not something about the game. It's just I noticed that the. Uh, the font is tilted on the uh, yeah. special features, so just wanted to say whoever was in charge of that, we caught it. There we go. All right. <laughs> okay, mailbox. All right. Mailbox. I got dibs on the first one here. Okay, dokey. Please. Championship oh, ben, comments. Ben, your name. So there we from go. Ben Clemmer of Fort Worth, Texas. I'm just going to read the first part of this. It says, I must commend you on a spectacular show. I mean, of course, the NWC, which is Nintendo World Championships. My favorite part was the competition arena. It was impressive. The competition was tough. When the adrenaline starts pumping, you really get into it. I made it into the semifinals, and it was great. My friend, Gary Batman, was one of the finalists. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the rest of it talks, talks about, about meeting, all the games. Uh, ben Smith, one of the, one of the uh, game uh, counselors, and, yes, and your ben stepdad. He, met, he got your stepdad's autograph. There you, you go. got Howie's autograph. Congratulations, Ben. Yep. Right. Ben Clemmer, yeah. the letter writer. <laughs> yes. Oh, if we can get if we can get an autograph for Ben. Oh, oh. there we go. <laughs> oh, hell with that. I want an autograph from Gary Batman. That sounds awesome. <laughs> so, what did you want to talk about with that? Like, just the. I tried the looking evening. up Gary Batman. I was shocked to find that anyone would have the last name of Batman, and I think it's mm-hmm. a typo because there is yeah. no Gary Batman. I think it's Gary Bateman. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe he was in like witness protection, and that was the name he was given. <laughs> His family got killed by Harry Joker. <laughs> All right, and then so uh, the next uh, letter—I don't want to read the whole thing—but it's this kid that came up with a cord retractor, like the thing on your um, vacuum. vacuum cleaner, and he's like, you know, I, I. I kept tripping over the cords so i made this thing so that we don't have to trip over the cords and nintendo power responds back kind of condescendingly well we have if you bought the nintendo satellite like you wouldn't have to worry about this <laughs> but like that's the problem with the satellite is you get a pile of cords somewhere else in the room it doesn't solve the problem that eric is is, is you know dealt with that answer breaks my heart do you see that little picture that clearly his mom wrote the letter and like yeah. sent a little picture of him in with his little invention and then they have to use their answer to mark. Oh, I don't yeah, like that. To plug this, the kid, yep. this kid is is an awesome little dude, and they hit stomp all over him. But oh, and then the this. next, the next, yeah. uh, the next, le- the next letter is just weird. No, hold on, hold on. Like, the the first response, first sentence of the response to this kid, Eric. Well, Eric, your idea looks good on paper or whatever your model is made of. Oh, yes. Oh, snap. Uh, Catherine, this, now's a good time to ask, did, did Howard ever seem to have a mean streak, or did he just reserve it for the uh, re- uh, readers? 
Does is he mean to readers? Like, is this a recurring? Well, no. Theme? Was what he's saying is he mean around like like would he have like a mean temper at times? I guess, or does it just come out in Nintendo power form? Uh, <laughs> um, he's not mean. I bet. I bet there were times when it was hard for him to like be so nice all the time because that whole like bow tie vibe, like smiley guy. I mean, it's not that it's not him, but it was definitely like an act that he had. That was his performance that he was paid to do. It must have been exhausting for him. Uh, so it was <laughs> well, just an exaggeration of his nature, but not really a, a defiance of it. Or like he's good natured in general, but then yes. like he had, yes. to, he had okay. to turn it up to eleven for exactly, exactly. Everyone has their limits, right? <laughs> right. Too many times, kids ask to see a demonstration of Rob. <laughs> <laughs> so. Or some little upstart thinks that he can make a better product than you, so... Oh, poor Eric Rockley. (laughs) you got to put little four eyes in his place. So I'm going to try to be quick with this next letter, but it's kind of... It's it's a weird letter where she's... It's his mom writing, and I'm assuming it's a mom. Uh, Both my children are Nintendo... You know, Super Nintendo fans, uh, but, you know, we only have 56 days a year of sun in in Washington, so... uh, I thank goodness for the Game Boy. I can prop them outside with their Game Boy so they get some sun, like they're a, like a fern or something. I don't. I, <laughs> they're comatose as soon as they're oh engaged. Oh my god! Make sure to water them. And then they respond. <laughs> Nintendo's mean streak continues with, uh, "By the way, you shouldn't put the Game Boy in sunlight. The screen will fade." <laughs> like, oh wow, okay. Thanks, never Nintendo. M- never mind the fact that your kids seem to lose inertia when they turn it on. <laughs> Give them some vitamin D and keep them inside. <laughs> Although, the end of the answer, be sure to turn your kids over every so often so they <laughs> can't. <laughs> yep. That's kind of funny. <laughs> just get like one of those 7-Eleven hot dog rollers and just leave them on. Yeah. There you go. No. I was imagining like a giant like spatula. <laughs> yeah. Okay, John, right. I think we'll leave the uh, the Nest Sanity Saver to you since you seem to be present whenever a Nintendo survives imminent destruction. Oh, yeah, well, every time true. there's a... Yeah. Um, so this guy writes, and it's actually a really interesting story. Uh, John McGrath from Worcester, Worcester uh, Mass, uh, says um, he was in... Uh, uh, his home in St. Croix was uh, destroyed by Hurricane Hugo and all the infrastructure was down so the only thing they had to keep themselves uh, entertained while uh, the island started to pull itself you know, back up by the bootstraps was an NES and it gave them hours and hours of uh, entertainment so kind of interesting letter and he, he, he sent in some uh, pictures of uh, um, sort of the aftermath and, and, and him propped on the couch while everyone else rebuilt the island around him, it looks like. Hopefully so it's not the same room. It looks like a before and after picture of the same room. Yeah, I'm not sure. And then they, they say right in, in... Here I was in my sorry. room. Here I was in my room. And then we knocked down the wall and got a uh, <laughs> an involuntary installation done. And then the patent of power says right in with your uh, other video game disaster stories, like kind of belittling john a little bit but <laughs> yeah it's so weird you gotta keep you gotta so. keep that hustle strong yeah. hey this uh, is great we could have more disaster stories send us in now ben 
do you want to take the next letter? Because I actually I think it's kind of an endearing letter. It's very sweet. Oh, sure. Um, it talks about um, an older older couple buying a Nintendo Entertainment System uh, for their grandkids when they visited. Mm-hmm. And uh, they end up getting hooked on the system. So they're playing um, the games together. Uh, the husband and wife team. One of them controls the the game. The other one draws maps or helps. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently, the last they, sentence. Uh, the last sentence is what is what really tugged on me. Like, what? I don't know they, if uh, it makes us power players, but we're pretty. Uh, we think it's pretty good for old folks. Like they're so yeah. sweet. I don't know. They're, they they, uh, their dog. they're definitely. Yeah, they registered their dog with the AKC as Sleeping Princess Zelda. As her name. Nice. Yes. It was, which is a she Britain. doesn't really like to play, but she likes to sit in her favorite playing chair. <laughs> and they have a picture of the dog with the NES advantage with the joystick, like, propped up in front of her. <laughs> and then we have the letter of the issue. Like, the, this is this is the one where we deep dove, right, everyone? Oh, yeah. I did some research. I all right. Research on this guy. But so, Mike, why don't you why don't you take off? But I think we all have some we all have some stuff on him. So why don't you uh, why don't you get going with this one, okay. uh, Mike? Uh, this one was sent in by Judy Ciofreda, or Ciofreda, however they pronounce it. It's New Jersey, so it's probably Italian, so I'll go with Ciofreda. Uh, Jonathan, six, is a phenomenal power pilot, Nintendo power player. He's been playing the Nintendo Entertainment System for less than a year, and has successfully completed 16 games, including The Legend of Zelda, Super Mario Bros. 2, DuckTales, Bubble Bobble, Simon's Quest, Mega Man's 2, Mega Man 2, Wizards and Warriors, Metroid, Life Force, and sadly, <laughs> the Three Stooges. Ugh. What is most interesting about John is that at the age of six, he's truly learned to read while concentrating on such games as Dragon Warrior, Legend of Zelda, The Adventure of Link, and Faxanadu. His favorite bedtime reading is Nintendo Power. Aww. It's not <laughs> unusual to find John in his room or at the kitchen table reading Power. Although he can't read every word, he understands the idea. His concentration is so intense he can play Nintendo games for hours at one stretch. He can't wait to get Super Mario 3 and is working on the adventures of Link. John truly deserves to be a Nintendo Power player. Thanks, Mom. Uh, That's a kick-ass mom and a really sweet kid. Uh, I I don't have much to say about him. I I will in a minute. But I uh, taught my oldest nephew to read by playing Super Mario Brother, Super Mario, and the Thousand Year Door for GameCube. Oh, okay. Yeah, he uh, didn't hmm. want to read, but then I put the game on in front of him, and he's like, "What's going on?" And I'm like, "Hey, you got to tell me. I'm not pressing this button until then." <laughs> so, I, tough love. Uh, yeah, love it. Yeah, tough love. And uh, eventually, we beat the game eight months later because I, I didn't get to see him every day, but uh, mm. it did get him reading, and he he enjoyed it very much. I tried That's looking, cute. Yeah, I tried looking up John, and I found a wedding picture. I found a wedding page of uh, him and his girl, and uh, he grew up into quite a dapper-looking man. <laughs> and he's uh, got a nice girl, and he seems very happy. I sent a message oh. to him on Facebook, but he didn't get a reply because I guess he's too busy living a living an actual life to hang out with gamers. Well, you didn't. You didn't dive deep enough because i did a little search for him and i found out that he was the national champion for the brewski ball ski ball championship in austin texas so he actually won a ski ball uh competition though apparently he won on a rules technicality which was kind of uh, controversial (laughs) so a win is a win john 
Yeah. <laughs> so apparently this guy, this this kid went on to a, a career of greatness. He's he's ski balling into everyone's hearts. He's, so he technically played with power. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> anything to add, Ben or Catherine? <laughs> Uh, yeah, just because someone responds to anonymous messages from weird video game enthusiasts doesn't mean they're li- not living a full life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, well, we're playing with power. <laughs> yep. That's right. Our power right. is is creeping out girls. That's, yeah, that's, that's what we're good at. So. <laughs> All right, so next up we've got uh, a ton of Final Fantasy yeah, coverage. there's a lot here. I don't know how much we want to dive into this because we've kind of talked a fair bit about Final Fantasy already. I um, like we beat this horse to death already. Yeah, there's been a lot of Final Fantasy coverage already, but uh, Mike, I, I mean, you're the Final Fantasy guy. Like, what's in here that you want to cover? I only found three things to cover. Okay. Uh, on the page... I don't know the number because they've got that weird border covering up the letters, but they talk about the ice cave. Uh, okay, I'll see if I can find it for you. Yeah, you'll see. That Page 16. Has, yeah. Okay. And uh, for level one, there's like a, a screenshot right in the middle saying, in the treasure box, you found floater. Oh, <laughs> jeez! Like, uh, found a floater. That's something you want to find. I guess. I, I, no. guess, I guess Garland. That's something you want to leave behind. You know what I'm Garland, saying? I guess Garland didn't flush. <laughs> Thank uh, you for that. Uh, uh, well, well, thanks, right. Catherine, for being on the show. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, nice to have our first guest. And, yeah. <laughs> then they talk about. Then they talk about the uh, on the next page, the Castle of Ordeal. Where you have to travel to uh, to prove yourself worthy of some dragon's gift, you must enter the castle and find the rat tail. Uh, if okay. you want to find a rat tail, just hang out at a trailer park and you'll find tons of dudes with them. <laughs> Especially in the early 90s. <laughs> and uh, right. uh, finally, they mention uh, you have to find a place called the Caravan. And uh, in it you can buy a bottle that contains a fairy who can give you oxial. And again, if you need to get oxy, just hit the trailer park. Everything you need yeah. to find is there. Two birds, one stone. That's the way I like it. Just hit up uh, Oceana, West Virginia. You'd be good. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks for the tip, Ben. You're welcome. I watched a whole documentary about it, actually. <laughs> oh, what's that? Is what's that movie about meth and West? Is that Winter's Bone? Is that the one with Jennifer Lawrence in it? It's about like trailer parks and oh. meth and stuff. I think it's South by Southwest. Southwest. <laughs> okay. Uh, we do have another another treasure quest here on uh, page twenty one, so that fo- it's a follow up to the the previous month's treasure hunt. You so. get to win a they... suit of armor. There's two of them. Did you get to see the suit of armor, Catherine, or did they like? Did you get to see any of the, the uh, big prizes, or were you like kept away from that? Or <laughs> I couldn't be trusted, so they never let oh, me. They didn't give you that sweet Final Fantasy fanny pack that's at the top right there. <laughs> Oh, oh that's God. what that is? Look at that. <laughs> I love the color. That is an excellent shade of pink. No, yeah. I remember Final Fantasy in general, but nothing in particular yeah. about it. I, I think we were all, like, we're all of similar age, uh, and I don't think any of us were really at the, like, the gaming level to take on a game of this uh, difficulty at this uh, point. So I love RPGs, but even I couldn't touch this game. I was just like, nope. Yeah. 
So I'll play Mario Brothers three or Mega Man, but I can't I can't handle this. This is too nerd for yeah. me. All right. Well, I, I'm okay with moving on if everyone else is. Yep, I'm done. Okay. We got so we're to the Howard, Howard and Nestor. Yep, and uh, they're walking along a mountainside trail, uh, and then they encounter the guys from Super C, and right. uh, they're having trouble getting through the area. Like there's a uh, well, Ness falls off a cliff. And then the the two guys try to catch him with the blanket, and Howard has just the thing to save him, a uh, camera, which isn't pointing at Nestor falling, so I don't know how it's calculating his his trajectory. But uh, it looks to be like a surveyor's camera or something, and he's telling the guys to take a few steps to the left while they're casually asking, like, uh, one guy's casually asking the other guy, where'd you get this? Rags or us? No, I got it (laughs) at the thrift shop. And then uh, Nestor is caught, and he goes, thrift shop? You must mean flea market, because now he's scratching all over. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> these guys, they, uh, they don't, they, they'll just take anything they find, clearly. They're not that, uh, they're not that picky. Did, did you notice they give out wrong, like, trivia answer? Like, there's in the, in the early part, it says, like, if you're, uh, if you're, I'm not an alien, I'm human. Like, all right, uh, no alien would know what the capital of kansas is and howard responds with wichita but it's not wichita it's topeka was howard uh bad with geography when you were growing up with him <laughs> no but if i remember correctly these were actually written in japan <laughs> might explain some some of that okay. um howard was so uh, took issue con- with that. howard wasn't yeah. controlling his own avatar in this um <laughs> no i don't think he was so mike told me that you guys like were making fun of the cartoon howard and you've apologized i, I missed that episode but <laughs> oh well it hasn't it hasn't it hasn't aired yet yeah it hasn't aired yet. oh okay yeah. um in, in a couple of episodes we've uh we've we've taken issue with howard like modeling the clothes or uh like just like bragging about his achievements and we're like damn it why does he have to be so freaking awesome and accomplished and then and then we get that was the straw that broke the camel's back was the article he wrote about how awesome his job was. Mike kind of lost it at that point. <laughs> yeah, we we kind of got. We had cool. to. We had to backtrack <laughs> profusely. I have to that. apologize. I think that's funny. Um, I think you would think that's funny too. But my favorite thing about Howard and Nestor is the issue that they wrote just for Howie as his going away present when he left mm-hmm. Nintendo. Oh. It's full of swears. It's, <laughs> <laughs> oh really? Unpublished um, comic wherein he finally loses his shit and tries to kill Nestor legitimately. Can you please? Please. (laughs) That has got to go on our page. Please. Please. The holy grail of this podcast. I'm not going to sleep until I find uh, proof of this existence. That's our equivalent of of Brain finally telling Pinky off. Yeah, I'll I'll see. I'll see if he's willing to like let that go public. Because it's pretty funny. It's literally like it he's <laughs> Howard says the F word in it. Like it's if you're into Howard and Nestor, I think it's pretty golden. Oh my god. <laughs> we'll censor it if we have to, but I'll like with some strategic black boxes if he if he asks. Yeah, but if he wants to, yeah. even, if, even if it's redacted, we'll take anything <laughs> he's willing to share. I would sell for like a single panel. Honestly, <laughs> just oh, Howard yeah. dropping the F bomb. That's all I need. <laughs> That's all I need. Well, also him like 
truly trying to kill Ness. Like it gets violent. It's oh, it's great. It's very like he's like choking him out with like a controller cord or something. <laughs> so tries to run him off the road in their go karting, but he tries to like run him off the road. Uh, yeah, it's it's great. Wow, super dark. I love so it. this uh, they made this after the last one where he's uh, he hands the bow tie over to to Nestor and rides off in the sunset. Yeah, like that. This is this is like a, an in-house thing that they gave to him as like a going yeah. away gift, is what you're. Saying. Well, I'm just wondering if they made it before that one or not. If they like had had planned it like if it was any continuity. Well, I don't think it's canon. Like, I think it's just something funny they gave. <laughs> <laughs> so how weird is it, by the way, that your stepdad is illustrated in all of these uh, <laughs> magazines? How. I guess it is weird. It is because when I look at the pictures of him, like the illustration and the photos of him, I just like see my derpy stepdad. But then I'm like, oh, my God, people wanted his aut- people still want his autograph. I went to Indicate <laughs> with him a couple years ago and people were losing their minds. That's so that's weird. Big disconnect. For me. Well, the, the, oh. the, well, he touched a generation and not in the Michael Jackson way. Oh, yes. <laughs> Thank God. Second. Well, yeah, I think well, I, 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 mean, think I kind of was... have a, a feeling for that. Like, so my my dad's a uh, world like renowned stroke doctor. Uh, like, so <laughs> he that, travels around the world. Around the world, they're called gigolos. Well, not that kind of stroke. <laughs> but, um, so anyway, like, it's funny because like he's you know published in all these journals and in high regard and all that. But for for me, he was just like the nerdy guy that would only read books with dragons on the color of her and like would fall <laughs> fall asleep on the couch you know drinking you know half a bottle of wine or something like that like he was just my my dorky dad he wasn't like someone yeah. you know and and so i think it is kind of strange when you've got um you know that sort of dis- the world sees your family one way but you see your family as mm-hmm. family like oh you, the, the warts and all and, and of course you love them but you know it's just yeah. uh, i think it's kind of it's kind of interesting i don't know i was i was interested to hear your take on that so Oh, one thing that is so gross, I don't even know if I can get the words out. I made I wanted to make sure that I like remembered everything about like Nintendo Power and well, I mean as much as I would know. And I googled and I remembered that my little sister had writ had done this like blog entry interviewing Howie. Um okay. I read about it. them like sharing that the one that Alex Phillips wrote. Um yep. and they called her his son, because her name is Alex. Like, good job. But <laughs> yeah, it was in the And um, Howie relayed a story about at some like game convention, a woman approaching my mom and being like, "Oh my god, he must. Oh god, this is." <clears throat> he wanted to know about Howie's quote manual dexterity <laughs> because he yeah. works with hands. That's pretty good. That's so upset. That is disgusting uh, to me. That is very upsetting to me. You don't want to think about your stepdad in that in that in that regard. No, that's stop it. No, that, yeah. <laughs> that's completely understandable. Uh, or, you don't. The want idea. To take Mike. Women. Okay, I'll be quiet. Mike, I'll be quiet until you're done. I know where you're going with this, <laughs> and just drop it. Drop it, boy. He knows how to play with power. Let's just leave it that way. Okay. No. I was was just thinking, like, you don't want to walk by the bedroom in here. Let's go. (laughs) No. No. Leave it alone. She suffered enough. All right. right. Okay. (sighs) Okay. So we're not done with the comic. 
<laughs> and then afterwards, uh, Howard, for some reason, starts talking about like measuring wind velocity and all that, although that has nothing to do with Super Contra. Mm. And uh, then at the end, like it shows like uh, he's like, I be- uh, he says like, oh, I came prepared. Then uh, he's giving a bunch of crap that has nothing to do with the game. And then Nestor says, well, I bet Mr. Preparedness didn't plan on fleas. And of course, <laughs> always, always prepared Howard says, that's why I put flea powder on my bow tie. Because <laughs> you're going rock climbing, so don't forget your flea powder. Yeah. All right. And get, typical, he takes all the credit, and all I get is the fleas. Oh, I guess, <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh. I guess it has nothing to do with like a chemical odor addiction, like Sharpie sniffing, huh? <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. So on to the CES coverage, huh? Consumer Electronics Show for what year was this? 1990. So this is, I think, the third one we've covered. Uh, they talk about the uh, Ninja Turtles uh, 2 game, which is essentially the uh, arcade game ported over to Nintendo. Yep. So it's multiplayer co-op. Mm-hmm. They've got game. a Dr. Mario preview there, which is, you know, obviously a fun game or whatever I remember as well. So we'll get into that, yep. you know, as that covers. But uh, mentioned Mega, Mega Man, Man 3. 3. And then this is interesting, the Miracle Keyboard. And this says, this amazing accessory comes complete with an electronic keyboard which plugs into your NES and provides a full range of musical sounds. The Miracle Keyboard is also a truly educational device. Crowds of spectators gathered around the display, and this unit should be hot. So hot it there we go. So hot it's the only one that doesn't get a screenshot on the page. <laughs> Never heard of it. But Did you see this laser scope thing on page twenty-five? I to, I remember that. Like, I think mm. oh. it's like a, a game controller you strapped to your head. It, it, yeah, it's a great. That reminds way, me. It's a great way to make you look like Mega Man. Sadly, yeah. the one on the cover, not the one in the game. <laughs> so, to describe what we're talking about, it's called the Laser Scope Voice Command Stereo Headset from Konami, and it's basically a sketch of someone. They have like a headset on with a microphone uh, coming out from the side and then they have another like a uh, bar coming down over the right eyeball and it reminds me of like that a... there was that Tommy Lee Jones helicopter movie uh, uh, what? where oh is it Tommy Lee Jones I maybe not helicopter. yeah maybe that's is that, is that who, they had had they had like control things they strapped to their helmets that looked like that that's what it reminds me of I think you're thinking of Airwolf yeah I think it is Airwolf yeah but it just looks that might not be Tommy Lee Jones, though. So while we have Catherine here, I, I did want to ask a specific question. Um, so there was a peripheral that um, Howard actually posted uh, a scan of, of an advertisement on uh, his Facebook page. It was for a special uh, knitting accessory for the NES. So I'm not making this up. Huh. Um, <laughs> and apparently never made it to market. It looks like something you plug in, you feed like the spools of like uh, thread into it and it would knit you something. Did you ever come into contact with that thing by any chance? No, I'm I'm vaguely remembering. But what I think I'm remembering is him posting about that because that oh, okay. doesn't. Was that an April Fool's gag or something? No, that was for real. I mean, unless he really like uh, did a good job at Photoshopping it. but no. No, I think that they were, I mean, they were just always tinkering, you know, so there was, but you said that one actually made it to market? No, that one did not make it to market. Okay, I was going to say, that would be, yeah, I mean, they were always experimenting with all kinds of wild stuff, 
usually right. not great ideas. <laughs> usually. Yeah. By the you, way, we, it was Firebirds, and it stars Nick Cage and Tommy Lee Jones, not Airwolf. Sorry. Firebirds. When is that from? 1990. It's, yeah, I've it's, never heard of that movie. I, I might. We might have to get it for Bad Movie Night. So. Anyway. Yeah. All right. So, uh, anyway, so I'll dig into that later. Yep. Beetlejuice gets a small mention of two screenshots from LJN, the best oh. company ever. Uh, and then we all have the other a L- special <laughs> hatred for LJN, by the way, uh, Catherine, because they just butchered every game they made. They're just a terrible developer. So, <laughs> anyway, every licensed yeah. property they had was absolute garbage, except for uh, Spider-Man: Maximum Carnage. That was the only property they, yeah. they handled, which wasn't garbage. And they made a lot of claim, right? Yeah. Any. Uh, speaking any. of which, we have a big announcement here. Mm-hmm. Acclaim has purchased LJN. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, the horribleness will continue on as Acclaim from this point forward, apparently. Yes. <laughs> and uh, they are together releasing a Simpsons game. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks like uh, alien alien invaders coming to invade Springfield. I remember this Simpsons game. It was really bad. Like, yeah, LJN definitely the influence rubbed off on this game. <laughs> they didn't get bought out soon enough. Uh, there's an angry video game nerd on this on this one. It's yeah, it's yeah, it's not a good one. Mutants. Mm-hmm. Yep. I actually, uh, I mean, I'm getting uh, serious here, but I actually watched one of those gaming historian videos where they talked about the history of LJN. Mm-hmm. The only reason it existed in the first place is because a claim could not pump out enough games in a year like nintendo had like a licensing thing where you can only put oh, out like right, max right, right. of like 25 games a year or whatever so and like the, double the, B, the, the b-roll came out through ljn is basically what you're getting at <laughs> yeah in order to like pump out more licensed titles they had they like had a subsidiary or another like sister company <laughs> you know right. owned by a shell comp- corporation or some crap like that right called ljn you know, mm-hmm. and then once that restriction was removed, they're like, "All right, well, just what's the point of having two labels? Let's make all this crap under a claim, even with <laughs> the same shitty roof." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, uh, that's enough for the CES. Is, is anybody else have anything? I'm done. Okay, and now we're on to the cover game. Chippendale Rescue Rangers. So I actually have this game still. Yeah. Um, have you guys played this yet, or no? I played through it at the emulator the other day. It's, I mean, not all the way to the end. It's, it's, you know, big game, but it's, it's, you know, it's a Capcom game. So, uh, the controls are super solid. Like it's a fun, like, you know, like the, the environments are fun. The controls are good. Like this was definitely in the rotation of stuff I played as a kid. Like it's a, this is a solid game. I'll say that much. You're missing out if you're only playing it by yourself, by the way, because it is cooperative. One plays right. Chip, one plays Dale, obviously. And you, the best part is that um, you can pick up the other person and throw them at people as a <laughs> weapon. Right. <laughs> and uh, so it, it's unless you're working in tandem, you really have a game plan. It's very easy to uh, end up chucking someone off of a ledge somewhere and having to restart. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And you're cursing out, and you're cursing out your kid brother at that point, right? Oh yeah, for sure. You have to restart if one of you dies. Uh, off the screen, I think. Yeah. From what I remember, I think they can regen, but if, if they run out of lives, they start stealing yours. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so it eventually hurts you to to chuck keep chucking them off of the edges of roofs. <laughs> 
but anyway yeah the settings here are fun like there's a lot of like just fun it's it's just a fun game like it's well done it's interesting like the bosses are i just remember really liking this game when i was a kid so and you can very easily inadvertently uh knock off your partner too by like for example just in the beginning here when you're jumping up you know the screen can only capture so much so when someone doesn't jump right. up fast enough they get cut off the screen it's almost like as if like they're falling off and they died Right. So <laughs> they were erased from uh, history. Yeah, pretty much. So it can be a challenge getting through with another person, but that's part of the fun, I think. Uh, did you uh, get to play this game, Catherine? I vaguely remember it, but as I'm looking at this compared to the other games that are talked about in this issue, it's so like who like people just skip around to the games they were into because all the other games in this issue are like very dark and have like themes and a dark goal and this one is about lost cat and it's a disney cartoon i don't know i mean are do players play all games i mean or who i don't well this was i mean it was you gotta remember nintendo power is more about just giving people an idea because you know we wouldn't we didn't have youtube we didn't have like you know yeah. twitch we didn't like so we didn't know what games were so this is like if you know here's how you play the game like here's some tips for it like if you want to go play it like have some here's some ways to play the game and like you should check it out like here's why it's good and here's some here's some like this was really like the way to let people know about what the game was and what you can do with it no game facts no ign this was basically like a nice paper commercial for the game as well as like you're going to encounter difficulties here's how you get past them plus it lets you know like if you're like got a limited budget here's what you Mm -hmm. uh, here's what you know you're going to get Right. Yeah, and for me, I lived overseas at the time, so there wasn't any like rental store I could like try a game out. So this was it. You know, I'd look through Nintendo Power, and if it looked good, you know, I'd have to ask for that game for Christmas or birthday or whatever, and then hope that it was actually good and not what Silver Surfer. One one issue that I had with this game, though, if you look at page thirty-two, it's saying like keep tabs on your flower total. When you get to fifty flowers, you get a you know another life. There's nowhere on the screen that tells you how many flowers you have. So like, what you're gonna be like some Rain Man game player? Like forty-seven flowers, forty-seven, forty-seven. Like I mean, I don't know. Time for Wapner. Yeah, right. I mean, oh god. I wish they could have just put a little counter on the screen. That would have really helped. Uh, but uh, no. Was there? Well, is there like a starter or select menu that could show your uh, your color no. collectibles? No, I'm pretty sure it just so. freezes the, the frame. Yeah, just pause. It's just start and go. Well, being a, a Mega Man, it had like the stop. The start just did a, a screen pause, but the select gave you the menu. Did you not? Get I didn't try it. The, I didn't try it the other day. I didn't try it. So I don't remember collecting flowers at all in this game. I like the oh. uh, the special items. I got a kick out of the uh, the flowers and the stars. So it's uh, maybe Mario should have given up his medical practice and taken up law because I see some infringement possibilities here. <laughs> mm. uh. But uh, the the most humorous one <laughs> to me is the black balls, which they really could have just <laughs> called bombs because you can see a wick, a sizzling yeah. wick on it. So just call them bombs. See, by calling yeah. them black balls say toss them quickly or they'll explode uh to me i'm like because they're more dangerous than the blue balls because those ones never go off (laughs) oh oh, oh, no Uh, i I also like the was a game that i we would sometimes have pizza parties with the families and just go in after work hours and order a bunch of pizzas and play the games and give feedback how seriously our feedback was taken and i have no idea but yeah. That was a fun thing that we could do with the more like G-rated games. 
Cool. I like the on page twenty eight. Beware of the ninja flying squirrels. Like that's just the way I live my life. So I agree. <laughs> I agree with that. They're chipmunks and they're fighting squirrels. Is there like a civil war going on in the rodent in the rodent world? Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, they got their own little. I think it's a, uh, they got their own little hotel a, Rwanda situation going on here. Oh, that so they're all up in a race war there. Yeah. Oh my god. Sharks and the Jets. Uh, All right. Is there anything else here that we want to talk about with Chippendale? Or, or is yeah, I'm going to have to mention this classy caption down here okay. on uh, page 29 where they talk about the robot boss. It says, wreck the robot. And uh, so I guess at some <laughs> point this robot throws out toy balls, says, watch out for a shower, toy balls. And then underneath the picture it says, look for a hole in the ball shower. Oh, well, there you go. Well, <laughs> so I don't know. there you go. There's movies about that on the Internet you want to avoid. Yeah, them, isn't, isn't that like the plot of Porky's pretty much right there? Porky's. <laughs> you pretty much summed it up, yeah. Uh, yeah. What gets me is that there's also uh, another one where it shows like these little robot uh, flies called buzzers. Mm-hmm. And uh, like you have a, 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 a fly on, on your own team called Zipper, I believe. Yes. So again... Like there's another zipper actually serves as like the power, like the Mario star, like you're invincible when he's, he like goes and kills everything on the screen. It's kind of awesome. You can make him fight his own kind in this game as well. So there's there's more genocide. Like this is a heavy game, but uh, when you see the, uh, the screen, it's better if you don't think about it. It's, it's okay. Well, that's about all Disney things. If you don't think about the genocide and the implied racism, you can enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, like you ever go watch Dumbo, like those racist crows? Like it's like oh, you're watching, you're like oh yeah, the Jim. This crows. is a little uncomfortable watching. Yeah, the Jim crows. Like oh, I've seen, I've seen a house fly. I've like, seen a oh, dragonfly. Oh, Disney, but I don't oh, really like, see oh. an elephant fly. It's like yeah, those, oh, that's bad. Disney. You think oh. it's cute as a kid, but then you realize, oh wow, they 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 they're that's that's black people that they're talking about. Oh my god. Well, have you guys that's ever seen or heard of uh, Song of the South? Oh, yeah, oh, that's zippity doo Oh, brother yeah, bear exactly. and the patch and the tar baby and ugh. yeah, yeah. Uh, that is uh, has apparently been banned. I watched yeah, that in a film like class in college, and it was like a laser disc from like Japan, and it was basically like it was like bef- one of the first like uh, live action slash cartoon mixes, you know, on like a plantation where they have like the old kindly yeah, uh, caretaker. But- all right, look, I'm not I'm not advocating that as I'm not like I'm not saying I'm pro racist, but I think it's important to embrace our history. If you don't understand where we've come sure. from, then you like I don't I don't today. think burying it I don't think burying it solves anything for anyone. If you I mean because yeah of course that was a terrible you know time in our history, but some the, the music that came out of that time and sort of the social like sort of it it took us you know to a different. Uh, you know, different direction as a nation, and I think I think I think burying it is the way to is the way to deal with that. No, like have, I don't you know, have, you have a, to acknowledge it so you can differentiate the good from the bad, so that you can appreciate and take the good things that came from it and make sure they endure, as well as making sure the negative things that that they sprung from don't. Otherwise, right. you get this whole Trump thing going on. But that's <laughs> that's all we're saying about that. Um, I'm not too worried about it. I think eventually Disney will just, you know, yeah, remove it from their vaults, just like, you know, Walt Disney's corpse. They'll, they'll <laughs> unfreeze it at some point. Take it out to air. Reanimate it. 
Yeah. I mean, if you have you watched any of the old Looney Tunes on Cartoon Network, I mean, oh, there's a lot I of stuff in there. Them. Oh man, the world, the old World War II cartoons are so racist. And even oh, the ones yeah. before the war, yeah. like before they picked on the Japanese, they picked on like any time a person got blown up, they were covered in black soot, but they'd always have big pink limbs, and they'd be like, right. "Oh my!" Right. Oh, yeah. like, but they run it. They run a disclaimer in front of them now. They do, uh, and they say they like. There are there's material in these con- that, that in these in these cartoons that are of a different era, and we we think that it's important that we like that we show it as it was because you know it helps us understand where we've been and where and like where we're going. Yeah, like it, we're going. I don't know, I, right? So it's, yeah, it's a- I find it kind of uh, ironic that Speedy Gonzales was like erased from the map, yeah. and like the Hispanic community like demanded him to come back essentially. Yeah, because he's an awesome like cartoon. A, yeah, I know. I guess there's like it's, a movie in the works now or something. Well, he's not a negative stereotype. It's not like he's. Mm. It's not like he's doing mm. anything that uh, that a certain political blowhard would be commenting on. He's just like running around. He's like fast, productive, energetic. He's. You know, he's not a negative stereotype. I mean, just because a character has an accent doesn't mean they're racist. Like, he's a he's a Hispanic rodent. Speaking of political stereo or you know cartoon stereotypes, Monterey Jack, I was always offended by as a as an Australian. Like I, I always. <laughs> uh, you, you, you mean their mustaches don't come to life when they smell cheese? <laughs> well, that's just me, but just that's just coincidence. All right. No. Yeah, it's another part of his body, I think. Yeah, I was just trying to comment on the robot before we before we got derailed. I was just saying this. Uh, this reminded me. These screenshots remind me a lot of the uh, the guts dozer battle from Mega Man Two. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, they share the same engine, so yeah. So it's this. You get they, bar- the they borrow engines. heavily. Mm-hmm. Not that it's a bad thing at all. Like they, 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 no, they they nailed it. Okay. Yep. All right. So should we move uh, on from to Snake Revenge? Yep. Yeah. I I played. Did anybody else play this? I I, I gave it a go the other day. Um, this game's more interesting, actually, for its story than actually anything about the game. Do Do any of you know the backstory behind Snake's Revenge? Uh, someone did something bad to him, and now he wants revenge. No, it's an unlicensed sequel, or not unapproved sequel. Basically, Acclaim. Well, no, it wasn't. It, Acclaim wanted a sequel to Metal Gear, and so. They and and they couldn't get Hideo uh, Kojima to get on board with it, so they went and made this game without his approval, like the creator of the series. And then he was so perturbed by it that he got his own team together and then made uh, Metal Gear Two. Like, <laughs> so this game was made like it's like the bastard stepchild of the Metal Gear Solid universe. Um, and so. Uh, uh, it's really not good. I tried playing it. It was really hard to play. There was an interesting like dynamic where, where every you kind of walk through the map, and every time you get to a new area of the map, uh, they shoot a flare to like light up the new area of the map, and you're like fighting your way through the jungle. Um, it was just kind of too. The controls were too uh, janky and too hard to do. I, I I did not have fun playing this game. I gave it up rather quickly. But um, I thought the backstory of like them trying to sneak this game by uh, Kojima, um, and then him get, being so upset that he went and made his own like legitimate sequel to be uh, you know pretty interesting actually. So so it's the Nosferatu of video games. <laughs> yes, pretty much. Didn't he like release that game on like a little known like Japanese like computer console? Well, it eventually made it to the, the original one. Made it to NES. This was a follow-up. Did it? To the original okay. Game. 
The only thing I have to say about this game is I look at the uh, the screenshot for the enemy, and all I can think of when I'm looking at him is M. Bison. A <laughs> little bit, yeah. A little, yeah, yeah. Looks and, like uh, the Street Fighter. Yeah. I'm looking at the collectibles, like inside the warehouse or anything, and you have to get something called Truth Gas. <laughs> like, really? I mean, you're you're a soldier, can't you? Just like interrogate them Guantanamo style or something? Yeah, there's like a waterboarding mini mini game, like in uh, Grand Theft Auto stack, Five. You stack your enemies <laughs> up on like a naked pyramid and put a leash on them, and <laughs> uh, the Guantanamo experience. Uh, all right. That's all I got. All right. To say about, uh, did you guys have? Any yeah, there, there's not much here. I just thought that it was funny that they tried to that acclaim yeah. or whoever was trying to sneak one out. So, all right, classified info. I got nothing on these games. Do you? Yeah. There wasn't much in here that I was too um, interested in. Uh, they got the Super C code for 10 and guys instead of 3. So apparently a downgrade from 30. You got from this first Contra game. Yeah. Uh, oh. Double Dragon 2. You can. What's that? Yeah, there's no Konami code in these games. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Double Dragon 2, the- there's a cheat that lets you continue towards the end of the game. Which is there's a there's a sound test mode for Godzilla. Just, just <laughs> oh boy! And then uh, right. Burai Fighter has hidden passages. So there we go. Mm. Are any of the sound tests that? <laughs> <laughs> what was uh, that? It's like a dying uh, donkey. Yeah, it was like Eeyore had a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> oh hi there! <laughs> I just can't feel my left side today. <laughs> oh. That's sad. All right. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Let's move on. Yep. Uh, the next Your up game, is GoGo132, The Mafant Conspiracy. So I did a little bit of research, not as much as I wanted to, uh, on this game. Um, so basically what I learned was GoGo13 is comes from a manga that started in 1973 and is still uh, issuing uh, um, issues today. So it's the longest running manga of all time, uh, which I thought was interesting. And they made a uh, movie, a live action movie in 1973. They made another live action movie uh, later in the 70s. And then they had like a animated series, um, animated movie in 1983. And I was going to try to watch that and uh, give that my feedback. But didn't have time. I did play through the game, though. Um, happy to report, by the way, that you can now crouch and shoot at the same time. Oh, so big, already big I got really excited that there was that feature. <laughs> um, the same same kind of thing. It has a lengthy intro, and I don't know if it was just the trans- missing in translation or whatnot, but the uh, story made, like, no sense uh, to okay. me whatsoever. It had a lot of, like, interesting uh, prologues and cutscenes and whatnot. Uh, before you can actually play, and I don't think you can skip them, which was kind of annoying. Um, like but you get like in there. Different modes here, like driving mode and all kinds of stuff packed in here. So there's, yeah, different levels. And um, so you, the first two levels, like the first one, you don't have a gun. You're just punching and kicking dudes. And it's more challenging in the first game because you're not just getting health all over the place. Mm. Um, but I thought it was it was better that way. Because, especially because you can duck and shoot at the same time. Um, but the controls were a little wonky in that you, you kind of take it for granted just playing like good games like Mega Man and like Super Mario where if you want to like crouch down, you kind of just go from like if you're aiming right, 
to like right. roll your thumb to point down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to like distinctly tell it to to crouch. You like have to lift up your thumb from the right. control pad and aim down distinctly. And if you're off just a little bit, like let's say you're aiming like down and left, he would just point left. So it was very difficult to try and like not only uh, crouch down at the right time, but crouch down and shoot at the right direction appropriately. Um, so that was a little challenging. So then on the third level, um, you, you get into this, what they call a, they don't have a screenshot from here, which is embarrassing, but it's called a uh, 3D maze, which we talked about last mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Oh, they have a couple, it says scene four here. Um, and I tried to get through this thing for probably a half hour. <laughs> it was uh, impossible. Even with that map that's there? I didn't, I didn't, uh, the map is confusing. Uh, I didn't, I didn't get a chance to look through the map itself. I was trying to play it without a guide kind of thing. And you're just wandering through this 3D maze. There's no like uh, instructions, no directions, nothing indicating where you're supposed to go, what you're supposed to do. So you're just kind of wanderingly, wandering uh, aimlessly. And there's like, you know, bad dudes around every corner shooting you. And eventually your health goes down and you die. Um, I thought I finally made it somewhere. And all I did was make it out, make it out the other exit. (laughs) (laughs) And I made it to the second floor at one point and then immediately back down. Uh, and I tried to watch like a walkthrough video and, um, it wasn't so much a walkthrough as it was a speed run where it's just like door wall, door wall, door wall, door wall, door wall, you know, stairs, door wall. You have no idea where the the hell is going. Um, so that was pretty much where I stopped and it was impossible to continue from there. So So I never got an opportunity fun stuff after it to play any of the racing stuff or anything else in the game because it was uh, just stopped basically there's no way past that point unless you have it memorized a complete sequence of like probably 500 uh, button presses okay (laughs) I like that they call him an Olympic trained athlete and uh, I guess from the screenshots that we've learned that Olympic trained athletes can leap a story in the air (laughs) Well, and look, it's the game actually, you know, kind of f- had a foretold prophecy. The last, the last act for the uh, spy thriller is in Afghanistan, so they uh, they kind of knew where uh, geopolitical events were headed. Look okay. at that. <laughs> oh, and here's what I learned from reading this article was, and this is the kicker. So if you actually do manage to make it through this this three maze, mm. it says a race against time. Upon his defeat, Arm reveals that the trade office is ready to explode. <laughs> Gogo 13 must make his way out quickly with only five minutes to get through all oh, four Jesus. floors. Nope. Like, are you kidding me? You can go back through that nonsense in five minutes? So <laughs> You got to play the power, boy. <laughs> all right. That's just brutal. Anything else? Anybody got anything? Uh, I like the fact that you fight a, a whirling dervish guy, but you don't get the <laughs> Indiana Jones option of just shooting him. Yeah. <laughs> So speaking, uh, is Eric okay with uh, moving on to the next game? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. So speaking of game uh, mazes and games, the next game, Solstice, is all maze. Like, that is all the game is. It's just a collection of rooms that you try to work your way through. And I, I gave this a go. It's actually... Um, it's an interesting game. Uh, it would have really helped to have a tutorial because I didn't really quite understand how some of this stuff worked. I guess you got all these potions and things like that reading through it. Like it, it looks like a, it looks like a combination of gauntlet and cubert. Yeah, it, it is. It actually, that's pretty much, uh, so what's tricky is, so each, each level, um, 
if you kind of look at it like there's a you're it's like a 3d model has been turned and you're looking at it from like a 45 degree angle like one of the corners of the room is facing you so when you push up on the control pad it actually corresponds with the wall that's on your right and if you go right that's the wall that's like kind of facing you on the right down is the wall that's like invisible to your left and then left is the wall that's to the far left of the so like you're looking at it but like it's not really corresponding with how you're thinking you should be moving <laughs> it, it was really tricky to to get down like the the way that the game wanted you to maneuver like in this in this viewpoint um but you basically go around you collect keys and there's it's a it's it's basically a jumping puzzle game you have to collect certain uh boots and 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 items that let you freeze enemies and uh you try to put together um, a staff of destiny that lets you uh, defeat the guy that's stolen your girl. It's a pretty simple plot, but um, uh, and the the art is very interesting. It's like kind of uh, just it's just an interesting game. I'd, I'd never seen anything quite like it, and it was it was enjoyable to play, but I couldn't really figure it out um, that much. So, but it, it was definitely uh, fun. And but the highlight of the game uh, for sure for me was definitely the uh, the soundtrack because the soundtrack is banging. And so I wanted to see if you guys are okay with me playing like maybe 30 seconds of the soundtrack. Lay it on us. All right, here we go. This would be the, the solstice theme. continues on from there like this kind of loops but yeah it i was like floored loading this game up i was like this is amazing whatever this is i want to play it so uh, i've just wet myself yeah kudos to that uh sound designer uh i was i was very uh pleased Uh, with that aspect catherine you still with us yes okay (laughs) haven't heard from you catherine Uh, I kind of yeah. lost her a while back. Yeah. Is that is that Jesus. your kind of music? The dubstep, trippity hip hop stuff, or I love it so much. Might no, no. <laughs> not your not your thing. No. no? You not listen to chip tune music on the on the reg? Uh, no. Those words sound pretty cool though. Oh. Okay. Yeah, with the kids, I. What's up, my fellow? kids what's happening yeah. <laughs> remember that like steve buscemi character with the yes. oh god <laughs> all right i figured with dubstep making such a big thing the chiptune music is pretty much like like it the gateway has been opened like we're ready for some uh 8-bit jams 8-bit dub well this guy was you know apparently you know 20 25 years ahead of his time so there you go he's a freaking musical prophet Anyway, uh, I'm okay with moving on to the next game. There wasn't much else. It was very confusing, but um, enjoyable. <laughs> Enjoyably confusing would be how I would describe this game. Yep, next up, Crystal. Crystal. Yes. All right. <laughs> yeah, this is a game that I actually managed to play in advance, so I could actually give some uh, experience. And give, I actually had time to catch up and play this thing. 
You know, I got to pause for a second here. Kudos to all of us for doing our game homework, by the way, for once. Yeah, we <laughs> Normally we come on here and we talk about watching speed runs or not having time. Or wanting to play so, these games eventually. Wanting to play them eventually. Not Yeah. So anyways, kudos to you and to all of us. So well, I think we wanted to get were, ready to, to try to imp- impress Catherine with our with our video game prowess. Is that what we did it? Yeah. I, usually when a girl's involved, that's that's that would be my explanation. <laughs> Wouldn't take much, really. <laughs> huh. All right. Just because I don't know that much about video games. I should. I should have had nah. force when I was a little kid and like memorized everything. But then you would have been resented. Like, you'd be like the dad that, like, forced you to play baseball because he didn't make yeah. it. Like, I mean, that's you're just going to end up resenting it, you know, and yeah. crying. True. In Howard's case, it would be making you uh, take on the family business because he's just so damn good at it. Yeah. The, the awesomeness yeah. has to continue in the, to the next generation. That's very true. I mean, like, but, eventually these consoles are going to have, like, good-looking 3D and who's gonna who's gonna who's gonna tell the, that generation how to play with power? Well, she's just applied her excellence to gastronomical uh, yes. anthropology. So there we go. I have another Howard question. So yes. he boasts of his gaming prowess in uh, many 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 times yes. about how many games he's played and he used to be why he one of the reasons why he left Nintendo or he, why he claimed to leave it was because he couldn't uh, play every single game anymore. He couldn't be the game master anymore because there are too many games coming out. Right. Would he would he take his work home with him and play it at home, or was he strictly leave it at work? No, he's a workaholic. I mean, so he worked long hours, and then he'd come home and do more work. So yeah, it was pretty constant. Wow. Okay. So. Yeah. And it is true, you know, because the way that they set him up at uh, Nintendo was that yeah, just like you said, like it was to know every game. But when you're putting out more than you know, 20 games. It's really hard for a person to be that good at it. So it's just like he couldn't do the job that he was supposed to do at Nintendo. Like the way that they had set it up wasn't feasible anymore. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. All right. Well, thank you. All right. Mike, Uh, continue. Okay. Christalis. Yes. Uh, Nuclear Hitler has destroyed the world, apparently, in the the distant future of 1997. (laughs) And uh, what they don't tell you is when you start up the game, it uh, has this uh, load screen for this uh, program running, and it says, like, Program 256, because that's the uh, that's the highest number that 8 bits could count to. Right. That's, like, the same reason, like, you'd only get, like, 255 rupees in Zelda, mm. was because zero counted as a character, so mm. that's how you can only get, like, 256 and then the next line said like code 1024 because I, I guess this is like quad core processing because it's from the future. And uh, there's two heroes. I've only played the uh, first one. You get to name them. And uh, the first one, they named him Hero. And the uh, second one is an upcoming uh, person that you'll meet later called Messiah. So I think the names were a little on the nose. <laughs> And uh, the game itself is, uh, it's kind of okay. Like, the music does get a little grating after a mm-hmm. while. Because it's just like 30 seconds of music on a loop. But it's not even like great music. It's like this cacophony of noise. So I guess like if you if you listen to different aspects of it, you could hear like four or five different songs if you just focused on it and ignored the rest of the sound that was 
happening at the time. Hmm. There was some uh, pros on it. Like, I like the idea that you can swap out swords to match the elements of your enemies. Oh, that's cool. Because if you don't, your your attacks will just bounce off them, and you'll hear, like, a metallic clang. Hmm. And what they don't tell you in the game is that when you're going through the menu, if you hit the cancel button, the uh, the sound that you hear is an exact sound copy of Mario spitting a fireball. <laughs> like, what? Mm. And uh, it does get a little frustrating because enemies respawn on the screen. It is better than random battles because if you're getting low on health, you can mm. avoid getting pounded, but it's it's going to keep you on your toes. And uh, magic can only be recovered at an inn. It's not like you okay. uh, recover it by taking steps. And uh, if you're broke, well, you better get used to parkour because you're going to be dodging enemies while slowly killing yeah. them. <laughs> and it's I notice he's I notice you start off in the Valley of the Wind, which is what I call my house on Taco Night. <laughs> <laughs> Taco Tuesday. <laughs> and. Uh, Thanks again, Catherine, for being our guest. <laughs> our guest was Catherine Spiders. Yeah. And, uh, like, it makes... The game does have some frustrating technical elements, like the enemy's hitboxes aren't as accessible as your own. Like, if mm-hmm. he shoots a projectile at you, and you shoot a projectile at him, his will hit you, but you can't find... And- you can't, like, shoot a projectile at him and, like, miss his projectile. Like, if something's flying at each other, he's going to hit you, and you're not going to hit him. So, so the combat is, saying little... is it's, it's kind of, you know, it's on par for the RPGs of the day. Like, you know, you didn't, it, it, wasn't, it didn't strike you as, you know, terrible, but at the same time, you know, it wasn't like, you know, knock your socks off either. Is that, is that kind of where you're coming from? Yeah, I, you can charge up your weapon at any time to shoot a uh, beam of light from it. And it has the uh, about the same hit point, uh, the same damage as your regular attacks, so it's kind of like Zelda, but except you can mm-hmm. you can do it while after you've taken a bit of damage. Okay. So it's a it's a playable game. Mm. I like the uh, like some of the games like some of the names are a little misleading, like the rabbit boots. Which, mm. Strangely enough, I got the rabbit boots by beating a vampire. <laughs> like I don't know why. Well, he... well, that's what it says here. You beat the vampire, you get the rat boots, and then the rat boots are good for ice or something like that. Yeah, I don't know for jumping up a uh, an icy cliff because it's an Arctic hare that that's not defined. So I know you think <laughs> it's a rabbit boot, so you just think, oh, I get to jump around, or yeah. you know, it increases run fast my, or something. It increases my luck or something. But <laughs> why would a, a vampire have a rabbit to give you? Well, he doesn't give you the rabbit. He just gives you the boots made out of the rabbit. So, I don't know. I guess I guess he ate the rabbit, and then he decided mm. to do something with his spare time and the uh, remains. Mm. I see. I like. There's a village of the Amazons. You know, that would be that'd be something gamers would, uh, would oh, be yeah, interested in. You need in. to get this wand. I haven't got that far, but you need to get this wand that will uh, change your form so you can walk among them. Because, you know, the Amazons like if you if you got something between your legs, then they'll kill you on the spot. Those Amazons yeah. are uh, fierce. So you change just like you, you just get, like the women's volleyball team at my high school. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so you just do a little gender bending, and you, then you can walk among them. There is an aspect of this oh. game that I do like. 
is that uh, your physical appearance changes with the equipment you put on. Oh, so okay. That's nice. Of, instead of having the same sprite looking all over the place, depending on what you put on, you will get like a wider shoulder blades or a uh, like a different colored chest or, you know, you will change. You will look like your equipment. That is so rare to see in an RPG in uh, yeah. Nintendo days. Yeah, the, uh, it's got some technical failings, but also some technical ambition. And there, there's a, it's like, this is a wall of information. This is a bit much to chew on here because it's giving you, I mean, in true RPG form, it's giving you just a lot of information because you need all of this if you're going to, you know, go and uh, tackle the game. So it's kind of hard to talk about it in podcast form. Like, oh, like Get there's all these instructions. 30 hours of instructions and right. writing down things on maps. Right. And then 30 so. hours of doing it. <laughs> right. <laughs> so there's not, there's only so much we can do with this, but it does look. Interesting. If you're into RPGs, definitely you know give it a go. It's an interesting. By the way, holy crap! Can we talk about the back of the the insert here of the? Uh, it's got a a full page list of items, treasures, and weapons. Yeah, that's not the and insert. I think that's it. just page. Or maybe it is the insert. I'm wrong. Sorry. Oh, no, it's yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, you have you have the actual. Uh, it's the back of the poster. Um, it's got steps to get you started, and there are 54 steps. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, that's a wall of text. <laughs> and that's just getting started. Uh, that's that's yeah. just preparing you so that you're ready for the rest of it. There's one thing it doesn't tell you that I did find to be a problem. Uh, if I, I complained earlier with uh, Dragon Warrior and other like-minded RPGs that you have to do a whole list of instructions for because the, the game has no context. Like, right. if you're in front of something, you'll be like, open, stairs, take. It's like, it's friggin' stairs. I'm not going to take the damn stairs. Just let me go down the damn stairs. Right. And I'm not going to You have to, like, give the instruction or else the gonna, game won't I'm register I'm not going to take the door, and I'm not going to steal the door. Just let me open the damn door. Yeah, just give me the pertinent, you know, yeah. Like, yeah, use key on door, then open door. Or how to talk to somebody. Like, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to friggin' take or item this person. Just let me talk to them. But, it seems like modern games are a bit better with that, that they kind of yeah, the conceptualize. Context, like, yeah. More context-aware. But this game, it, it, it had... Uh, well, it was a clear case of be careful what you wish for, because you will talk to people just by bumping into them. Oh, okay. And uh, given the controls on my uh, Game Boy that I'm playing it on, I like to play with the analog sticks, so I do a little... <laughs> basically, I'll, I, I walk around like a drunk knight on a rampage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like weaving all over the place because my thumb won't stay in one spot because I, I usually play on my back, so my thumb is supporting the weight of the Game Boy, so when it's moving the analog stick, it is moving the whole Game Boy around a bit. So, so you're moving around like a, like a bit of a spaz, I guess. <laughs> I'm like Conan the Inebriated. <laughs> uh. <clears throat> So that's uh, my experience. Right. It's a it's a game. It's not all. So would you, as an RPG guy, would you say it's it's worth uh, an RPG fan's time, or would you stick with some some more of the you know bigger RPGs? Uh, if you thought you're pressing too many buttons in Dragon Warrior, then try this and see if you're uh, such a smart mouth after that. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Well, shall right. we move on? Does anybody uh, have anything else they want to say? No. Let's talk about the uh, Feast for the Eyes, which is the uh, centerfold poster oh, yeah. for Castlevania Three: Jack and His Curse. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Catherine, why don't you tell us what we're looking at here? <laughs> um, there's a castle 
in the background, but more importantly, there's some sort of warrior god. Um, he's got his back to us, and his back, you could call it rippling with muscles, I think. Mm. Is that accurate, guys? Yeah, <laughs> it looks, looks good a lady, tell like, me. It's kind of like, like Brad, Brad Pitt in Fight Club. He's getting the job done, you know what I mean? <laughs> bigger. And then, of course, because we wouldn't want to be too subtle, he's got a big old sword that just happens to be dangling between his legs. And a whip. And a knife. And it, and it's sheathed for your protection. Right. Now, what, now, what kind of clothing is he wearing here? Loincloth. And some sort of armor over the shoulders, not Got over yeah, the important yeah. veins or anything like that, just over the shoulders. This is yeah. so rough trade. This is so overtly <laughs> sexual. Yep. Ridiculous. So, so Catherine, are those, uh, are those calves doing anything for you? <laughs> you know, calves have never been of interest to me, but if I had to, you know, pick some calves, these would be the ones to pick, I think. That back, though. Yowza. Yeah. And he's got some uh, gold bracelets as well, thick, thick gold bracelets. Oh yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I can't uh, remember if this is Simon Belmont or one of his descendants. No, uh, it, it's it, it's a prequel, so it's before Simon's time. This is Trevor okay. Belmont? Yep. <laughs> okay. See, we know a little too much. Shouldn't be knowing those names. Then we have, um, but yeah, and there's bats flowing all over. He's obviously trying to approach Dracula's uh, castle there. We have what the Game Boy preview that they stashed. They've started. It's been a recurring theme for the last uh, few episodes, a few issues. Now that now that Game Boy's on the market, so they go through the new Game Boy games. We want to, you know, kind of do a lightning round on the Game Boy games. Is that okay with everyone? Yeah, I got nothing right. to say about this. So I'll leave it to you guys. Uh, yeah, Double Dragon. Uh, you know, it looks like a pretty good port over. I mean, obviously it's not a true port, but it looks like they did a, like the graphics look pretty solid. Um, looks pretty true to the original. Just like a mobile version of Double Dragon in black and white. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wizards and Warriors, Fortress of Fear. Wizards and Warriors X. Oh, sorry, yes. <laughs> Fortress of Fear. <laughs> sorry, 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 Ben. All right. Yeah, uh, and it looks like we have another uh, muscular man. Yeah, look at that. Uh, in Almost identical, actually. Yeah, he's his twin cousin on page fifty-five. There, yeah, he's fighting skeleton warriors in this, and he's got this the snake venom on his, his sword. I don't know. Yeah, definitely. Uh, oh, is that a? Oh, um, I think there's like deeper meaning to that. I think it's like you gotta get the poison out. Mm. <laughs> Anyways, it looks like uh, Fabio's distant cousin. The last time, Fabio. Ben, when we go camping, I'm not sucking the snake venom out, no matter where you get bit. So. You say that now, but when it happens, <laughs> I know I can count on you, John. Look with, uh, little, you better... look, with a little shiraka sauce, anything is possible. <laughs> oh. I don't think I want sriracha sauce anywhere near any, any <laughs> open wounds. You know what I'm saying? No, you want to get John near there. That's when you need the shiraka. Sriracha? Sriracha? <laughs> sriracha? <laughs> what is, it's, like, it's like an 80s, like, uh, an 80s hair like, band. Yeah, 80s hairband or like some sort of Pontiac we or something. Will, I don't know. We will Sirac you. Yeah, the Pontiac, the Pontiac Siraca. Now in Coop. <laughs> now, right. now with a CD player. It's, it, wait, wait. So it's it's Sriracha, right? Yeah, Am Sriracha. Only... Okay, okay. Sriracha. Mm-hmm. Now, they, got, yeah. they had to like shut down the neighborhood where they make that because yeah. it was like 
Oh my god! Burning people's eyeballs, right? Yes. Such a scandal a couple summers ago because they moved their warehouse to a different neighborhood or their factory, and um, it was during the summer, and all their new neighbors started complaining that their eyes were burning out of their skulls and their faces, <laughs> because they actually like uh, processed the actual peppers on on location in the factory. Um, there was probably a little bit of nimbyism and a little bit of racism in those claims because after the homeowners were told to chill out, they did. Like, I don't think it was actually a big problem. Yeah, I would just, oh, like, I take my burrito and, like, stick it up in the air and just enjoy the spiciness. <laughs> That's very pragmatic of you. I don't know why everyone didn't do that. <laughs> you could just try to the Just try to the my. I might be constantly crying, but this burrito is damn tasty. Exactly. <laughs> Your eyes are just watering constantly. And you're like, oh, this burrito is delicious. I can't help myself. <laughs> it hurts so good. The spicy neighborhood. <laughs> all, all, yeah. all, all the college kids go there to uh, to train themselves for a protest later. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, anyway, okay. Uh, Final Fantasy Legend uh, is is coming to Game Boy, which looks just like a port of Final Fantasy. Uh, now, there's a bunch of Final Fantasy Legend games, correct? And they are they all have that's like the mobile series for Final Fantasy, correct? Like the, when it says Legend, so. it's normally like yeah, a mobile until, game. Yeah, so until they uh, started porting the uh, the, uh, the 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 anthology series, like Final Fantasy one and two for the Game Boy Advance. Final right. Fantasy 3 for the DS, Final Fantasy 4 for the DS, uh, and then the remakes for the PlayStation Portable and all that. So it did. Right, no, but th- there's Legend games that still come out. Like, that's the special. What? No, there is. Yeah. I, I don't yeah, there's like no, Final Fantasy Legends, don't. right? No, they, they, don't, they don't come out anymore. No, they have Final oh. Fantasy Tactics and stuff, but not these games. Oh, I'm thinking Tactics. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. Yeah, these games are awful. Like, okay. they're. <laughs> Yeah, this is not this is not their uh, Square Enix developing these. Yeah, this is they they give us the B team or outsource this thing. If you know what you're doing, they're fine. But playing it on your own, like they will not, they won't give you a damn bit of help in this okay. game. Like it is frustrating, and it's it's kind of okay again if you have any idea what you're doing. Okay, if you're being helped. So. All right. I want to talk about yes. I want to talk about Wheel of Fortune. All right. And (laughs) and I want to know why they have five random like pictures of Vanna. It's supposed to be like like, it's supposed to be like a slideshow of her, I guess. There's something behind her though. It just looks like she's uh, completely lost her lost it and is just like flipping tiles in the air. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, we've got the art department for Wheel of Fortune. I don't know. We've got these like uh, reference model sheets for. Vanna, let's just throw those in there. Okay. Lock, lock and Chase, which is a Pac-Man ripoff that even Nintendo Power and acknowledges that <laughs> Pac-Man fans will love this. It's like so. Detective Pac-Man. Uh, <laughs> it says, get the loot and run before you get cornered by the cops. So you're not a detective, yeah. you're a bad guy. Oh, you're a crook. Uh, let's see. <laughs> we got, you're like bad Pac-Man. Yeah. We got, we, got a, we got a Piderman game. <laughs> I love the last and, line in this. It's from LJN. <laughs> Is that supposed to be a warning? It's, <laughs> it's from El, like they didn't even mention most of the most of the developers in here, but that one they they definitely mentioned the publisher every time. <laughs> Just a warning, it's from LJN. And they have. Do you remember like uh, the screenshot? LJN uh, toys. Like they're just letting like, you know it's LJN. Okay, you've been warned. Stay away. Stay away. Penguin Wars, which looks interesting as hell. Like I don't know what the hell that is, but I thought of like 
two penguin armies going at each other. That that Let's sounds like adorable. Let's tabletop dodgeball. Yeah, but I would imagine. I, like, I would. I just want like penguin armies fighting each other. Like that would be much more interesting than well, tabletop dodgeball. Yeah, we've seen the march. Now we got to see the battleground where they're meeting up. Right, with like Morgan Freeman narrating it. Like soon the I, I, we see the ice nice and pristine. Soon it will be red. <laughs> oh God. That's not a bad uh, Morgan Freeman you got there. I just try to channel Cleveland and do less nasal. Ah, uh, okay. Fair. <laughs> and a Dufresne uh, walked in on the table with his dodgeball and walked <laughs> through 500 miles of shit just to come out a winner on the other side. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I got to hand it to him. That was pretty damn good. That's, That's the only one I can do. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm skipping over the rest because none of this looks good. So, I dream Paperboy uh, and Ninja Turtles and F1. Done. Ooh, yep. I had that Paperboy uh, port. Yeah, I think I've played that too, actually. It's not. It's pretty solid. <coughs> it's all right. Uh, let's see. When we get into the previews, uh, we don't really spend too much time on these because obviously they'll be covered in later issues. But uh, let's, oh, let's talk our way through. I was right. Trevor Belmont. Yeah. <laughs> Trevor! I yeah, I, I mentioned this briefly before about uh, Castlevania 3, but uh, this this is probably my favorite cast, one of my favorite Castlevanias aside from Symphony of the Night because you can change characters. Trevor Belmont, Grant Dynasty. <laughs> that really sounds like a porn name, though. This sounds like uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia's uh, uh, Frank's girlfriend. Should Dynasty. Should Dynasty. Shady Nasty. I'm going to grant you the Nasty. <laughs> that episode is really good. The Shad Dynasty episode. If you want to, if you want to, yeah. yeah. And then they have uh, Sypha and Alucard, which of course is yeah. Dracula spelled backwards. The power. We're not going to talk about that epic picture of him on page sixty. No, I think we should let Catherine describe what we're what we're looking at here. <laughs> yeah, let's the lady. What are, what are we looking at, Catherine? It's the one on page sixty. You said That's, yes. Okay. Yes. We're looking at the front of uh, the Dracula's Curse guy yeah, now. You finally get to see the front of the beefcake. <laughs> Which I appreciate. Um, <laughs> it looks, everything is like as it should be on the front. They do some interesting shadow work. Yeah, some bulges that are, yeah, that are coming Pointing out the cod piece a little bit there. <laughs> yeah, it's necessary. And actually, they don't even like match up with the shadowing. Like it doesn't need to be there. And you do wonder who their target audience is. Is it like straight guys? Is it aspirational? Is it that they knew how many gay gamers were out there before the rest of the world knew? Is it for women? <laughs> Baffling to me. Yeah. Well, we can just. I think it was just sort of the, you know, the the 80s uh, action hero stereotype. You know, you had the Arnold Schwarzenegger. Conan, yeah. You had the uh, the Rambos. In there, where they're all just like with the dong, with the highlighting. <laughs> <laughs> well, the sun, the dong is so massive that it catches its own sun. Like I mean. <laughs> that's the Belmont family. That's the Belmont family's real secret weapon. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> so. Apparently, yeah. Or maybe he has a couple of cloves of garlic stat like stashed in there. He needs that's to whip the tame it. Yeah, he keeps getting it. He keep all all the vampire bitches who keep trying to bite him there, so he has to have a garlic cod piece. <laughs> Being a man is so hard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you look at that smile on his face. He's just throbbing with anticipation. 
He does look God. rather smug, yeah. It's like, you, yeah. you don't know what he's going to drive into Dracula, but you know it's going to be something. Goodness. <laughs> he's, in, he's, in, he's engorged with anticipation. <laughs> Uh, love that word. All right. Okay. Uh, next game. Anything else? Next up. Oh, I just, uh, just want to say some okay. screenshots oh, oh. of this game make it look like uh, they should have called it Kick Assylvania because the uh, the power meter is a uh, oh yeah explode. Yeah. It's a it's yeah. a Mario Brothers three levels. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And this game, and this game is good. So I mean, at least they're not lying to and us. And it even so. mentions that it has a password system similar to Mega Man Two. Oh, right. Get out your notebooks. <laughs> yeah, it's not too bad. You can kind of see it's got like a, a grid of uh, symbols rather than a ridiculously long hash code. Mm-hmm. All right. Next game Maniac up Man- is Maniac Mansion. Yeah, which is a classic. Do you guys, did you get to play this growing up? Uh, no. no, I, <gasps> the only Maniac Whoa. Mansion I was familiar with was the a TV show with Joe Flaherty and, uh, I was surprised to see that there was no uh, mutated Uncle Harry as a fly. Then I realized, oh, well, the show really had nothing to do with the game then. Uh, Well, I played this game many times growing up, and this game is a complete classic, and you guys really need to go and check it out. And I do recommend using it. Did you play this? By your reaction, it sounds like you've played this game. Yeah. (laughs) I I haven't. I'm focusing Uh, on how hard, at least I don't remember, but... I can't read this at all. The, the fonts and the background design, it's very 1990. Oh, yeah. It's oh. terrible, terrible typesetting, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a neon yellow with the sort of off neon uh, question marks and exclamation marks It looks like the Riddler's, all over the background. It looks like the Riddler's vomit. <laughs> yeah, at the top of page 63, it's wild, it's weird, it's like... I What's to... going on, Tuna Head, down at the bottom? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Very painful that, on the that eye. Sounds like, that sounds like a Biff Tannen insult. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure we'll get into it more in, uh, yes. in later issues. Yeah, this but, is a preview, uh, so let's not, yeah, let's not dive too deep. But this, it's, all right, yeah. I will give it a look. I will give it a try because you're, you're, you're vouching for it, Ben, so I will, I, am. I will take your word and I'll give this a try. It's, uh, a, it's, a, it's a LucasArts game, so it's worth a, a gander just for that. Yeah, it's got really good uh, personality and uh, story in it. And uh, yeah, okay. we'll, we'll get to it later. Right. The next thing is Mission Impossible, starring Emilio Estevez, apparently. Uh, yeah. And, and they're led by Matlock. <laughs> <laughs> and Black Guy. Oh, can we talk about that mission? the first Mission Impossible movie with Tom Cruise, by the way? Because Emilio okay. Estevez was in that movie. And, uh, yeah, it started off as like a... Oh, yeah, he's on the top. He's the one that got, dies on top of the elevator, right? He dies like the first five minutes of the movie. Yeah. I couldn't it's like, believe uh, it. It's like Steven Seagal in, in Executive Decision, where he dies. I like know. First, which is the best Steven Seagal movie ever, because he dies so early <laughs> to it. All the trailers show Steven Seagal in it, like kicking ass and whatnot, and then you, five minutes of the movie. We're not going to make it. No, you, you are. You are. Boom. He dies. <laughs> <laughs> the old guy you said was Matlock. That Jim Phelps, the character. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a drawing of the actor, right? Mm-hmm. So are the other ones. Never mind. It looks like there's Jillian Anderson, <laughs> who's not in the drawing. Maybe she's the scuba diver in the in the in the in the picture. Uh, Dana Scully had to do some work before joining the FBI. And then, <laughs> and then Max Hart. Uh, who's the Emilio Estevez guy? And then we've got Token Black, who's good with electronics. 
And then we've got uh, Steve Jobs as a master of disguise. Master of disguise. Wow, that is uh, on the and, nose right there. And like, and apparently not missing pancreatic cancer. So oh. too, too is soon. This ba- is this based on like the '60s TV show? Be, yes, because the Tom yes. Cruise one didn't come out until almost the uh, turn of this uh, millennium. Well, I didn't know if they had like a like a '80s or '90s like remake that I never heard of. No, this is this is this is based on the original TV. Definitely looking at it. Damn, it can't be because they have health, like helicopters in use until like the '70s. Helicopters are from like the '50s, Ben. Not in like they, wide they, use. They, look at the they've okay, updated look at the it to a, they've updated it to a, an Apache, yes, but that like obviously they're using the idea of like the team in in like a more modern setting. All right, fine. So, uh, we, we so what you're saying is they're time travelers. Yeah. Like Tom Cruise. <laughs> like Tom Cruise. That's why he always no, looks time, the same. Because yeah, it's always no, the same Tom, Cruise. No, Tom Cruise just goes into the Lazarus pit at the Scientology headquarters. Oh, and okay. just comes out rejuvenated. He gets purified, All right. he gets purified of the Thetans and uh, they're basically like the, the real version of free radicals. Purified in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up, we have the top thirty. Well, we see the exotic, well, we see exotic locations, and they talk about the canals of Venice, which right. is also another location for GoGo Thirteen. So hopefully, they don't bump into Duke Togo, or he, he'll dive kick them into oblivion. Yeah, uh, he's still trapped in a maze, three maze. <laughs> so I wouldn't worry about it. All right. <laughs> top thirty. Number one this month is Super Mario Brothers three. Number two is Batman. Number I'm three Batman. is Super Mario Brothers two. I'm Super Mario. Number four, Mega Man 2. And number five, Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link. Any uh, any shockers in the top 30 here? Nope. Uh, Magic of Scheherazade at 15 apparently is better than uh, every other good game on here. Bad Dudes. Bad Dudes is still still there. I love Bad still Dudes. Still hanging on? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, no, not much, not much here. Uh, let's see. Counselor's Corner. All right, let's skip ahead to the counselors, which is the oh, best yeah. part. Oh yeah. Uh, well, wait. Right. We're not going to talk about the seductive sphinx, sphinx on page sixty-nine. <laughs> look at that thing! It's, it's like look at uh, the way that sphinx is looking at we, you. We talked about that guy before. Oh, never mind. Okay. Well, <laughs> I might not have been on that episode. I'm getting strangely aroused by that sphinx. I'm saying. Well, yeah, you're you feeling talk- lots about yourself mostly. Yeah. <laughs> John, tell us about how, how what you're feeling now. You're looking at <laughs> Shadowgate and the Sphinx Room. He's got where did, di- where, <laughs> where he's did he that, touch that, you? That Point Bert, to me on the doll. He's got that Burton Reynolds right. pose by the fireplace, just like, hey, <sighs> you want to stroke my mane, don't you? Yeah, I do. You want to stroke my mane, um, don't you? And then we got the codename Viper like tip, which is what I was talking about, about those stupid fucking panels that keep turning around with the enemies. <laughs> <laughs> That pissed me the hell off. All right, anyway. Deep breaths. Okay. The game brought us Hitler Cop. I must love it. All right. Yes. Okay, okay now on to counselors. my favorite part of every digit of power, the <laughs> gameplay counselor profiles. These guys are amazing. Oh, my God. They just get worse. It's the, <clears throat> God, it's like, it's, like, it's like watching a still picture version of every bad scene from Videodrome. Did they just drive to a trailer park and find four guys? Like, that's what I want to know. It's like the same person, but every picture is, like, after how much meth they took. <laughs> it's like, it's the same guy. Yeah, progressively faces, more meth. Faces of meth. Uh, after, after, definitely after. 
All right. So okay. let's start with the most normal guy, Mike Snyder in the top left here. He's only got a mullet. He's, and, uh, he's living in the shadow of his big brother, D. <laughs> We're not going to take it. All right. Highest game score is Finnish Bionic Commando in One Life. Finally, someone that says finish the game instead of solved it. <laughs> and it's his favorite game, too. He's a, he's a, he's a one-trick pony, but he's a good, he's a good guy. Yeah. So right. se- joined December 1989. Was this July, August? Maybe they interviewed yeah. him right after he got hired. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I mean, June right here. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Dean O'Connor. Oh, my gosh. Dean O'Connor. He looks like he wants to pin me on the ground and take my lunch money. He is looks he like tooth? he's wearing a hat is he all the time except for this like picture. He's, yeah, he's missing a tooth, I swear to God. He yeah. first one to finish Super Mario Brothers 3, apparently. Wow. So it took him nice. like seven minutes instead of everyone else's 15? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh. Let's, let's talk about Rich Richardson here. Oh, jeez. His hobbies are motorcycles wait, wait, his name is really rock. Rich Richardson? Like, were his parents that lazy? Like... <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyway, okay. Well, you don't want to go by Dick, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Dick Dickinson? <Yeah. laughs> so his, his hobbies are motorcycles, hard rock, tapes, and CDs. Yeah! Oh, cutting edge. And uh, he was the first counselor to finish your favorite game, Mike, Hudson's Adventure Island. Oh, yeah. I just love And, uh... He is so creepy. I was going to say he looked creepy, but then I saw the next guy, so... <laughs> all, all gonna, hold on. All I'm going to say is that this guy, his eyebrows look like they spawned off of his mustache. The, he's got the mustache going on. He's he looks like he's got... He's got molested eyebrows. Mol- <laughs> he looks happy. He looks, like a, he looks like a happy guy. I'll say that much. Catherine, can you, can you help us describe the next one, the final, the final one, Dane Emerson? I'm a lot nicer than you guys are. <laughs> Dane just needed... Actually, it's interesting what haircuts will do to your face because these haircuts are all so 1990 and if they even just shaved their heads, they'd look so much more normal. It was a bad mm. time for hairstyles and poor Dane really got the brunt of it, I think. I don't think hair was his biggest problem. He's got like those black Pablo Picasso eyes. <laughs> Dang, y'all vicious. He's got, he's got no You know what? I think that might no be lips. I think that might just be the the cuz look at Mike's eyes are kind of like that a little bit like I think that yeah. just be the, might be the way they printed this in I think his defense. Uh, but yeah, so I, I agree. He's got a stringy mullet. It's and no lips. He looks like a zombie. Yeah. <laughs> he well, he's the problem is he's like prematurely balding, so he's got but he's got no business going on the front, but he's trying to get a party in the back. Yeah. And it's just not it's just not working either way. Just embrace right. the baldness, you'll look better. I mean, if he had shaved his head, I think it would have looked a thousand times better. Girls like bald guys. I mean, look at look at Patrick Stewart. That guy's swimming, and you know, you got to keep it high and tight. Yeah. So yeah, just steer into the skin. If your hair is going the way, then just meet it at, meet it at the pass and just. You know, just go into yeah. it. Go for that Bruce Willis look. Or borrow some of Rich's extra eyebrow. This is, this is this is just the look of a guy who's desperately hanging on to what little he's got. Anyway. I, I don't... Do you yeah, think there are, any, are there any guys, like celebrities, that can get away with, like, a mullet and still be attractive? Patrick Catherine, do you think anyone? Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, at the time, Patrick Swayze, I bet that Billy Ray Cyrus could get it when he wanted it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. 
Didn't do it for me, but I bet he did it for a lot of people. But hell yeah, Patrick Swayze, that's a good call. That was a good call. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Next up, now we're done oh, bashing the oh, poor counselors. One thing, uh, Catherine, did you ever meet any of the, uh, the counselors on uh, uh, travels or uh, presentations or anything? I don't yeah. think they were allowed within 600 feet of her. Oh my god. I'm supposed to be the asshole here. I couldn't resist. I'm sorry. Oh my god. All right. Sorry, Captain. All the time. Anytime I was in the office, they were all, all of their cubicles were right outside of Howie's office. So, yeah. Was it like a sweatshop where they're just like, oh, another fucking call about Zelda? Like, or were they actually like in good in good spirits Did most any of the of them time? Have chafing ankles where the chains were. <laughs> well, I'm I'm honestly curious to know how how like the gameplay counselors thing started because it. Did it just start out of necessity of like we're getting a lot of oh, yeah, communication like, from people these. asking if we need how we need to delegate. Yeah. And I mean, so they eventually just formed or what? I think all of the above i mean obviously it was like a good marketing tactic to have it i don't have a definitive answer for that okay oh what was this more just curious but yeah but so you remember and they were all i'm sure they were all nice to you as you know as family and and uh, i'm sure it was interesting hanging out with them and i mean did did they ever just get sick of did you ever they ever just sick of video games like let's just do something that doesn't involve video games like i can imagine that being my job like how, how that would you know i don't know was it more like, like a it's like a typical like call center type thing yeah that's probably yeah. that's i think what it mostly well, it's not like they're sitting there playing they're answering questions yeah you're right so what uh how many, i mean they must have had all the oh. how many would you say that there were was it like a big room or was it like a small room or like a lot of them or a few of them or like, did they keep a small amount in rotation, or did they just keep, like, a whole bunch of them all at the same time? I think not a ton. I think maybe 10 or 20, mm. I'm guessing. Um, yeah, I think. I'm wondering if, like, because I was Howie's daughter, if people, like, treated me differently. I'm just thinking about that now. Mm. And it's now, possible, did, you, but... did your dad ever, was he, or your stepdad, was he ever, like... I don't want to see a video game for this entire, you know, vacation or whatever. Like, did he, did, did he kind of like, did, did they have times when he, or was he kind of always, you know, somewhat involved with, with something video game related? Like, um, okay. So one thing that my mom and me and my sister will all scream at him for is that when we're on vacation, especially in a foreign country and we've rented a car, he drives the car like he's playing a driving game. <laughs> for what? Us. Yeah. How does that work? It doesn't count if you hit foreigners with your car. It's like it's like a high score. He gets off the road to take the shortcuts. Yeah. (laughs) He drives like a maniac and we all like get motion sickness and it's and it's especially worse when he's working on a driving game. It's like trackable for that. Yeah. (laughs) He really took his work home. There, I mean, that kind of reminds me of like uh, the first time I, I went driving after playing Grand Theft Auto Three oh, for the first God. time, like five yeah. hours. Yeah. And I'm sitting there at like a red light, and I'm just like, "Well, why can't I, can I run just, this shit? Like, why, why am I waiting I just, for the red light? <laughs> why can't I just drive over to the sidewalk and you know cut these people off? I should be able to, you know." And I had to like stop myself and be like, "Hold on now, I, yeah. I can go through the park." There's I killed three hookers between, the first week. I mean, plenty of room between me and those dogs. <laughs> I can kill the hooker and get the money back. It's a, it's just like Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, that's how you get your bail money. 
god. That's how you get a refund. <laughs> oh, my god. oh my god, are you guys vying to take over my position as the crass one? Uh, I think we're all just in that pit of despair at this point. Oh. So. This is not how you make a good first impression. I was counting on you two to be the saving grace. Well, we tried to be nice and be like, hey, tell us about your podcast and other stuff. And now we're like, yeah, I'm killing hookers this weekend. We'll we'll Catherine had the opportunity to leave earlier on. She decided to stay on. She's stuck through. She's a trooper. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's let's wrap through the end here. I don't think there's too much for the rest. But let's uh, I mean, there's what some new games that are coming out as well. Because holy crap, they have a game called uh, Spot. I don't thought they only had cool. Spot, That's seven up. Really- like, yeah, it's the seven up game. I think. I think they just changed the name before they released it. No, they have a they had a Super NES game. Yeah. Oh, there's another there's another Seven Up game apparently, and then there's this is like Captain's... Connect Four. Yeah, there was Spot Cool Spot and uh, Spot Goes to Hollywood. Captain Captain Skyhawk, and the which is some tomorrow. sort of yeah, it looks like. And then there's uh, you know uh, Michael Jackson's favorite Little League Baseball Championship. Oh, and I had this game. Yeah. I have a small story to tell about it. So, please. Yeah, it's actually a pretty good game. Um, when you get a home run, like it shows like the the outfield and hey, and, like, look uh, at Ben knowing a sports word. Yeah, All right. I had this game, and, and uh, what you saw was like the st- the stands, you know, and the, and the fans cheering, mm. and then like um, it's got like like a couple of like girls in the front, and they're jumping up and down, oh, and no. like <laughs> so I was playing this with like my my uncles were visiting, and. Uh, <laughs> You know, it's all these like blocky, like, um, you know, images yeah. like, oh, she's got some nice legs. Oh, <laughs> so your uncle's perved out on like an NES Little League championship baseball game. All right. That's, that's great. That's great to know. Well, I mean, I don't now, think the fans were uh, underage. I think <laughs> now I see why he's playing this thing. Yeah, right. Go. All right. Uh, spot. No. Dragon Spirit. The new legend. That sounds. <laughs> Oh, oh, wow. looks, looks like another 1943 clone. Yeah, but yeah. with the dragons, so it looks like it's worth mm. playing just for that. It's like, and then we've up? got uh, from the from the hall of the hall of Mike's uh, loathed uh, game titles, Dungeon Magic, which yeah. <laughs> like oh, Sword of the Elements. Ah, uh, yeah, so. Dungeon Magic. It sounds like what that guy in your neighborhood practice showed all the kids. <laughs> yeah, the Fun Club. <laughs> Uh, anyway hey uh, look at page 79 we got a little picture of Howard wearing a blue tie for once oh so okay Catherine I gotta ask did he have like uh, like a uh, like one of those rich people's places for their cufflinks but was it just bow ties like a pull-out, <laughs> like a pullout table in a humidor and <laughs> like a walk-in bow tie closet <laughs> yes walk-in bow tie closet exactly what I was imagining <laughs> No, they were not fancy at all. Oh. I think he's one of those dudes that, like, my mom had to dress him because, like, he's really. <laughs> okay, were they clip on? Uh, no, they weren't clip on. Oh, okay. were... He was tying uh, him legit. Handsome Howard keeping it real. <laughs> yeah. So, your mom's the reason he always looks so dapper? Uh, if he ever looked dapper, I'm sure my mother had something to do with it. Yes. Oh, he's nice. looking dapper as hell on page 79. That's true. That's true. That is a cute tie for sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I don't think he, I mean, 
he can be a little bit obtuse sometimes. I don't think he knew it was going to become such a trademark. <laughs> yeah, but at this point, there's there, he he's like they've asked him like, why are bow ties so good? Like that was in like the the wrap up interview thing for last year. So I think he's decided at this point that it's going to be sort of his look as far as at least as far as Nintendo Power goes because he's he talks about the benefits of a bow tie and like the yeah. what, what was that in i forget that was, eh, whatever yeah it was one of the earlier issues and he basically says it doesn't get in your soup yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, all right uh we got a preview the strategy guide ninja gaiden is going to be coming so we'll be skipping that because we don't do the uh the strategy mm-hmm. guide there's yep. not it's just that'll, one game that'll be so more, uh, that'll be more supplemental fun club Ooh, boy uh, and then we've got Adventures in Magic Kingdom coming, which I can't. It's shorts. like walking around, walking around oh, Disneyland that's a game. game. It's a fun but, game. Okay. No Epcot okay. Center. That's Disneyland, not Disney World. There's there's a difference. Yes. And then there's Rad Racer Two, which is a From racing somewhere. game. For some reason, mm-hmm. it's it like the best like techno music like ever. No, you're thinking of oh, Top Gear. Oh, my bad, Top Gear. Because Top Gear, that music is amazing. Yes, we're looking at the graphics and sound on the player meter, and it's a straight three across the board. No, Bad Racer does not have Top Gear's music. My bad. Got confused. This is is Bad Racer. You're forgiven, Ben. You're forgiven. Thank you. Uh, then there's another racing game, blah, Wizardry the Game. That oh, my sounds... gosh. This is like Dragon Warrior and... <laughs> oh, Nobunaga's look at that text. Dragon Warrior oh. and Nobunaga's Ambition had like a, a kid with, with a missing chromosome, and this is what it came out <laughs> uh, Pinball Quest. Yeah, all right. Arquista's Ring. Uh, Wall Street yes. Kid. <laughs> I'm gonna sit at my stock machine. This is Nobunaga's ambition for the Western audience. It's like, hey, want to crunch numbers? Not really. How about if you make money on Wall Street? Well, okay. (laughs) Drug wars in the Wall Street world. Uh, Selling stocks, the video game. Where where did we go wrong? Why do kids not want this game? Look at the stocks they've got: like AT and (laughs) T, Bethlehem, uh, Boeing instead of Boeing, Centipede, Uh, Carnivore. Kaufman, Exxon Rail, Fire Rattel Toys, Pen Pen Ma'am, Rattel Toys, Rebucks, uh, Strayhound, Teradyne, Xerox, YBM, and Yapple. Yapple. Yeah, that's the oh best. Oh, God. And, and even though hey. the play control is at a two, <laughs> just controlling a cursor and the play control oh. even then disappoints. Have you sh- shredding the snowboarding? That's the cheese grating uh, simulator. We got yeah. the, the artwork here shows possibly a a boxer on a snowboard. Yeah, it's like it's like Clubber Lang's it's like snowboarding. <laughs> I pity the fool that don't hot dog like I do. Yeah. Oh, speaking uh, of, in the uh, previous Nintendo Fun Club, they mentioned that Howard was a real hot dog on the slopes. Is, <laughs> was that just hyper? Did he actually like do skiing and? And like do it well. Did you ever get to see him in action? Yeah, he's he's pretty athletic and also oh. doesn't uh doesn't know how to stay safe. <laughs> so yeah. So he's a so renegade. Dang, dangerous driver and and, and yeah. you know he's an adrenaline maverick. He's really? A gen- he's an adrenaline junkie. He kind of is. A little bit. Yeah. Now, has he tempered as the years have gone on? Is he is he a bit more uh you know, measured in his 
uh, advanced years, or is no. he still out? He's still out there living on the edge. That, he's that still out there, heavy hard. shredding. He's just yeah. more he's like the hard Howie edge. He's yeah, just more likely go. to kill himself now. Oh, oh. yeah, yeah not slowing down. There you go. Oh my god, that guy, that oh my god, that guy's not gonna uh, that guy's not gonna flicker away. He's just gonna burn out. Well, be careful, Howard. But you know, keep living the dream. That's what we would uh, have to keep say. Keep rocking, Howard. You're a hero and yeah. an inspiration to us all. <laughs> all right. Uh, I don't really care about anything. That's, uh, there's uh, like so many games of I don't. There's so many pages of I don't care here. Yeah, Battle Chess sounds kind of fun. I would, I would maybe play that. There's a game, called, there's a game called Silkworm, but it has nothing to do with insects or you know textile manufacturing. It's just like some <sighs> helicopter thing. Yeah, there's just a lot here. It's let's just get past it because yeah, I'm done. Yeah. Oh, they have the Last Starfighter, which is a game based on a movie based on a game that doesn't exist. Yes, perfect. <laughs> yeah, full circle. Blah, blah, blah. All right, and then let's see the Nest Journal here. Talk about behind the scenes at Lucasfilm. Mm-hmm. They're talking about yeah, they went down to Lucasfilm. I don't know. There's I didn't. They talked really about Maniac Mansion, which was a PC hit since 1987 and now scheduled for an NES release this fall from Jaleco. Okay. And they even talked about a TV show is now being planned, which is the only thing I'm familiar with. Mm-hmm. Which is much less popular than you think, I'm sure. And then for <laughs> the ah, that explains it. Maybe SCP. that's it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, Joe Flaherty it. in it. And they've got uh, interviews with uh, four different racers here. And they just plug their uh, different games. It's got yeah, yeah that's Iron Man Stewart, which has the he has the good games, the ones that we enjoy, the Iron Man. Uh, yep. Truck games and there's Al Unser Jr., Michael Andretti, and Bill Elliott. Bill Elliott being NASCAR and uh, Unser Jr. and Andretti being open wheel racing. And they're just plugging their different. There's nothing in here that's really that interesting. I looked through it trying to find anything. They did say they strapped a helmet to Bill Elliott's head and, to get a better perspective on how to make a NASCAR game. But I don't, I don't like for a Game Boy. Like yeah, yeah, sure that's gonna work. Like your Game Boy realism <laughs> for NASCAR racing, but whatever. Yeah, the real. You know. uh... The real treat is the Nintendo Power Fest of 1990. There we go. Where, uh, well, as we get to see in the uh, in the uh, bottom right, we finally get to see Ben Smith again. Like the mm-hmm. little, little Ben, the friend of the Batman, got a, mm-hmm. a chance to hang out with this, the Ben Smith. Yeah, the game counselor, Ben Smith. The game counselor. He looks a little confused in this picture, but I'm pretty sure that's just bad photography. He's like the king of the game counselors. So and we get to see them on a. Uh, we, they're at a panel answering questions on the Super Stage show. So mm-hmm. this is the chance for the counselors to just shine. This mm-hmm. is their moment. Um, they, they get to see what it's like to be Howard. I'm really glad to see that they are maintaining the uh, wardrobe of the uh, silver spacesuit jackets uh, <laughs> for everybody. And then let's talk about these hats that the semifinalists are wearing. The NWC. It basically looks like an NWA logo. Yeah, um, but it's reversed. Like Nintendo colors. with controllers is. is... <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to say the uh, the acronym. So, all right. Look at that kid's pretty banging Batman shirt, though. I'd wear that. Look at that thing. Oh, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't tuck it in like he did. That was a bad call, but I mean. The shirt's pretty cool, I guess. Does he have like another shirt tucked into his pants, like hanging out in front of him? I think it's a towel. Like it is. No, it looks. Where like is that? Yeah. Like in though. Jacket. 
Is there? Wait, are those? It does jeans? look like a towel. Yeah, it's a towel. He's got a it's towel because his, his hands were sweaty from the gaming. He's got a towel yeah. in his jeans pocket. Oh mm-hmm. No, that's smart. You go to a video game competition, your hand gets sweaty, you get nervous, you get a towel right there. Don't forget mm-hmm. your towel. <laughs> and look at the uh, off-brand Mario clip art on page 91. It's kind of like... That looks legit. Yeah. So what can you tell us about the... Uh, you said you went to the World Championships, right, Catherine? Yeah. So I went to... It was at Universal Studios in Los Angeles, and... I think it was the finals. Okay. Do you guys know anything about this? I might have like, it's interesting because it says that it here, it says the national Nintendo world championships in Orlando, Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They pro- I mean, they probably had a bunch of these. So, I mean, yeah, you know, these are semifinalists. So this must be the semifinals. They're having pictures yeah. of and then, the, and then the finals will be in Orlando is what they're saying. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I don't remember like what time of year we were there or anything like that, but I do remember feeling like it was a huge deal. Like, we didn't see Howie the whole time because he had to make all of his TV appearances and stuff while we were in LA. And and you mentioned those jackets, the silver jackets. We have a purple one. I don't know if there's like a ranking system according to colors, but I know that the ours is like the king the Mace, jacket. That's the Mace Windu jacket right there. Yeah. <laughs> Grandmaster yeah. Wizard purple jacket. Yes. Purple's the color of royalty, you know, like historically, because it yeah. was the hardest the hardest dye to make. So of course they gave that right. one to. To, to Howard. That makes sense. Yeah. There we go. Uh, let's see. Any- the, the last sentence here was pretty great. It says, there's a magic show, a power pad demonstration presented by Reebok, the Nintendo Fruit Snacks video booth where participants <laughs> purchase a video of themselves dancing to a Super Mario Brothers rap and a lounge Whoa. for parents to relax while the rest of the family sees the show. Daddy's going to drink. <laughs> yeah. Like, do they have alcohol at the lounge? <laughs> or do I have to bring it in myself because I'm very right. capable of bringing it in myself? Uh, the video right. rap. Do you? Oh, my God. Did you did you get to check out this video rap? Because, oh, my God, I got to hear what. I what, don't think she seems, she seems kind of hazy, like on that. She just kind of remembers being there. I don't think she remembers. <laughs> Is she the one that brought the liquor along because she didn't want to be with all the nerds? <laughs> Oh. Yeah, I was an alcoholic when I was a kid. That's how much I hated video games. <laughs> That's where it all started, you know? Yeah. Going wrong. Yep. The root exactly. of everything. Oh, my goodness. Even more previews on the next page. Yeah, it's I mean, just like, yeah. Yes, that's, that, that, that's what drove her to her. Uh, that's what's going to drive her to her second podcast, How It Got In Your Glass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Um, I don't. I think there's okay. Else. Can we move on and talk about the players' poll, please? Do you guys mind? Yes. No. Skip over that stuff. It's all droll. I mean, we'll, we'll get to that stuff in later issues. Yes. I'm sure. I got stuff. They well, come the, back around like four or five times. Well, the pack watch. I got. Uh, I like okay. the fact that they have I'm, Street Fighter 2010, the final fight. Uh, yeah, I so, enjoyed so that. We're, we're not going to see another Street Fighter game. Oh my gosh! <laughs> there's so much more to tell. I mean, I bet they could even make a movie out of it. <laughs> all right Let's on see. to the players yeah, poll. little nemo just yeah. uh you know being little nemo destiny of an emperor which is a uh, dragon warrior meets nobunaga's ambition apparently well no thanks yeah and then uh we get to see solar jet man the first screenshot of him he looks <laughs> a complete total doofus he's uh, like i'm a hero it's like master Higgins <laughs> in space <laughs> And then we've got Hitler Cop from Bandai, it looks like, down there in the middle. Yeah, he's coming, yeah, he's coming back. Like, he faked his death in uh, 
in, in uh, yeah, Codename Viper. He his death in Codename Viper. He's just, just like the Vatican. Like, whenever a cop misbehaves, they just transfer them to another precinct. <laughs> okay. All right. Players pulled. <laughs> like players the, pulled. Well, the, uh, the, the clip art here is ah! the Silver Surfer talking about uh, his own game for a change. Which is a, a refreshing thing, but then just to show you that they're that they're going back to form, we have a disembodied football helmet. Not talking about football at all, but Indiana Jones on the Last Crusade, because you know, st- got to stick to themes. And then a weird. Yeah, I don't know, I, John. I don't know if you know this about Mike, but he's he's incapable of skipping any content in these issues. <laughs> Apparently. Well, there's so much. Like we got this weird uh, bird. I know he's from Doctor Seuss, and he's telling us yeah. about Greek Olympics, and it says they're producing a game called Caveman Ugg Olympics. You know that sounds like <laughs> something Rocky and Bullwinkle would be showing. <laughs> you got it, Mike. You just gotta let him write it out. Get out of system. All right, I'm good. All right, all right Mike. All right, players poll. Okay. All right, players poll. Third prize, we've got the brand new uh, Nintendo Power shirts designed by a fan. So I hope that is actually true. And um, it's got it's Howard like Mullen, it. of course. <laughs> so on the front, it's got a, a logo with the Nestor inside of it on like a short pocket area. And on the back, uh, it's got Nintendo Power logos and a bunch of other logos about different portions um, of the magazine. Too sexy for my shirt. Too sexy <laughs> for my shirt. So sexy it hurts. All right. Yeah, it's not a jersey anymore. It's a shirt. It's a collarless sort of button-up shirt. It's, it's, I don't know why and you wouldn't have a collar on that shirt. It's kind of like a polo without a collar. Well, so second prize is the... He, he loves the camera, and the camera loves him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Second prize. Uh, this is pretty cool. You get a rare game cartridge. Yeah, these are super. The, uh, collect- these are super. These mm-hmm. like one of the hardest. Like when you're on the the collectible markets, they only made you know like fifty of each of these. So like if uh, the people that collect complete sets of Nintendo games, if you have one of these, like you can. I've seen them go for like thousands and thousands of dollars. It's from the Nintendo World Championships uh, game card used in the competition, basically. Yeah. And it has like 25 of those, yeah. But nothing compared to the first prize, though. Mm-hmm. Grand prize uh, for one winner, Nintendo Power Vacation to Orlando, Florida. Win a trip to the NWC Finals in December. So it says nice. grand prize winner will also take home a one-of-a-kind gold-plated NWC game cartridge featuring Super Mario Bros., Rad Racer, and Tetris, the same program used in the NWC. And then they so get yes. to uh, go see attractions that went on in Orlando. So you get the same game that Sam Palace gets. You just get to go and watch everyone play it at the championships. So, right. Well, the first, the all right, and that's silver. This one's gold. So that's that's pretty boss. Well, no, they're all gold. I thought the I thought the, uh, the no. second place was yeah, they're silver. all they're all gold. So. Uh, no, the, no, the first prize is gold. It's the only one that's gold. Yeah, that's why he says one of a kind. Okay, gold plated. It looks gold in the other one, whatever. Yeah, but they point. didn't mention them being gold. Okay. All right, well, and then finally in the back. Yeah, yeah, right? Finally in the back, it's got uh, an advertisement for people to go hit up the Power Fest 1990, go for the fun of it, and it's got various photos of people enjoying themselves at an event. And an inflatable Luigi that looks like he's hitchhiking. <laughs> ah, well, Catherine, you made it through an entire I, i'm actually amazed that he stuck it through the entire uh, i'm very impressed season. yes yeah so a round of applause for uh for Catherine. thanks guys thanks for having me 
And of course, uh, everybody, please go check out her podcast. It's definitely worth your time. Uh, it's how it got in your mouth is where you can find her. Right? Is there anywhere else you'd like? To, uh, anywhere else anyone can uh, reach out to you, or just do it through the how it got in your mouth portal? Is that would that yeah. be? We've got a website and the Instagram and the Facebook, and I'm on Twitter at Catherine Spires, so I'm very reachable. Cool. Should anyone need me? <laughs> You're gonna get flooded with a You're bunch of that. Howard. Yeah. You're gonna get flooded with at least <laughs> at least thirty, do- <laughs> at least two dozen listeners. That's right. Yes. As many as. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on our program. I really appreciate you coming on and uh, being a good sport through it all. I know what we can be have some uh, man humor in this, and uh, so I appreciate you being a good sport for that and answering our questions. Oh, you haven't listened to their podcast, like. The, the, they might be two girls, but they're just as uh, down and dirty as we are. Like, so it's like trust me, two girls, their, one their podcast, podcast is a, yeah, <laughs> two girls, one podcast. <laughs> oh, that video will never leave. Have me, my but, attention. Um, no, they're they the, yeah, it's about food and everything, but they they make plenty of jokes, and uh, I will vouch for it. Like it, it is definitely in the vein of our podcast. Uh, Fair enough. I'll have to check know, it so, out. Then. Yeah, go check it out. It's worth your time. You'll Watch enjoy my it. Roster. Mm-hmm. Thank you right. so much. And Mike, where can they find us in between uh, episodes? You can find us on the Facebook page. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Twitter at GetThePower88. You can also find us on uh, uh, Google Play Music. Are we yeah, outside of that? Yeah. Yeah. We? Stitcher, Pod. Yeah, I use yes, Stitcher, Stitcher. Uh, Podbean, uh, the random <laughs> Blackberry one, <laughs> Nobex Radio. Novex you Radio. Go. You remember yeah. that one, but not the, uh, not Stitcher. Yes. <laughs> well, I wasn't sure if we were on it or not because I didn't do it myself. I, I use Stitcher, so yes. I'm the one that signed us up on Stitcher. Good. Um, and uh, you, you can, can also find Mike on his other podcasts, the Technobabble podcast. We talk about science, technology, the applications of it towards uh, either humanitarian efforts or just making neat, interesting gizmos. And we discuss the uh, the possibilities in the uh, the good, the bad, and the silly. And I also just recorded another episode of Hear Me Podcast, a Game of Thrones podcast. Nice. All right. I will go ahead and close it out then. Uh, Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm Ben. I'm Mike. I'm John. And now you're playing with Power. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Playing with Power podcast. I'm your host, uh, Ben. And uh, with me are hosts, John. Hello. And Mike. And I'm actually here in studio with John at his place. And uh, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, we have a return guest. That's right. Someone bothered to come on for a second time. And it was, matter of fact, Catherine. So welcome back, back Catherine Spires. I think I got right this time. <laughs> yeah, good job. Thank you. <laughs> so welcome back. Uh, and I just said it before the podcast, but I want to reiterate it. Thanks again for uh, uh, being on our last podcast. And uh, congratulations on um, having so many big uh, names come on your on your show. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about uh, your last episode? Yeah, it was about barbecue chicken pizza, which was a passion project of mine. And I got um, Robin Leach and Wolfgang Puck to be the guests on that episode, which is pretty cool. That is pretty cool. I'll have to check it out. <laughs> how did you? Well, get, how did you get them? <clears throat> I emailed them and asked. I was oh, wow. pretty surprised they both within a couple hours were like, sure, yeah. 
wow, the mic approach. Yeah. <laughs> J- just show up. Maybe she learned something from you. <laughs> hey, just hey, maybe you can be on my show. Okay. Yep. <laughs> I think That's it works more gracious. often than not. So. Damn it. Yeah. Well, I know we you only have a few uh, minutes to spend with us, so I thought we'd make use of it. And I know uh, Mike and John both have questions for you. So, John, do you want to kick us off with a question for Catherine? Um, I was going to do a food-related one. Is that all right with you? Yeah. All right. So is there anything uh, food-wise that just dry – like, I'll give you an example. Okay. Uh, if you're out – I've been out at restaurants. Like, I went to out for um, Benihana with a friend for their birthday a year or two ago, and they stuck a young couple with us at the table, and they were, like, the surf and turf. And mm-hmm. uh, they got the filet mignon, and they, the guy – you know, they get done with the the seafood part of the Benihana, and they're asking, like, how do you want the – the filet mignon cooked and they're like well done and i was i wanted to murder them like i didn't want them at my table anymore are, are there any like food faux pas that just uh drive you drive you up the wall that is totally the classic example um the steak well done meat well done thing i do think that lots of times people in america want their meat to be cooked more like it doesn't have to be cooked as thoroughly as we think it does And it kind of ruins it. I think that most of us overcook shrimp, for example. It's not supposed to be like a little rubbery hockey puck, but that's how we serve it. Um, If it's hockey puck style, that's Canadian style. (laughs) That makes sense. See, that's just a cultural thing I didn't know about. Now I do. Well, I know Wolfgang was talking with you on on your episode about how when he started, you know, people kept sending food back because it wasn't cooked like you know you would have beautiful cuts of tuna and yeah you know like they would just keep this isn't cooked well like it's ahi tuna you're not supposed to you know like you're supposed to treat it delicately but yeah yeah i guess food sent back i do think one thing that makes me crazy i mean at this point i'm pretty much i've like overcome most of my snobbery and i don't care what people eat (laughs) but i do hate incorrect snobbery like when people are at a thai restaurant and they very pointedly ask for chopsticks i have to roll my eyes because you actually don't use chopsticks that much in thailand so stuff like that i think is silly well fair enough fair enough (laughs) and then uh the other the other quick food question i had was like what's your biggest guilt like what's your biggest guilty pleasure food wise like what's what's your go-to when you need to pick me up. Like I know it's not donuts. <laughs> right. I'm listening to the donut episode. There you go. Yeah, it's never donuts. Um, well, I don't believe in guilty pleasures because uh, okay. I think that's a damaging concept. <laughs> but to answer the spirit of your question, ice cream, for sure. Okay. Fair enough. 100%. Specifically, the Hagen dazs ones that say they only have five ingredients in them. Oh, mm. that's good stuff. Do you believe Do you believe that? Do you take them at their at their face value? I think I do. I wonder about stabilizers. Maybe it's that's mm. part of the reason it's so expensive is that they just throw it away after a few days if it doesn't sell. I don't know. I also like right. making cookies. I make really, really good cookies, so there's okay. that. That's not the kind, that takes work. Now, hold on. What kind of cookies are we talking about here? Yeah. <laughs> well, what you do is you take the basic Toll House chocolate chip recipe that they have on the back of the bag, but okay. the two mm-hmm. cups of chocolate chips and or nuts that you add, you can actually put anything in there. So one that I like is um, toffee Bacon. chips and um, honey roasted peanuts. 
Toffee <laughs> chips and honey roasted peanuts. That does mm. sound like a pretty good crunchy. Yeah. Yeah. Crunchy henchu. I might do like yeah, you know, yeah. gummy bears, you know, something something just you know that something would not work well. No. <laughs> I think that would not do well in the oven. My family no, no. we had we had this it's called first day of school cookies and like we would make them every year uh for special occasions and um it was actually kind of funny like we had this family tradition we would make these first day of school cookies uh and take them down to the local firehouse on christmas eve just to say you know like hey thanks for you know taking care of the community for the year and one year i was in college i got up i got home late and we went down and it was like eight thirty nine by the time we made it down to the to the fire station and we ring the, the doorbell and they come to the door and they're like, We thought you weren't coming, like we were so worried. Like <laughs> they were looking forward to to the to the cookies that we bring every year. So that's so sweet. It makes me feel really bad for not going back though, because like we totally moved away from that neighborhood. So uh, oh. but, well yeah. what was in those cookies? Um I will look it up. I will find the recipe and I will send it your way. The secret ingredient was love. Yes, love and yeah. <laughs> nothing else. And nothing else, John. <laughs> all right, okay. Yes, let's go with that. All right, all right. So Mike, let's uh let's move on to to you. Oh, um <clears throat> Well I guess I had some questions about uh uh like Howard talked about in one of the uh fun club I think it was the Fun Club or the uh, Nintendo Power. He talked about getting games uh, through the uh, the phone line. Like, I'm just wondering, like, was that like a specific device for getting games over the uh, the phone line or the what it, what amounted to the internet back then, or was it just a uh, like a regular computer that he like? Did I'm you not get sure to- I understand. Like, did you ever see how he got those games, or? I don't, I don't know if I understand the question, like. Like, he said basically, like, he could, like, link up with Japan, and they would send the, like, the data for the game to him so that he could play it. Like, it was, like, instead of, like, mailing a cartridge, I guess he would, they would send the digital data for the game. I don't, I don't, we didn't really understand either. We weren't, we weren't sure. It was called Vaxing. V-A-X. Yeah, like, Howard Vaxes, and I'm just like. Is this supposed to be like some Jenny McCarthy thing? Or? That is so interesting. I don't know if I have a real answer to that, except that I know I was the first one in my class to get internet, like at okay. home. So that might have been part of it. I remember it was around the time when the teachers at my school had Ethernet, and that was like that fancy messaging system where they didn't have to stand up to talk to each other. And then we got internet at home. And I do remember playing on the enormous computer, um, like unfinished games. That were like just little pixels and stuff. So maybe it was. I mean, that must have been the reason why we got internet so early then. So it was. Probably, that would make sense. Wow, that's amazing to like get such an amazing gateway to the world for like your dad's work. So it must have been just like yeah. a regular computer then, not a, a special Nintendo only proprietary machine. Not the one that we had at home, at least. Uh. Yeah. Um. Oh. Uh, I'm a little short on questions of my own, but one more thing I wanted to know, is there a way for us to see Howard's rock video? I can ask him about that. That gets mentioned in this uh, fun club again, and we get to see a picture of the video. Yeah. And I'm like, I I gotta see this. 
Yeah, I'm not sure. I will ask him about that or my mom. <laughs> Last year, they sold a bunch of Nintendo memorabilia or a couple years ago on eBay. And mm-hmm. they made a ridiculous amount of money given that it was all like pieces of paper. And my mom, it actually upset my mom because she realized how much she'd thrown away over the years. She didn't realize. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she was on a gold mine. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. She, she didn't respect his work. <laughs> sure, that's it. <laughs> and she feared his driving. That's right. <laughs> that well, that is pretty accurate. <laughs> well, so I've got some questions. So you're originally from Seattle, I imagine. So um, she said yes. If you listen to, you know, thank you. I was recapping <laughs> for our listeners, John. Mm. <laughs> Anyways, how did you uh, end up making your way down to LA? I went to college at UC Santa Barbara. That the, are they the banana slugs? No, that's Santa Cruz. We're the oh. gauchos, which oh, means okay. even gotcha. less than being a banana slug. Yeah. Um, UCSB doesn't have a football team or anyone, so no one cares. Um, yeah, I was actually born in San Francisco, so I've always spiritually been a California girl. But I went to UC Santa Barbara, and that's only like an hour, hour and a half north of Los Angeles. So that's why I moved to L.A., which was a huge surprise even to me, because in Seattle, the whole thing, it's just like San Francisco. We all hate L.A., but no <laughs> one no one knows why, though. So when I moved here, I was like, oh, actually, this city is just very, very, very cool. And most people who hate it have maybe, like, stayed one night at the LAX Sheraton or something and think they know LA. So They try to drive around. The, the driving, whenever, yeah, whenever I visit, it's always, like, I love everything I'm doing, but... Any, I'm going anywhere. It's 45 minutes. Like, oh, I'm getting groceries. 45 minutes. Like, yep. yeah, everyone plans their day around the, the commute to and from places. So. Yeah, it's but, just because it's spread out so much, it's, mm-hmm. and there's no public transportation. No, well, there is, but it's not the right. uh, most intuitive system. Mm. So okay, so you stayed on for journalism, and uh, so it's podcasting. I take it's not your full time gig. It's a side well, project actually, for you. I, I quit my full-time job in October, and um, now I'm just trying to make something of myself on my, my own. <laughs> it's going okay. <laughs> and doing, but you're doing like freelance, like food journalism and stuff like that. Is is the is the big like part of what you're yep. doing, right? Okay. Yep, yep, yep. That's what I well, do. You're in, the right, you're in so the right city to be doing that. That's for sure. So what is, what is I your have... ultimate goal? What's your world world domination plan? Well, I mean. You're right. It is world domination. I don't really care how I get there. I just need for it to happen. I see. Yeah. First food, then the world. Well, everybody eats, right? So I figured that was like a really good way to get everyone's attention. If I talk about something that everybody likes, then I can slowly just mind control them. Okay. Control the bread. You you control the world. You do have like the yeah. soothing tone, the soothing tones of like a computer that would like you know take over, take over someone's brain, sort of like. I do have to come my intonation. The only negative comments I've gotten on my podcast is that my co-host and I sound like stupid Valley girls. So excuse <laughs> me. You're a little what's too. That? You're a, a little too LA. There's that right. whole nasal. What's the nasal thing? What's that? Vocal there's like fry. a. Yes. What's it called? Vocal fry. Yes. Vocal fry. And people go ate shit about it it's like yeah, it's a whole thing it. yeah um like a lot of the people a lot of people they have on um like npr um 
like all all like not all things considered what am i thinking of like there's a, it's sort of it's sort of like a younger it's usually associated with female younger voices women. and younger women and it's actually very misogynistic to say you hate vocal fry etc cetera, etc cetera. but people don't like it because it's the kardashians only speak in vocal fry so it's associated with uh non-thinkers <laughs> right i see but there are some very prominent like act well done you know bloggers and uh, oh the girl the girl that does serial is the one that's that's what i was thinking of is mm. the is not girl woman sorry i apologize um the woman that does serial you misogynist yes i'm terrible um <laughs> i'll beat him after this is over don't worry yeah um but yeah that she's associated with that i think is one of the bigger ones that sarah Keenan? i think so i remember i think i was hearing something about that that she had a bit of vocal fry into mm. her i've um, never heard of this but yeah, look it up. It's actually kind of interesting to read about. You'd recognize it. You would recognize Vocal Fry if you heard it. Like, it's really oh. That's just called uh, Valley Girl. Yeah, but there's like a there's there's the like there's a part of the it's a very nasally like tone. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, but yes, you're, your that is it. that is not that is not something your podcast is suffering from. It is it is suffering from increasing my caloric intake because you make me hungry whenever I listen. <laughs> but. I know, I know, <laughs> it happened. <laughs> I think what it's like for me to research every episode. The one that killed me is next week's is breakfast cereal, and that one I was starving the entire oh. time just researching. Oh my god! What? What's? Uh, give us a little bit of a preview. Like, yeah, that one's bad because you you actually had access to it. Like all of them, right? Right. So, right. Like, hmm, I can well, just go to the grocery store and get them all to research. Yeah. This one is actually kind of funny because I the history of it is like all about people who are afraid of masturbation. So that one it gets. All oh the... right, yeah. Cornflakes are an anti-masturbatory. Yeah. What? That's exactly. how they because yeah, they would spread it on the bed. Yeah. What? And that's yeah, how they got frosted flakes. That's how they got frosted flakes yeah, was Kellogg when it didn't work. Created masturbation. <laughs> he created. Yeah. He created bland food. To uh, not stimulate and th- to not overstimulate the body. Your- no, 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 no. It was to be spread on the bed. It would like crinkle if you were jerking it. Like it was, like literally <laughs> okay, was that's a, a thing. Okay, that's bullshit. That's not. Come <laughs> on, that's true. No. <laughs> the frosted flakes are the result of it not working. Frosted flakes. Yeah, well, it didn't work. <laughs> Snap, crackle, pop, baby. <laughs> my my favorite was the the childhood cereals of my of my youth, like. Where they, you could just tell they were like, "Fuck it!" Like whatever the kids leak, because count like, chocolate, yeah, or like Cookie Crisp. It's just cookies and cereal. Like I am sold. Like yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, let's just break up. Uh, let's just, let's just break, we'll just right. break So, is there like a, a super ridiculous cereal that you found besides Cookie Crisp? <laughs> super ridiculous. Oh, um. No, just the fact that they actually used to have sugar in the name and the fact that they were sugared up was a selling point because uh, it was marketed as it gives kids energy, which is wild to think about now, that that was a marketing plus. Mm. Yeah, I mean, between, like, the lead paint and all kinds of other stuff that was going on, it's kind of a wonder that our, like, our grandparents lived, like, when you really... Is your child suffering from asbestos? (laughs) Well, don't worry, we've got sugared up cereal for them. (laughs) Right. After you give them their shot of morning bourbon, send them (laughs) on to their sugar cereal. (laughs) And their smack of kids, their pack of kid smokes. (laughs) Are they still sleeping from the whiskey you gave them last night? Well, give them some sugared cereal. (laughs) Ah, uh, the good old days. Oh yes, Ronald Reagan's America. 
<sighs> well, anyway, uh, this has already gone off the rails. So, oh, you know, <laughs> welcome to the Playing With Power podcast, everyone. Uh, and uh, again, Catherine, thank you very much for joining us. It's always a pleasure. Absolutely. Everyone, please go uh, go subscribe to How It Got In Your Mouth. Uh, it is definitely worth your time uh, and should be in your podcast rotation. That's for sure. Catherine Spires, everybody, soon to be queen of the world. Yes. <laughs> Just remember that when you do take over, who was nice to you during your ascent? Okay. Yes, right. spare us. Yeah, please. Okay, I will. All right, that, that's good. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Thank Thanks you so much, much. Catherine. Oh, thank you. Bye. 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 All right. Let's dig in on the Nintendo Fun Club news now. Did we officially announce right, uh, ourselves? You did I not. Did. Ben skipped, uh, <laughs> skipped Mike. Yes. I didn't? You totally did not give him a gap. You're like, blah, 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 blah. Here's John. Blah, 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 blah. We have, we have Mike and Catherine. And like, <laughs> you know, I, I, I felt Mike's like Canadian angst like bouncing around inside. <laughs> Something has not been I completed. Knew had, like, I knew she only had like 15 minutes. I wanted to get it. Okay. Do the intro as fast as possible. Well, hello, Mike. Hi. Yep. And uh, we're doing the. This is our fifteenth issue, but it is a supplemental issue because again, there was a strategy guide released. I believe it was Ninja Gaiden Two. So instead of getting that as your fifteenth issue of Playing with Power, you will be getting a, another Nintendo Fun Club double bill. This one bah, will bah, be bah. The Fall of nineteen eighty seven. And what's the next one? Uh, is it winter? I don't even know. I have a, it's got fine. Stay tuned and find out. It's got Mike Tyson on the front of it. I know that winter. Yes. Yeah. It, screw winter. Tyson is coming. Yeah. Uh, just a uh, housekeeping note for everybody. We're going to be trying out a new format. So at the end of this fun club news, we're going to be taking a short break and uh, then we'll be coming back. And so th- you'll hear these uh, in two separate uh, podcast episodes, but we will be recording them one right after the other. Yeah, go- going for going forward, these will be released in more manageable time chunks. So you- we're still going to be doing the same amount of content. Don't you don't you worry your pretty little heads. It's still going to be all the awesome. Uh, we're just going to be doing um, a little bit shorter uh, total time blocks so that it's a little more manageable and, and we'll probably just be releasing two a week as, more, uh, moving yeah. forward. Yeah, more manageable for you, more often. So. Yes. Translation, we need pee breaks in the middle of these. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So. so we will, you will still get your same dose of power. We're just going to be spreading it out a bit, kind of like Ritalin. So instead of mm-hmm. like being zonked out in the classroom, now you can be kind of like, all right, now, now, now there's enough power for you to focus on without getting inattentive or sluggish or hyper or whatever. It's just the right amount of dosage. All right. Well, so let's get into the fall 1987 issue which of the Fun Club News, uh, which is for uh, The Legend of Zelda is the cover game. Brought to you by Tony B. Yeah, Tony B. Who signed his name at the top. <laughs> In the scanned version that we have, for some reason. It would have been nice if it was Tony J, because then it'd be like, hey, it was the guy that was the voice of Megabyte. <laughs> but I doubt it. All right. So what? anything to say about this cover here? It's a beautiful cover of uh, Link with a scowl on his face, direct oh, from the manual. That's not Zelda? That, that Oh, that, that's right. What? 
you want to get the like the nerd people angry you're like you call link zelda <laughs> why would you say that's zelda the like okay the whole thing is like non-gamers see that and like oh it's zelda oh i see because they don't realize that it's link <laughs> all right never mind i failed as usual <laughs> so yeah you see link an illustration from the uh manual and uh a, a sort of an illustration of um Hyrule in the background. It's a nice image with the logo in front. Yep. It's been not a whole lot else I have to say about the cover. It's it's pretty. It's in color. It's in full color, which is the first time I've seen for a Fun Club news. It's an accurate representation of Hyrule because Link is the uh, only one alive. Once again, (laughs) the uh, it's a a there's no other humans. It's a dead wasteland. Link is uh, he's the last child of a dead world. <laughs> well, he's killed everyone. Well, yes, because yeah, we. If you mention, if you remember the uh, first issue we saw covering Zelda, there are no villages, there are no lands, there are no peoples, just a couple of like just the last vestiges of humanity which have withered in caves, and they can't even leave. <laughs> so the old just, dudes. Like, yeah, it's just old dudes and maybe like an old lady and. You know, you got to give the old man credit. Like, there's one stage, uh, one part where you have to give the uh, the old man's letter to the old woman. So, you know, right. even in this age, like, you know, old guys are still players. Like, you know, <laughs> you know what's in that letter. It ain't a recipe for friggin' gummy berry juice. What's in that letter then? Well, you know, he's letting her know. Like, yeah, I'm digging what's under your shawl. <laughs> Aren't we all? Aren't we all? I'd like to see what's under that moo moo. All right. So, uh, let's well, I, move I, on I, I to... I want to have some Game of Thrones action going on. All right. Just don't take off your necklace. Why wow, was the best part? She 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 instantly uh-huh. went from no beer to maybe two barrels, and then I could maybe I'd consider it. <laughs> I guess someone posted a thing today. It was like from season uh, four where she was in a bathtub without it without mm-hmm. the necklace yeah. on. We're totally spoiler alert, by the way. But I guess you know if you don't know what we're talking about, you won't really be spoiled. So good luck. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess the 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 way that it's being described as she still had her faith at that point in time. So like her, uh, like the other theory I've heard is that, uh, the wife was her name. Shanae. Shanae. Yeah. She knew what she looked like and it didn't bother her. So you're kind of seeing her through your, her eyes kind of thing. All right. Well, I like whatever version she doesn't look the way that she looked in the <laughs> recent episode. <laughs> All I know is the actress is real. And so are her breasts. <laughs> so, Huzzah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so moving on. Our next page is Taito. Bring out the hero in you. And I only yeah, say that because there's an Asian guy in the cover. <laughs> the legend of Kage and elevator action. Don't know why you're. I think uh, it's Kate. I think it's Legend of Cage, by the way. Uh, I don't see Nick on the cover of it, so no. Okay. You guys, <laughs> I'm totally having an adventure. Uh, just, what was as that long, movie? just as long as there's no bees, I'm fine. What was that? That vampire, vampire's kiss. Vampire, oh, kiss of the if vampire. you want to, 
Oh, no, Vampire's Kiss. If you ever want to ruin bad movie night, watch Vampire's Kiss. There by you the go. Way. Yeah, that, I think we had like six months off after that one. It was, uh, it stuck with you, not it was in the good prolifically way. Prolifically horrible. Ele- yeah, Elevator Action. That looks like a terrible game. Like, oh, it's a guy. Okay, so we're looking at four <laughs> illustrations here of four games from Taito American Corporation: Elevator Action, Legend of Cage, Arachnoid, and Renegade. So Arachnoid's basically Breakout is ba- is pretty much what I'm gathering. From. Yes, okay. Elevator Action is a guy in a trench coat holding a uh, six shooter, and, and, holding uh, a folder called Top Secret, and he's like anxiously looking at the elevator. So apparently <laughs> he's in he's being pursued. Yeah, apparently it's a game of strategic elevator elevator riding. That <laughs> sounds. Awesome. Uh, I'd rather make out with my grandma. And then uh, Renegade looks like some uh, rough trade action. <laughs> uh, got a, you got a dude wearing a, a headband, Rambo headband, in uh, all green sort of military fatigues, holding a chain and uh, having two, uh, uh, what do you call it, bracelets, iron yep. bracelets. Yep. He's One of the guy. chains is wrapped around uh, the other dude. Who is wearing a vest, a brown vest with a skull on the back of it, wearing apparently blue jeans with a red bandana around one knee, wielding a baseball bat. I don't even know who the bad guy in this image is. I'm I'm gonna guess the bad guy's the guy with the skull. It looks like foreplay to me. Yeah. 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 I mean like the you mean And then uh there's Arkanoid. You said like Arachnoid before, and I don't want to deceive anybody. There's no cool spiders. Oh, it is Arkanoid. There's no cool spiders in this. It is just breakout. Yes. And then Legend of Cage, which is Nick Cage as a samurai in drag. Holding literally a green sword. Yeah, it's like a jade jade sword. The jade dragon tiny sword. Mm-hmm. Jade jade dagger. Like the jade butter knife. The jade butter knife. <laughs> so. Any hoozle. And, uh, and, then, uh, and then the next yeah. page, the prez says. Uh-oh. And the game is challenge. So Catherine's message. gone now, so we can be mean to Howard again, right? Huzzah! By Howard Phillips. Boo! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> howie, 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 howie! How we do it? <laughs> All right. I bet that's I bet that's the name of his rock video. This is how we do it. Oh, oh man! I can only hope. I can this only hope. This is how we do it. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> He's basically just telling you about the fun club here. Seattle Thanks for writing in. Seattle games we got are the like nobody does. Nobody does. And then he's talking about the games have passwords now, and he, he goes through what's going to be in the issue. issue. So we're back to our uh, ten, black, white, have, and pink. We have ten, well. ten Ganon winners, so ten people have beaten Ganon, uh, according to uh, Great Leader Howie. <laughs> All right. Hit the cop. Look! Oh, look! There is a Hitler cop on the right side of this, and he's giving it to you know Gumshoe. Dick Tracy. Yeah. yeah. So oh, yeah. yeah. Well, well, he does have a big nose, so I guess he's uh, got him on suspicion oh, no, of being Jewish. No, no, no! <laughs> <laughs> you can sm- you can smell out the caper. There All you right. Go. All right. Next up, we've got okay, now that we've sort of a semiti- now, that we've, now that we've covered Semitism Junction, we the Semitism <laughs> quota has and been that anti Semitic joke was brought to us by Rosenberg's Deli. Everyone, 
Try, try the pastrami. It's delicious. And call your mother. Mm. Next up, we've got a advertisement for Metroid. Mm-hmm. It's asking you about Metroid, essentially. And it's got an interesting illustration of what appears to be the uh, hero of Metroid, Samus, but is a terrible illustration. She looks like it a, looks like a, a Meyer lurk from Fallout. Yeah, it's got like <laughs> crab it. feet, crab arms. Yeah, I don't know. It almost do looks it. like one of those uh, robots from uh, She-Ra. And it looks like she's scratching her leg with her foot. Yeah. So it's kind of, yeah, but it's kind of just... It's kind of going through the different... They've got an av- advertisement at the bottom of it advertising uh, password packs. Yeah. One of the most exciting features of our newest games, Metroid and Kid Icarus, is the pass- quote, password. This lets you mark your place in the game. You can come back and start where you left off next day, next week, next year. Which I think is interesting considering they just advertised the game save feature of Zelda in the previous <laughs> issue. Yeah. It's like, ah, why bother giving a battery pack backup when they can write down a uh, 32 uh, character hash code? Yeah, let's just, write, let's just teach all these kids hexadecimal. And then let's see, we have an ad here for De- Data East games, which uh, Burger Time, that's that's definitely a solid game. That's a game I've heard of, yes. I remember playing that for the, uh, for the Coleco. Yep, tag team wrestling and karate champ, which is has to be uh, on the shoulders of Karate Kid, uh, the movie. Well, did Karate uh, Kid come out in '87 or to the Googles? <laughs> oh no! I like the. Uh, it says like the Maru Mari lets you curl up into a ball and roll through tight spots. They didn't even call it the Morph Ball, which like Maru Mari sounds like a, a like a fancy Japanese form of suicide. <laughs> it's like that that forest where they all go to commit suicide. <laughs> the Akiko uh, forest. Yeah. Yeah. Man, uh Karate Kid was 84 eighty four by the way, so this is post Karate Kid, so oh, definitely so, oh, snap. Definitely Mr. Miyagi song. They should have gone with Karate Child. <laughs> wax on, wax off. Yeah, right. Right. Kung Fu Child. Totally not the Karate Kid. Alright, but pretty much everyone knows Metro. Yeah. Pretty you much just, everyone knows Metro. Ta- you get taught martial arts by Mr. Miyamoto. He teaches I'll you take how, to, for how, to jump on, how to jump on your enemies' heads. Who is Pat Rita? <laughs> the Chinaman peed on my rug. Please. And Chinaman just... is not the preferred, preferred nomenclature. <laughs> and it's the really tied the room together. <laughs> I love that movie so goddamn much. All right, okay. Let's move forward. Yeah, yeah. Metroid, tough game as a child, especially. Um, hey, fun watching got, speed runs. We got yeah. actual screenshots here in color, no less. Yeah, that's pretty solid. Yeah. You didn't have to redraw them. <laughs> yeah, and then we uh, and look at look at Samus's like uh, chonch vent going on. That's pretty. Uh, that's pretty good. A what? Chonch. <laughs> Oh, she's got like a vented vagina. What do you suit. call it? Why are you call it a chonch? Oh, chonch vent. You could have called it a cooch vent, and I would have been like, "Oh, yeah. okay." At least I would have known cooch. where to look. That, look at she's got she's got like the uh, she's got like a JJ Abrams. Uh, she's got this JJ Abrams uh, lens flare right there on on the vagina. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. She's got Jordy LaForge's visor on her cooch. <laughs> <laughs> Either that or the largest zipper I've ever seen. 
Well, it's got to it's got to go from front to back so that if she has to evacuate or you know on the spot, then you know you don't have to you know take off slide down the pants or anything. So I suppose it's a necessity, but re- they went really graphic on it. They did. So, so then we got another ad. two uh, pa- capsules on her hips. Yeah, uh, I don't know what's going. On. She yeah. never shot anything from her friggin' hips. I I don't know. I guess they're feminine hygiene products or something. <laughs> the tampon dispensers for the military for the military marauder on the go. Now, yes. you, can, now you can. have no, no, no. You can have an active combat lifestyle and still have time to be a woman. Now those are the eggs. The eggs. There you go. <laughs> Oh God! Right. On the on right, her, what's on her legs? It looks like some shiny, like it's got like, like lace, like 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 frost things? or something. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of frostbite. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's just all kinds of messed up. I like the uh, battle damage on the shoulder and the left arm. Yeah, she's got some like yeah, and on the sweet, gun, sweet it damage. Really, it's a nice. Uh, it really gives detail it, there. It really gives away the fact that she's a woman. Now that she, now that in this picture, you can definitely see yeah. her hips and the breastplate. Like it's like, not a I'm big pretty surprise hot. here, but you know, still pretty, pretty your hot. thighs have got me hypnotized. I'm a little bit hard. I'm not gonna lie. I don't know. Does that make me weird? But yeah. Yeah, you're almost as hard as her suit. <laughs> All right, another ad for Data East, which is weird. Like, would you write into the like they put their company address? Like, I want to buy the games direct from you. Like, I don't quite understand like that whole point but all right they didn't have a website back then so i guess you did just call them up and be like hey can you send me some freaking games yeah in san jose so they're advertising karate champ i can't see what that one burger time karnov breakthrough rag team, kid tag ricky team, tag team kid nikki ring and ring king ring king which is definitely not the that's the Sugar Ray Leonard, uh, you know, competitor to the poor man's uh, punch out. Yes, yeah, exactly. Carnot was good. Mm. So next like a we, like uh, a chubby uh, Asian man spitting out uh, fireballs. Looking <laughs> you not love, you know. Now we're on to Kid Icarus. A scrappy kid and complex play keeps you moving fast. You know that last line keeps you moving fast should be like for Metamucil. <laughs> that's a laxative advertisement can we talk about the bottom right here yeah well of course your eye goes to medusa like it there yeah, is I... apparently oh no that's it's, a, it's like <laughs> okay. a one-eyed medusa kind of thing with like four snakes coming out of the back of their head but there is also a blonde wig clearly on this creature that has one giant eye licking their lips but this thing also has, clearly has breasts and is wearing a giant muumuu. Yeah, so it's like Medusa's mom. Yeah, I'm not hard anymore, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, the first three snakes were cute, but that last one with its mouth open was just so desperate. Like that's a bonus. It's looking right at there. me. I think that I think it might have a pacifier. I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I like. <laughs> she has newborn hair. Oh god. Still, why is she right. a cyclops? I mean, being a Medusa is one thing, but being a Medusa cyclops ogre, I, like I think, is, if you just combine all the myth- mythological creatures into one, it's just she, she's like more a, back. she's like a prettier version of Honey Boo Boo's mom. <laughs> she's a man eater. Uh, man eater. Da, 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 da. And then in the uh, insert here, you've got a advertisement for the Panic <laughs> Submersion, which apparently is also this. called Swoon. Scoon. Scoon? 
Yeah. For more information and order and contact your local Schoon dealer. Mayday, mayday. Neptunians have evaded the Earth. They're melting the ice caps and the continents are sinking. Take Schoon and defeat the aliens to restore peace to the Earth. This is a video game? I, uh, it looks like an advertisement for like a backyard water pistol or something. That's the plot for Day After Tomorrow, I think. <laughs> Know, Looks like, like a creature from the Black Lagoon meets like a submarine game meets Jaws. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. There's bad two pic- random kids in a swimming pool. Bad pictures of kids like you can't tell if they're scared if they're trying to creep you out or if they're scared at what they're seeing. Like, I, I yeah, it know. feels what, it feels. What are they trying to elicit in their? Uh, it feels more like an ad for like a pool noodle. Than it does. A video this is game. like a backyard water game, not a video game. Yeah. Like yeah, I, like like one of those rockets that you stomp on the thing and it like sh- like the water rockets that you stomp on the 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 bag and it like shoots the rocket up. You ever play it with those? I, I, I guess I'm, I'm just <laughs> I'm disturbed by the concept of a local schoon dealer. Like, yeah. so like a shady guy. <laughs> I'm gonna go to my I'm gonna go to my scope my my schoon dealer. Yeah. Oh, oh hey kid, some good schoon right you look there. Like you could use some schoon. Hey. I don't know hey. what you're talking <laughs> yep. about. You don't have to. I know. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think that's enough for that page. The next page, next uh, up, continues talking about back. the kid Icarus, and I love the uh, like. You have to get like sacred treasures, the mirror shield, light arrows, wings of the Pegasus, and then you get other special ancient Greek weapons such as the mallet, angel's feather, the credit card, <laughs> the pencil, and the check sheet. <laughs> Are you like kid accountant? I thought you were a freaking warrior. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. The know. check sheet. <laughs> what the hell? Are you got to maintain a balanced budget when you're going through. That is you so know, weird. I don't, I don't, the I've never played way to destroy that kid I didn't realize that that was part of that game. Like, the that's... best way to destroy a corrupted empire? Attack the pocketbook. An empire marches on its oh. wallet. Spend, baby, spend. Ugh. Hint, hint, find the credit card in a treasure chamber and you can buy something even if you don't have any money. So it just breaks the game? Is that the way? Like, <laughs> I guess. And that's how you, do, that's how you defeat their, uh, their economy with a, mor- with a mortgage crisis. You just went on a spending <laughs> spree with a credit card and just botched it. You were never going to pay back. Then you crippled so the economy. What you're saying is Kid Icarus like, like, was uh, predicted the uh, 2008 credit <laughs> default swap scandal by like 20 years. He's a Wall Street Probably. trader in training. <laughs> there you go. All right. Anything else there, Mike? You well, see? We get to see uh, Link talking to this really old looking bird woman. Birdman. That's a, that's a beak, all right. Yeah, that's not, a, that's not like an old woman hook nose. Like, like even Hitler would look at that and be like, "Come on!" Like I mean, like that—that's beyond you. Come on. So I don't know what the hell like this bird person is, but you know, Link's like uh, I don't know, like he's trying to give her water or something, which is which is ridiculous because you're in a you're in a dying world. Just let her go. <laughs> but it says like, it's, it's supposed di- to be Impa, right? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, Zelda's nanny. Impa, you never get to see Impa in the game unless she's just like Zelda's nanny. Unless she's like an anonymous old woman getting that booty call letter in the cave. Maybe. <laughs> and uh, I like how they say, like, it's a difficult and hazardous mission to, mission to destroy Ganon, the mystery-shrouded villain of The Legend of Zelda. Well, yeah, it's a mystery because no one talks in this game. 
<laughs> yeah, there's everything's not much a friggin' mystery. Where did the people go? Who the hell is Ganon? <laughs> he doesn't have a backstory. He's just another boss that you fight. Like, there's no narrative in that game. It's a, it's a good game, but yeah. you know they're just trying to like prop up this mythology that they that the game just doesn't deliver. Um, um let's see else? what else we have an ad here for. The sequel to Pitfall, I'm assuming? I never played this game. Uh, super Pitfall. <laughs> Another super game for the not Super Nintendo. That's right. But this is well before, this is five years before Super Nintendo, so I'm willing to give them a little more of a pass. Right. Over 270 screens of nonstop action and danger make up the adventure as Harry searches for gold. Yep. All right. That's not uh-huh. that. Pro's Corner? Hose Corner. Hose Corner. Hose Corner. I like the... Uh, they did give out uh, some good tips, like for The Legend of Zelda, where you freeze mm-hmm. the first ghost if you are uh, if you go through the graveyard. There's mm-hmm. a, uh, several tombstones you can touch and try to move, and if you do, it'll bring out ghosts. And with this, you uh, hit one ghost, freeze him with the boomerang, touch the other tombstones, and more will appear. You beat the frozen ghost, and all the other ghosts will die with him. So, that's cool. Yeah. And uh, one thing when I was playing, I was, uh, like, I wasn't sure if there was another save option besides dying. So, I found this called the fast end option, and it says, here's, if dinner's on the table and you want to save your game pronto, here's how. On the overworld subscreen, press up and A simultaneously on the second controller to go to the game over screen. So, that's crazy or if you want to just destroy your brother like as he's playing that would be the other in in, in typical (laughs) japanese fashion suicide is an acceptable answer (laughs) that's like the uh the mode alpha s on the um the old ti 80s like the ti calculators the graphic calculators you ever Mm. play around with that so if you have one of the did, did you have the graphing calculators in high school mike no, they just like, okay. didn't allow us to... They, they were... I was in part of the school that was just like, you know, you're going to have to learn to think without calculators because, like, you, you'll never be able to walk around with a calculator in your pocket. See, in America, we don't care. So, <laughs> um, yeah, they gave us the graphic calculators. And um, by the time uh, Ben and I were going through high school, they had the, um, you know, the TI-80, 83s and 85s and 86s or whatever it was. And uh, it had onboard memory, so you could load games, and you could like put in, you know, stuff for. Your, you know, obviously on a history test, you couldn't have out your calculator, but I mean, you could put in a moderate amount of text for anything that you needed. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. math wise, all those formulas you had to memorize. Yeah, stick those in the uh, code of some game that you that you put in. So what people didn't realize was. Um, you know, like you obviously, if you got busted with that, you were really screwed. So, if the teacher was about to take your calculator away, if you hit mode alpha S on one of those old TI calculators, it puts it into a self test mode that erases the memory. <laughs> so, it's like the suicide pill for the uh, <laughs> like, never tell if I'm going down, head. you're not getting any of the evidence. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I guess it's completely it's useless a sign now. Capsule. <laughs> yeah, basically, basically, is I mean, it. It's only there so that if you send it into text instruments, they can like test the calculator to see if there's like a diagnostic problem. But it serves the purpose of completely erasing the calculator if, if need be. Destroy so. the evidence. That's cool. There you go, kids. You know. well, uh, if you want to talk about Metroid, that's uh, 
okay? But Man. I want to talk about this. Super Mario Brothers Minus Worlds, where are you? Yeah. We haven't been able to get past World Minus One, but we think the Minus Worlds are out there. So they're they're fucking teasing us again. Like, yeah. hey, there's other Minus Worlds out there, but we're not going to tell you how to get them. Like, just fucking teasing us. This is just like the wildest of goose chases. Yeah, I, have you looked into anything about all that Minus World stuff, like how far they've gotten with that, uh, like with the modern emulators and things like that? Didn't I already get into con- didn't I already get into that? A little bit, a little we bit. We talked yeah. about there, like there are three other Minus Worlds out there, but mm-hmm. you're only able to access them with a game level editor, and all you have to do is put a flag in the Minus in in the Minus One World. And if you do that, then it will allow you to uh, trip the flag to get to the next game, the next level. And those right. have their own end states, which are the axes on the bridge. And you beat the first two, so Minus Worlds 2 and 3, which are just uh, levels with lots of fire uh, things. Like it's, like it's like a hell level. And then, <laughs> you st- and then when you start the fourth minus world it just runs out of game and you're at a black screen right so they're teasing you about these games that you need to friggin' manipulate the code on the cartridge to get it right which is kind of <laughs> so evil to like sort of hint w- to kids that they can and then you can't i don't know and in this know. world only howard has the the magical computer that can get games on a not nintendo device mm-hmm. so let's see what else let's uh, talk about this advertisement in the middle Beat it if you can. <laughs> Inside your mighty bomb jack game pack is a map for conquest. A map for winning, but we didn't show everything. It's up to you to uncover the rest. For p- four possible endings in this exciting game. For mighty bomb jack, whatever the hell that is. I've never heard of it in my life. Starring. Maybe it's like Bomberman? It doesn't look Coming like soon. It. Okay, I thought it said starring. Coming soon, Star Force, which I also have not heard of. Yeah, I don't think Tecmo did too well with these. It looks like a devil version of a platformer version of uh, Bomberman. Yeah. Next up is members' tips. It's uh, These are tips sent in by actual members of the Fun Club. Let's take a look here. Yep, if you stomp on a Goomba and wait until you see his feet stick out, kick him at the last second, you'll get a thousand points. That's like being the dick move, where you just, you just... This is like the first instance of spawn camping. Just That's like in American History X when they bite the curb, but like in video game form. They mm. <laughs> just curb stomp a Koopa. Yeah. Push and, uh, a Koopa Troopa shell into a Potaboo for 500 points. I've never heard of a Potaboo. Potaboo? What the hell is that? I think they're in the projects. <laughs> what? Watch out, man! You're in Potaboo territory. Yeah, man. That's they don't Potaboo. fuck. They don't fuck around, right. man. You see the tags, you know you in the shit. Is that uh, Oildale, California? Is that what that is? Oildale. Oil <laughs> uh, Look at Mario's smug face as he's standing on top of two uh, two Goombas. Two there. gray Goombas wearing gray uh, <laughs> mitten. All right. <laughs> I think they're. Uh, I think the Potaboo must be the. Uh, it can't be a Hammer Brothers, and it couldn't be the. Uh, maybe it's what the Cheap Cheeps were called before they uh, called them. Before they just retconned them and called them Cheap Cheeps. <laughs> you know the fish. Oh, okay. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, Potaboo. 
Hodabu. Uh, could it have been? No, it couldn't have been like the uh, like the fireballs that jump out of the cave. But you know, there's no turtle. Hmm. Oh, that's weird. What's that horror movie that sounds kind of like that? The starts with the B. Uh, oh, I don't know. Uh, I'll think of it. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, right? It's like recent, like last last recent? couple years. The Babadook. Babadook. Yeah, there you go. That's what it sounds like. The Babadook. The Babadook. It's uh, Australian, right? Yeah, it is an Australian the Babadook. Movie. Okay, so okay. We, uh, we saw the sneak peek for uh, Mike's Punch Out, and uh, they didn't mention King Hippo for some reason, even though he's one of the more iconic characters. Mm-hmm. And then Rad Flashing Future Turbo Yeah, yeah it's kind of weird. They say there's six there's six characters, but I know there's more in Punch Out. Yeah, Glass Joe, Ball Bull, Sandman, Macho Man, Great Tiger. There's also King Hippo and Soda Popinski. That's at least eight. And then there's Iron Mike himself, nine. But, uh. Yeah. They must be keeping him as a quote surprise. And then there's Honda. We even get to see the pictures of them Don Flamenco, Honda, King Hippo, Von Kaiser. So that's like ten right there, Mister Sandman. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. I whatever. Maybe the game was still in development when this was. Uh... <laughs> yeah, and then we get uh, the next is on page twelve is the Legend of Zelda. We finally get an overworld map, which is pretty in depth and helpful. But being Nintendo Power, they had to screw you and cheap out on some important stuff. And in that is the magical sword, where it says he gives you if only. <laughs> you know, and you know, I'll help you out. The answer is twelve. You have to have you have to have twelve <laughs> hearts. <laughs> but not that they're going to tell you. Your buddy Mike has yeah. to look out for you. And reading this map, it's kind of like going to Greece. Like I don't know exactly what's going on. There's just symbols everywhere. Like like that's an, there's an upside down panda bear. Maybe that means falafel. I don't know. <laughs> and and you can only have two hundred and fifty bucks in your wallet at best. So you know the economy is shit. <laughs> So, you know, it is. Yeah, nice. it's exactly like going to Greece. Yeah. Bunch of old men in caves and togas waiting to, you know, telling you to take this, but you don't know if it's a sword or if it's just their dong that they painted as a sword. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> I don't want to go to your Greece. I, I I like my Greece better than your Greece, Mike. <laughs> Where they celebrate right. Spanakopita. Uh, my, actually, I, my trip to Greece, it was uh, in high school. And uh, that week, we were bo- the U.S. was bombing Kosovo, so it was like the weirdest week. Like for, for uh, there were all these protests in the middle of the street, like people would marching with pictures of Bill Clinton throwing bombs. Like they looked like Godzilla throwing. Wow. Hey everybody, I'm an American. Welcome me to your country. Oh shit! Yeah, and so we were Canadian for the week. I'm not shitting you. <laughs> <laughs> How about that hockey tournament, eh? <laughs> I love our healthcare, you social social healthcare. It's how, about, how about that uh, Kosovo situation, eh? Yeah, man, yeah, those, those Americans, Americans, those Americans, yeah, those Americans. Uh, <laughs> next is family fun fitness with some choice pictures. Holy oh, shit! Oh, oh my god, this kid—he's got his outfit. hands up in the air like his video, like his TV is holding him up. White lives matter. <laughs> White lives. <laughs> oh. And then can we talk about there's a, this there's game a dark tunnel called Dark Tunnel <laughs> and Hop a Log? This is definitely family fun fitness out of out of Kentucky. Yeah. Dark Tunnel, 
<laughs> this kid's like he's hopping on a log with one arm and it's like he's like going like oh 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 i'm falling back ah, ah. And I, then, I want to travel back in time just to punch this kid in the face like oh so this is i thought this was the power pad but it's not no it's like an off-brand power pad it's a special version by bandai that was made i guess just for this game contains a control man and athletic world game pack so it's a special game. It's a special mat. Has different number of buttons. It's got A and B in the center, one on the left of it, one on the right, two top, two bottom. It looks like a start mm. is in the middle of it. I, I guess it's hard to tell. It looks like it would give you cancer from using it. That's <laughs> it. Looks like, like a more complex Dance Dance Revolution. Th- yeah. this, this kid is either dead or thanks to this mat, he is fucking buff. So like, he is. Dead, let's he's talk dead about or he's swole. He's, he's got. Very much 80s clothing on. He's wearing a uh, red tank top, short, 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 yellow shorts. He and, looks kind uh, of like the younger brother in Malcolm in the Middle. Nearly uh, knee-high uh, socks. Yep. So it's it's a hot look what yeah. he's got going on. Yeah. And this game has apparently five modes to it. Hurdles, Animal Trail, Dark Tunnel, Hop Log, and Rafting. And... They all sound terrible. How do, how yeah. do you how do you raft <laughs> with your feet? I love how the uh, he's got his uh, television on this uh, portable tray type with towels, thing, and on the bottom of it, he's got two towels. Yeah, to, to, for, like he's got to get. Down. Yeah, he's cute. Yeah, yeah the, all, the puke all that, when all that jumping is going to make a kid sweat. That's yeah. right. Well, uh, well, one of them are right. wiping off, and the other one might be a skeet blanket. For all we know, like, yeah. Why is this one so hard? You're like cracks it like as he hits it on the floor <laughs> uh, like the one sock at the bottom of the hamper <laughs> uh, you could like hammer a nail with that thing conk, conk. <laughs> if, it, if it doesn't shatter <laughs> yeah. uh, the dog's always trying to chew on it you don't want him to acquire taste for that <laughs> Otherwise, those wet dreams you're having might just be Fido like on tap. <laughs> Bad Fido, no grundles. <laughs> no, not when I'm awake. At least if I'm asleep, it's plausible deniability. Only if there's peanut butter That's on there. Right. <laughs> if you're gonna do it, you'll at least get peanut butter. All right, well, I and peanut butter gone on my gone on my. We've ended up the dog molestation part of our show. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> best play with power, play with power. But brought to you by Kibbles and Bits. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. What Next happens? up, we talk about what happens when Link grows up. We have a new game. Follow up through his puberty years. Yeah. Know. As what? he discovers himself, yeah. the greatest adventure. <laughs> it, it'll, <laughs> have to, it'll have to be himself because once again, he's in a dead world. Or oh, actually, like this no, is one of our. One, he actually has a population in this game. Yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hyrule isn't big on population. It's just big on like dictators and castles. They have this is like the most population they have like any Zelda game. I want to say. Oh yeah, well yeah. This one has like what two or three villages. So you know the population has. <laughs> I, I guess like they didn't die off. They just all moved away. Like I don't <laughs> know. Maybe maybe Link is like the uh, the Irish or something. And as soon as he moved, <laughs> there's like a potato famine. They, they all took off. Yeah. Yeah, no, so, right. like as soon as he came in, they're just like, "Oh, those friggin' mix." There goes the neighborhood. Like, look at him wearing <laughs> all that green. 
You just know our That's property like, value is going to tank. That reminds me of my favorite Irish joke. How many potatoes does it take to kill an Irishman? None. None of them. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> All right. Down below, they talk about pro pro am racing. Yeah, which actually racing. is pretty good. That game, I remember it playing is. that. And then they've got another Data East commercial on the right for the same game. For the same flipping game. No, that one we couldn't tell is Kid Nicky. Apparently, a rad and bad punk dude is out to rescue his girlfriend from the clutches of the Stone Wizard. Is his girlfriend a dude? I think it's Nicki uh, Minaj. <laughs> All right. We have high scores again. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Bunch and of, let's uh, talk about how how much it would suck being Philip Chan, by the way. <laughs> With the uh, just shy of uh, everybody else. Just 900,000. Uh, Super Mario Brothers. 940,000 <laughs> yeah. points short. Yeah. Oh. Of everyone else that had the score. He's still better than Jim Leonard, but, you know, being Chen, I'm pretty sure, like, he, he was, like, he's driven with that overachieving family. So, you know, like, Clive Wong, he got the maximum score. What's wrong with you, Chan? You're just not you're just not Asian enough, I guess. His family has pride. You have brought dishonor among to yours. Go to the Akigahara Forest. But that's in Japan. I love that. I'm Chinese. Same thing. <laughs> I love the top scores for the uh, pro-, pro wrestling. Like, literally just two people. One guy beat an opponent in 24 seconds, and the other guy beat the Great Puma, which... <laughs> beat yeah, the game right. is an achievement? <laughs> Apparently, well, I beat the Great Puma when I, you know, get up the nerve. <laughs> and then apparently Jim Hernandez, his score was uh, Mount Nasty, cut loose. He cut loose. He an cut hour, one, and 24. He's the same guy that uh, did the 24-second uh, pro wrestling. There match. you go. I know. I bet I bet when he mounted nasty, he only lasted 24 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Huzzah. Well, that's, that's the first time, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so uh, they finally mentioned the uh, the Ganon. The Gallon Challenge, the yeah. The Ganon Beaters. The Ganon Beaters. Which is, so like, no, which is like a really disgusting-looking tank top. <laughs> oh yeah so the first person they just cover the nipples to have a confirmed... <laughs> it's like a oh. it's like a man bra thing yeah just nipple pe- nipple pasties pasties made of cotton like thin cotton uh so noah hoffman was the first uh person to beat Gannon. so congratulations noah wherever you are i'm sure you're picking up plenty of ass to the day <laughs> To this day. <laughs> in uh, a trailer park in his Ganon beater. <laughs> his Ganon beater. Which yeah, is probably so of course just a band of cotton. That's all that's left of his shirt. He just <laughs> outgrew it, but never took it off. It was, his, it was his peak. God. <laughs> in the course of his battle, Noah wielded a magic sword, let fly a silver arrow, and turned an invisible enemy into dust. And then they mentioned the other nine Ganon beaters that wrote in. And now they're asking for another challenge. Can you beat Ganon twice? Call. So they're basically talking about the second quest, but they tell it second time around here. And uh, basically saying, if you beat the second quest, you beat Ganon, call us in and let us know. I think. Did any of you beat the second quest? No. It's harder, though. It is like I there did. is a challenge. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Well, you're better, you're well, better man Mr. than uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was playing with power. <laughs> emulators yeah on the, uh, oh, 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 oh. i was playing on my game boy 
and uh, had like a uh, one of the triggers was like a rewind function. So <laughs> I never had to die because I had what was that Nick Cage movie where he could jump back in time like thirty seconds? Like it's so like if he was if he's in a situation where he's going to get killed, he just like leaps back or something. Click, vampire's kiss. <laughs> <laughs> No, he was in a movie where he could like, and it bad lieutenant. Him, it, it showed him trying a, a situation, and then like it showed him like splinter off into like several versions of himself until like one of them. Succeeded. Wizard's Apprentice. It was like Super Meat Boy, but face off. <laughs> oh, bad face Grandpa. <laughs> bad Grandpa. He was in that movie. No, oh. he wasn't. <laughs> he wasn't click either. I know that was my guess. <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> next. Okay, is that so it? You're not any help. Is that is it next? Maybe it was a movie where he could like go back in time like thirty seconds. A so Las Vegas magician who can see in the future is pursued by FBI agents. FBI agents seeking to use his abilities to prevent a nuclear terrorist attack. Is it Nick Cage? It's Nick Cage with Julianne Moore and Jessica Biel. All right, it's him then. Memento. So. <laughs> <laughs> He, he's, got the, he's got the ability to go back in time 30 seconds, but he keeps forgetting what he did wrong, so he keeps doing the same fucking thing. <laughs> Maybe he should go back in time and not sign up for that terrible script. That would be... <laughs> no, he should go back Have you ever seen that college humor sketch, sketch of Nick Cage's agent? Like, yes. <laughs> it's you playing a spaceman's ass. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes, it. yes. Get Bruckheimer on the phone. <laughs> this will it's fix my money problems. Having sex with a dog. <laughs> Literal penetration. Full penetration. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I really don't think you should do this. And that's why <laughs> I'm probably going to get fired. Okay. Uh, uh, all right. Next so is the, the, the tool bag. mailbag. Yeah, mailbag. <laughs> Did you say tool bag? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would like some hints on how to beat Great Puma. He beats me every time. So if you Uh-oh. get him disqualified by tossing your opponent out of the ring is how you beat him, according to the response. So basically, if you cheat, you win, which is great news for the uh, game-playing children of Nintendo Power, or fun, Nintendo Fun Club. They alternate between writing to Nintendo and writing to Howard. And, uh, <laughs> I, I like the letter to Howard. How do you get the seven extra lives in Super Mario Brothers? Like, there's just seven? But uh, he says you can get a lot more than seven with one-up mushrooms and coins. For more tips, check out your owner's manual or the Super Mario Brothers strategy guide. Always shilling. Always shilling. Oh, look, he does respond about the cost of membership. Apparently this was free, despite the $2.50 thing on the front i think it was, i think you could have had the option of buying it in the store if you were just too stupid to register for free well no this this one doesn't have well, 250 on the front of it i don't know if you guys read our facebook but uh super fan uh, mike stewart posted on there that uh, when he got his original nintendo entertainment system console uh there was a little three or five prepaid card in there oh, okay. to sign up for the fun club uh, and uh, you just send in your name and address basically and that's how you would sign up. Hmm. So that's how you would get it. Un- guarantee was free. It may or may not have been offered at stores. Yeah. We, and, we don't uh, know. Here's another case. Howie at the line here. We're going to ask him. Uh, another case oh. of Howard being a dick. Dear Nintendo, 
Is there a dungeon, an underground coin room, or an underground world? How do you get unlimited lives? Is there a minus world two, three, or four? How do you get there? And uh, in answering your questions, Danny, a dungeon is an underground world. No shit. You don't. And three, we haven't found them, have you? So again, uh. teasing us with the existence of the minus worlds beyond minus one. But he's just like, we haven't found them, have you? No, you won't, because none of us have it. None of us have figured out how to turn a Nintendo into a ROM yet, and then crack the programming code. Because you are a dick. <laughs> and then there's just a bunch of ideas for future things. Let's see. Uh, this was interesting. So it says, Dear Howard, on Super Mario Brothers, I got so many guys. I'm guessing new lives. It started going by letters and then by colored shapes. Is this some kind of code or message? It says, yes, if you get more than nine lives, the display is coded. For example, a crown with a number after it means you have more than ten lives. So you got a picture of a crown. You could just put the number there instead. I Yeah, I have no idea. I have no idea you can get... Uh, that many extra lives in that game. Well, if you stay, if you do the turtle shell trick, the turtle. Oh shell. yeah, yeah. Yeah, where he's going. Yeah, I don't have the uh, curb stomp him. I don't have the uh, dexterity for that. No. Oh, so it's I got, got a. Got, uh, I got hit by the shell again. I'm just like, fuck this. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So they got a local clubs. They got a local clubs update. Mm-hmm. So uh, John's neighbor writes in. Uh, <laughs> no, I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> How do I get the kids to drink the Kool-Aid? They're getting wise. <laughs> yeah, so. the Hood River Club writes, Our local fun club is new and going strong. We have developed a system so that when one of our members has a birthday, we all go in together and get a few new video games. One thing is for sure, we don't share secret tips on the games. We all want to be the best. That's a terrible club. On that note of terrible clubs and birthdays, I always want to say happy birthday to John. It is his birthday today. I apologize for not doing it with Catherine's on the show. <laughs> but yeah. happy birthday, buddy. I had to send well, you thank a message you much. on the phone being like, dude, were we going to... No. So All happy right. birthday, John. Glad thank to... you very much. Glad to have you evading the cops for yet another year. Yeah, they haven't <laughs> cut up to me yet. That's right. <laughs> That's why he's lying a shovel, my friends. They won't find it. There we go. <laughs> if it's not Those a body, hot tips. is it really a murder? Is it nope. really? Come on. <laughs> you can't find a body. Are they really dead? No. I love living so close to Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, no, no, no questions. So they have a uh, fun club kit they mentioned here. Uh, I had to imagine that's... Uh, <laughs> what does this have in here? I'm going to get really inappropriate if I say anything else. So yeah. to make it fun, we have a fun club kit that includes tournament ladders, a Activity suggestions, a binder for keeping club records organized, and a power play button to be awarded to your weekly champ. You have to have five serial numbers, so you'd have to go buy five Nintendos if you wanted to right. game the system. And you get set in $7. Yeah. So, right, well, That's not bad. I bet, we could find, I bet we could find five old Nintendos with some serial numbers and sure. $7. Do like, you want to start our own fun club? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think they're going to respond if we send no, it in at this I don't point. Think so. oh, well. All right, profiles. Yep, this was the original Counselor's Corner back in the, oh, uh, the prototypical days where they had actually talked to the counselors instead of just giving them like a, a flimsy little bio. I found... Uh, I found some interesting uh, 
The second guy, Rich, I'm always learning something fun from new fun club members. He's got that look on his face, and I think he's got a mustache, but it's so damn thin you can't really tell. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's got that look on his face. It's a look. I can't really discern, like, if he's trying to, like, lure the kid into the basement or his mother. But he's definitely trying to, to charm someone into doing something they shouldn't have. But he's got that grin, like, I know I'm going to get you to do it. It's just a matter of when. Or, you know, she won't know uh, she has herpes until later. Yeah. Don't worry, I'm clean looking. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and then the, what really gets me is, Phil, there's never a dull moment. <laughs> that looks, is not Phil. That He looks that like a fucking is, Goomba. No, he is Scott Bakula. <laughs> Scott Bakula <laughs> as a Goomba. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then yeah. the real the real kicker is Chuck. Oh, who, Chuck! Uh, oh my goodness! Kind of like if Rick James was in high school, this is what this guy would look like. And I was just like, "There's a there's a black guy playing video games." Like it, I know it mm-hmm. happened uh, eventually later, but like, okay, it's like a like, unicorn. He also <laughs> appeared in the advertisement <laughs> for Solo. He's the Afrocorn. <laughs> Afrocorn. Afrocorn. Uh. <laughs> Oh my goodness! He's got the classic '80s Jerry curl going on, practically a unibrow. He looks a little Asian too in the eyes, so he could have been like Tiger Woods. He does, yeah. Maybe maybe, maybe that's his real maybe that's his real first name, Chuck. All right, so uh, we have our first uh, ho ho video joke in the top so, right so corner. We a, so we have a blazing in the counselor's corner, but uh, yes. uh, we've we've read like how many thirteen issues so far. Any other person besides white that we come across? Yeah, I don't think I don't think no. we I don't yeah. No, we had we had a black chick one time. Oh yeah. Yeah. She was she was rather normal looking though. Okay. So she didn't really stand out, but we did have one. Oh, so well, now we know why they call them minorities. Like they were really hard to find back in the eighties. Minority. Well you, especially want... around like the high end elect or you know, electronics. Especially in industry. Seattle. <laughs> if this was like Jerry Jerry Curl newsletter, like it might be a little more populated <laughs> or, or like, by or like New York Street car- Cardboard Dancing Monthly. Then, <laughs> then we'd see a lot more Rocksteady crew members and the Electric Boogaloo News. <laughs> Lovely, the Electric Boogaloo right. or something. Yeah. All right, let's do this ho 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 video. Who is in Mario's doghouse? Come on, Mike. Bow wow 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 wowzer. <laughs> oh, that's so uh, good. Really? You could have just said Bow Wowzer. <laughs> it would have been nope. long, but it just wouldn't have been so long and painful. Uh, Mr. X is so tough, I'm sure if he ever told the joke, you wouldn't want to stay around to hear the punchline. Uh, that, that joke gave me cancer. I, I have to imagine it's someone that punches you. I, I bet you it's from uh, pro wrestling. I bet you it's an enemy from pro wrestling. It's, be a, it's, it's not from Punch Out, or maybe it's Ring King. Yeah, maybe. Or no, I think it's pro wrestling game. No, but the uh, the real all star, the rock, the gem star of the of gem of this page. This is the the shining moment of Howard. I, at first, I thought he was sitting on a throne, but maybe he's playing the drums. He's but playing the drums. drums. It looks like he was holding up some pennants at first, but it's just. Uh, <laughs> the, the background, yeah. yeah, it's just the yeah. background syncing up with his drumsticks, and he is rocking some uh, shades. 
and laying down Ray Charles some, again. some fat drums, like the Ray Charles of the drum set. Oh, yeah. And it says, here's a glimpse at a rock video Howard Phillips created at a Nintendo trade show in New Orleans. You know, for boasting about this rock video, where's the freaking title? Here's Howard. <laughs> yeah. That's all it says. Oh, my goodness. Happy Howard. Yeah. We need to see this video. Yeah, I don't know how this happened. It's not even here's Howard. Catherine, look, it's not. Please help us. It's not even here's Howard. Look at the look at the end. There's no e. It's hers Howard. Hers Howard. (laughs) Yeah, there's no a. It's it's all about this is this is about uh, Howard's wife. It's her Howard. Oh God. Oh my God. Yeah. Hers Howard. So handsome Howard rocking out on the video. Playing with power, like what? What would the what? What do you what? What? What, what would the name of the uh, this this magical rock video be? Derpy Derp and the Derpersons. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I Howie's World. Hot Howard. <laughs> Hot Howard. Check it and see. <laughs> Howard plays the hits. <laughs> Howie oh, hits. Howard and the Power Players. There you go. All right. Anything else for this page, Mike? No, I'm spent. We got okay. per- we got Pimp Link on the cover pointing at uh, Jerry Curl Chuck, but that's it. <laughs> I mean, All right, then we he's, we- he's wearing purple, so he knows he knows which one of these guys is most likely to appreciate his his crushed purple velvet robes. I think what they they only had like a certain like set of the pages that were color printed so like they did some in, in the mono, like the two tone and then a couple pages where they had the color like I think they strategically laid this out so that I, I like some... I like pimp link yeah <laughs> pink link he got the purple purple pimp, drank link pimp, pimp link yeah, pimp yeah everything's purple pimp about link. him his robes his drank his everything yeah yeah plinking ain't easy yeah <laughs> he has no mouth that's slightly disconcerting but we're gonna just ignore that <laughs> so there's like this crease from his eyes curved around to his jawline like he's wearing a mask maybe that's it mm. I, don't know. I don't know what the narrative is on this but he's rocking like a supreme pompom door mullet combo for a hairstyle <laughs> he's right. always doing that though that's his I, thing yeah i tried to get that hairstyle in like fifth grade <laughs> I had my hair sticking out straight like a shelf like that. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't work so well. Did that and that how that that didn't go well for you? I I I tried to convince my to get the bowl cut in in like the bowl cut. So you're not like where you would, fan? Well, the dumb no, and dumber cut? No, well like the one not wasn't like true bowl, but like you would do like a bowl cut but then you would shave under it. So oh, like, so you get the floppy hair down? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my my uh, hairdresser was like, nope, that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> good call on their part. <laughs> I think my mom like glared at her. She's that's like, no, there's no way. That, you know, you're derpy enough. Like, you don't need to increase that. <laughs> derpy enough. So, all right. Next page, Mike? Yeah, there was a kid like that in my high school. I did it all the way through high school. It looked like a palm tree. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> <laughs> he just walked around with like a mushroom top of his head. He just gave him some coconuts for you, graduation you, you, present. You, you mean like Goomba Phil? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Goomba exactly. Phil rocking those freaking power bangs. Look at that shit. <laughs> it's like it's like bangs from all around his head. 
Uh, <laughs> all right. It's like a bang bowl cut. Okay. Anything on page 19? I don't see anything. I'm talking about Rad Racer a little bit. See, I don't know. Uh, we get to see Arcade Hits, Solomon's Key, Mighty Bombjack, and Rygar. So Rygar got some uh, mention here. Yeah, Rygar is solid. Yeah. Gotta mention, I like the uh, Capcom game packs that are mentioned. And uh, if you take a close look at the right there, Ghost and Goblin. you can see they all kind of match the same art style that we've made fun of so much for the original Mega Man game. Yeah, they have kind of that uh, grid, 3D grid in the background behind some some flashy art. And they're advertising, what, Commando, 1942? Ghosts and Goblins. I can't make out the one right next to Ghosts and Goblins. It looks like Soul Calibur. Soul Calibur? Thorn or... Oh, he's talking about that one, Soul I think. Soul Blaze? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, anyway... Captain Commando Challenge Series, and uh, they show a picture of Captain Commando, and I don't think he has a face. Yeah, no, no. he's it's look, the most he's looking up stoically over these uh these these glossed one piece golden shades. It's like Booster Gold met Cable. <laughs> it is kind of a disturbing image, and he's waving a Capcom uh, banner um, over his head. That's about it for page 19. So that's a pretty terrible Capcom commercial, i got to say. <laughs> uh, next page, they've got an advertisement for all the uh, swag you can purchase. Stuff and things and Club. things and stuff. and Yeah, they got a picture of somebody took of all their stuff laid out in a, on a blue blanket. <laughs> of uh, Nintendo Fun Club long sleeve shirt, Super Mario Brothers long sleeve shirt, Super Mario Brothers short sleeve shirt. And a fun club short sleeve shirt. I think you need to let Mike talk. He's kind of ch- he's champing at the bit there. Is he? Yeah. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> <laughs> the, the short... We've got the official score pads. We talked about last talk, time. Mike. These Quiet, shirts, man. These shirts are missing one important ingredient: handsome Howard. They are. You know, before us when I saw them with Howard and his his uh, chinless neck yeah. last last episode. That's whenever they wanted to buy one. If only they had it in my, uh, you know, circus tent size. <laughs> yes, I did steal your joke, John. Uh, <laughs> anyway. I was, om- I was an homage. A birthday homage. It's not stealing if I do it in front of you, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's more like cramming it in my face. There you go. All right. Um, and then anything anything to add, Mike, about the, the swag? Uh just thought, like, why would you have a, a sketch pad for Hogan's Alley? At least Mario's like a, a likable character. Like he's got his own mag- he's got his own pamphlet, like how to win at Super Mario Brothers. Right. But uh, you know, like Psych Bite and Hogan's Alley. Why do they need sketch pads? Mario's got the uh, the personality and the star power, even though he's got a blue hat on the fucking shirt. Like, where's the yeah. inconsistency? Like again, that's weird that they don't even have. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. That's so again, like you've got the video game. Why can't you just base the colors off the damn video game? He's got like a brown. He's got like brown suspenders on in the game. So why don't you just give him brown suspenders on the on the shirt? I mean, like it looks like he's like a, a on the red shirt. It looks like he's just a ghost wearing a a, a Ron Jeremy mask. Look at that super fist punch he's got going though. Yeah, I mean, he's got super know. fisting action. Yeah. And he's ready to mushroom stamp anyone that gets in his way. <laughs> All right. Mark the red mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> the womp. 
All right, so page 21, we see the uh, the Ness Advantage. This is the debut uh, in Fun Club, correct? No, we saw this last well, time. We saw the pros, they, they weren't, the they were, but they weren't like trying, they were saying, well, this is like when they're kind of like explaining oh, it. Oh, they just talked about the dude that yeah, did it? Yeah, like I don't think, I think this is like when they're actually explaining what it oh, is. Oh, okay, I've seen it so many times, it's hard for me to remember now. Okay. The joystick itself is full size, big enough to give you a good grip on the action. Yeah. The choice of A and B buttons adds all the control you need, and then some. <laughs> well, there was one thing I missed. Uh, there was a letter in the mailbag to uh, Nintendo, and it says, I think it would be a good idea if you created a list of the top 10 or 20 games as voted upon by the readers. So yep. Shane Linkus of Redmond, Washington, was the uh, the original progenitor of the top 30, it would seem. Well, I mean, it's I think that was already existed before he wrote in about it, so... Well, it may have been but I think works, he, but he... It was like... Well, no, like, list, list existed before this magazine, so, like, he's like, hey, I think you should do a list of I'm this. I'm pretty sure what he's saying is Harold, uh, uh, Howard... Stole the idea from this guy. Well, he wrote in suggesting it, and he gave him credit at this point. I think that's good enough. Yeah, Howard's such a company man that, yeah. you know, this was just one of those things where it's just like, you know, kid, we can't take your ideas for, like, legal reasons. So as a total coincidence, I have the top 30 list right here. It's not 10 sure. or 20, so, you know, it's not your idea. All right. So anything to say about the advantage, Mike? Did you have an advantage? I had no advantages when I was growing up. I don't. I neither. But I know. I know that a lot of the like the top players used it because apparently it was like better for games. Uh, I, I wanted this thing. This thing is just fantastic. Like options on your turbo, so they yep. like lock yourself into like this spammy motion, and you can actually just do like multiple taps, saving your buttons. Mm. I know I wanted one of these things, but I think it was like forty bucks or something. Yeah, and that was like and the eighties money. So what so. like? Like eight hundred dollars Canadian or yeah. something, like yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I had a neighbor that had one of these things. It's pretty solidly built. It's it's not lightweight. It's, yeah, you could like kill heavy. a hobo with that thing easy, easily. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's the reason why they built it. It's just great for arcade ports, pretty much. Mm-hmm. But uh, like I, I personally would never use it on like Super Mario Brothers. That's built for so much more fine control than than what you can get of a joystick, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's see, puzzle thing, we're not doing the puzzle. We didn't get the answers to the uh, crossword, did we? No, I looked all through this. They're, they 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 aren't there. I'm like, By the way, I listened to that. Not great radio, as it turns out. Yeah, us doing, us doing a crossword? Filling out a crossword puzzle that you can't see is not that great listening to a podcast. So what you're <laughs> saying is we should do the puzzle? I'm, I'm saying that we should do the puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, first I wondered if the... If they were uh, one of the words. Were That's what I was going to ask, Catherine. I, I, thought... I was, I was, I was going to say, you have like podcast Stockholm syndrome. What do you think of IKEA meatballs? That's what I forgot to ask her. Because <laughs> <laughs> Swedish like Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Never mind. Anyone. <laughs> Terrible. I thought that this was, uh, you know, just to show how dirty my mind is. The first word I found was at the very top left, Trojan. Yeah, well, that's the like 
thing that you would see first. We're not doing this, Holy Christ, Jesus! It's, it's like a Scandin- right. it's like a Scandinavian condom because it's like a Trojan with two A's. Nope. There you go. All right, we're not doing the what puzzle search. All right, so on the right they talk we about game reviewers uh, wanted. We got the xenomorphs puking rocks. Yeah, at the bottom again. You can uh, yep. squeeze Mario, meatballs. Mario with a hammer, which is kind of disappointing because he doesn't get a hammer until uh, until he gets the hammer suit in Super Mario Brothers World, Super Mario Three. Yeah. So this is so a, they, like, why are they teasing us with this? Well, game? didn't he have a didn't he have a hammer Donkey in Kong. Donkey Kong? Yeah, but they're they're mixing worlds because he's taking a hammer to a Goomba. Yeah, mm. it's blasphemy. What are we gonna do? Ugh. They're they're, they're, right. they're facing the honor of video games. All right, and then let's see. We have the picture of yourself on Halloween. <laughs> oh, the, the second paragraph. Here's your chance to look as outlandish, heroic, evil, mysterious, comical, and colorful as the characters in your uh, favorite video games. Right. Uh, these categories include best guess. For example, if you haven't seen Ganon or you haven't saved the princess, dress up as you see them in your imagination. Oh, so no, wow. Shitty costume time. Oh, I can I hope these show up in another issue. I got can't wait to see. Based but, on their track record of giving us the word search answers, I'm not counting on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. No, Howard didn't pick up the art of follow through until later. Yeah. All right. Um. Then we have an ad for a game called 3D World Runner, which I don't remember at all. It comes with 3D glasses. Ooh, that would be. Probably pretty terrible to play. This, sounds this guy's got terrible. The sh- this guy's got the shittiest rocket pack. It's in the front. Yeah. It's a nipple pack. <laughs> yeah, he's shooting him with fire nipples. Yeah, he is while wearing 3D glasses, by the way, and a, a silver Eight space ones. jumpsuit. So I guess he's mm-hmm. part of the uh, the the uh, he's from the future where the Nintendo mm-hmm. power players and counselors have taken over. With yep, and he's 80s, wearing with their silver 80s jumpsuits. So he is from the yeah, future. He's like, He's crammed his pants into those boots that are like sticking yep. out the top, like <laughs> wearing wellies. <laughs> he's he's crammed the pants in just so that like he's going to be walking in snow later, and he doesn't want it to get in the boots. Yeah, and take a look at the pirate cufflinks there too. <laughs> he's got the got cuffs coming out. It's like yeah, he's got I a, don't. It's like he's got a a badminton birdie on his on the end of his stump. <laughs> Nothing about this makes sense. How and. Is it chess? Yeah, we got like a chess grid on the bottom, the uh, CN Tower in the background, uh, 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 a dome that looks like a baseball, and he's fighting like a seahorse dragon with his backwards nipple jetpack and his washes yeah. on. And, yeah. and is he strolling or taking a battle stance or running away or is he slipping on oil or like what's up with his legs? I thought it was falling into like a pit. Yeah, I don't know. It's just <laughs> you take. I'm going to take you out with my. Oh, there are bottomless pits according to the text. So, oh, there uh, you go. He's dying. We're watching so, a man die. and then what else? This is faces of death right here. Yeah, 3D world on their faces of death. <laughs> They're also coming out with Star Voyager, which sounds super generic and like a ripoff, and Winter Games, which is obviously an Olympic Games ripoff that they don't want to pay the licensing for. So, good job, Acclaim. You're a bunch of tool bags. And then we wrap it up with an ad for Top Gun. Mm. Cruise through the Top Gun video game, and you may land on... Scroll down, please. <laughs> the, you may land on the aircraft carrier. Aircraft carrier USS Intrepid. 
Konami is cooking up a contest for all you aces out there. Just be one of our top four scorers in the Top Gun video game, and you'll win an all-expense-paid trip to the Top Gun shootout on board the Intrepid Sea Air Space Museum in New York City. And five grand. Become okay. Top Gun, and you'll take home five grand. So drives people. Yep. So when we, uh, as I became aware of this, when we were checking, when I was making the video for the upcoming video equivalent to our podcast, I was uh, trying to figure out, as we asked, like, how did they find out about this contest to get on the Top Gun video game? And uh, we, this is obviously where it came from. So this is one of those past questions solved. Mm. This is going to be like the first or at least the beginnings of the Players Bowl contest almost. Yeah. I know it's Konami sponsored, but still it's like the, one of the big first big contests you've seen in one of these magazines. Too bad this game is absolutely terrible. Dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> I know, All right. Is there anything else to the? There's no Tom Cruise volleyball going on. No. Oh, no in my dreams, relationship with Goose. In my dreams, there are. In my dreams, there are. <laughs> no opening up the up the freezer and grabbing a ice cube. Yeah. No highway to the danger zone. No nothing. No nope. Kenny Loggins. I Blasphemy. Will, <laughs> I will say. Meg Ryan, really hot in that movie, if you go back and rewatch it. I mean, yeah, Goose dies and all, but I mean, that means she's available, right? Yep. Hell yeah. I mean, grief sex is still sex. Oh, it's the best. (laughs) So anyway, yeah, tears are God's lubricant. (laughs) All right. So that's the end of our fun club here. Fun club issue number three. It went uh, quite a bit longer than I think we thought. Yeah, we had an interview there to start off. We did have an interview. Let's go ahead and wrap it up and uh, take our break here. Yep. So uh, I'll go ahead and sign us out. So you can find us on Twitter at GetThePower88. You can find us on Facebook at the Playing With Power Podcast. Please do us a favor. If you liked us, if you didn't like us, please go onto iTunes and uh, rate and review us. Yes, let us be and, discovered uh, or reviled. Just be honest and let the world know in a small way what you thought of us. We're also on uh, Patreon, if you care to send us a couple of uh, shekels. And uh, Mike Just has his own podcast. Just <laughs> Mike has his own podcast. Is at uh, the Techno Babble podcast on the uh, uh, Geek Fallout Network, as well as Hear Me Roar, a Game of Thrones podcast, and is occasionally on Screenin'. Uh, I think that's it. I'm Ben. I'm Mike. I'm John. <laughs> and I'm John. <laughs> and now you're playing with power. Lose you? Hello. Forty nine minutes. Oh, frick. We'll... <laughs> I forgot I muted the mic. Holy okay. crap! All right. Thought we lost you. <laughs> uh, maybe we had a stroke. All right. What's going on, Mike? All right. You know, hey, uh, Ben had some family stuff uh, going on, so or something. We'll make up an excuse that people accept. Ben, <laughs> ben saw our Patreon donations, and uh, he's uh, he's despondent right now. He's inconsolable. Ben's, just ben, say Ben fell asleep. Ben's blowing dudes in the park because he doesn't have enough money because of Patreon. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, but, but, he's, on uh, the, he's on the street corner but, <laughs> trying Ben's, to earn money for the next year. Ben's Ben's working the corner since the Patreon's not make, paying the bills. There you go. There you go. Alright. You could uh, just get sound clips from me and occasionally pipe me in. Yeah. <laughs> just go to Ben's soundboard. Yeah. There you go. Just like, Huzzah! You just, Huzzah. Hit a, you just hit a button. Huzzah! Huzzah. <laughs> what do you think about that, Ben? Lovely. Huzzah! Lovely. <laughs> Lovely. There you go. I do like that there's a controller that you play with a straw, like Stephen Hawking style, <laughs> in here. It looks like, uh, like Darth like Vader. Star Trek. Yeah. What's the... <laughs> What's the uh, commander from Star Trek? They get stuck in the box where it's like, beep. You know where the light comes on. I'm thinking uh, of that oh, that, that South Park episode with the teacher. That's like, the... how do you not know this, Mike? Come on, help me out here. It's the original Star Trek or the Jinx Generation. The original one. I never seen that. Oh come on! Uh, just search for paraplegic uh, Star Trek. <laughs> Mr. Pike, Captain Pike. What Christopher Pike was the, the was in the pilot episode that never aired, wasn't he? The Green Trap. No, they have him. There he. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the one they used for South Park, the teacher where they have to pee on her because she's on fire. No, that is that. That's sort of the same thing. I've not Park. seen that. South Park. Yeah. Send me Christopher that link. Pike. Fireman. Just search for Christopher Pike on. Uh, yeah, Christopher Pike is the thing. Anywhere. That... Well, thank you for enjoying another episode of Playing with Power podcast. Uh, it's John here with Mike, and we wanted to uh, appreciate the, uh, you going back on this retrospective journey through the retrospective podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the retro rabbit hole. The retro, yeah. How retro can we go? We get some retro, retro episodes here. Retro Inception. Yeah. Um, so, Mike, just 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 make just make sure the top stops, and then you'll know you're you'll fi- then you'll know you're finally out. <laughs> you wanted to talk about a few things, Mike. Well, uh, you know, these are uh, some of the old episodes, so we probably didn't get to talk about the Patreon. So just a reminder, we have a Patreon. So if you want to support the show in any way, uh, either by uh, financially pushing your way into creative control and dominating the show, which we're, uh, we're, not, we're fine with, like we do have a price. <laughs> and it's, it's a very low <laughs> price. <laughs> so yep so get in while the getting's good otherwise if we start making enough money we start we might start developing standards <laughs> Don't, i wouldn't hold your breath but no but seriously uh it, it, it is uh if you if you want to go to uh what is it patreon.com backslash playing with power yeah patreon.com slash playing with power and uh yeah any money uh, you know i uh, i'm i'm well aware uh, it's you know you don't have a lot of spare money, so anything that you can contribute is much appreciated. Not expected. Yeah, you're probably donate. You're probably donating as much money as possible to the ACLU just to get some someone impeached. <laughs> Not saying who, <laughs> but you know if you got a spare nickel or two, you can send it our way and just to just to keep the laughs going. Well, and it's always appreciated. Whatever you can, and even if you can't, and you're just yeah. you're just on the ride with us and enjoying, hey, then please rate review us. Right. Tell people about the show. Like, hey. Word of mouth is free. Scream it so, from the you know from the rooftops. So go to go to arcades and plug it into people's phones. We'll start message me for a playing with power T-shirt, and you don't have to say anything. Just walk around and advertise the show for let's, us. Let's uh, let's start a guerrilla movement here. Let's get this uh, let's get this off the ground. <laughs> um, and uh, the second the second guerrilla the post Harambe movement. <laughs> yeah, this guerrilla won't get shot. Hopefully. Um, <laughs> and. 
so uh, also if you have any suggestions of favorite episodes of yourselves like uh, if you want to go to the Facebook group it's all, we always that's probably the best way to get in touch with us honestly is the Facebook group Facebook uh, search for playing with power uh, podcast you can post it on the page or message us directly mm. either way yeah we're, we check that thing religiously right so we might we might use that for some suggestions in the future and uh, anything uh, right yeah like like Mike said rate review on iTunes uh, it helps move us up the charts um, also yeah we're, we're Twitter get the power 88 there's a lot of people that just don't understand how podcasts work that they're free so if you have a coworker that you know is into video games, or you know you can suggest us, or even if you don't suggest us and get them on podcasting in general, that's helpful because uh, apparently only about twenty percent of the population uh, even passively listens to podcasts. So if we can get uh, the spread of podcasts uh, a little bit more prevalent, um, it'll it'll help uh, the medium in if general. You, if you can get that twenty percent of the population listening to us. <laughs> Oh my god! Then you've then you've done your job. That'd be creepy. <laughs> let's just shoot. Let's just shoot for like twenty percent of people that like old Nintendo magazines, and <laughs> we'll go from there. <laughs> but anyhow, uh, it is always. Wait a second. Our, our download stats have increased by about twenty five thousand. <laughs> yeah, right. Twenty percent of the population. That would be millions and millions. But um, we'd probably get some letters from Podbean about uh, having to cough up a few more shekels for the hosting but <laughs> that happened at my well, work that translate by the way like if that translates to the patreon then we can just say fine do you want it in 50s or hundreds my work we paid for like file sharing for like files that we use for um some uh our clients and like i guess they did an audit of the site because we paid like 80 bucks a couple years ago for the service and like they're, they want like a thousand bucks a year from us now because we're like such heavy users. <laughs> and we're like... Oh, the bastards. Internet is the internet. Yeah. Um, well, they, it's, a, it's a little complicated. It, 80, bu- 80 bucks like a couple years ago isn't fair, but a thousand dollars a year isn't fair either. Like it should be somewhere in between, but uh, you know, it's not my decision, so whatever. But anyhow, uh, thank you again for joining us on our retro review of our retro podcast. Um, uh, like we said, reach out to us on Facebook, uh, Patreon, uh, maybe put on Facebook a couple of your favorite episodes. Any Reach out and pay us. <laughs> or not. Whatever. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, or, 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 or definitely yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't, don't let them think that's, don't let them think that no is an option. <laughs> pay Mike at least. So maybe he'll shut up, <laughs> but you know he won't. So if you pay Mike, he'll just keep being Mike. So look, if, if, Look, I'll talk, but if I have enough money to get out of my parents' house and like live on my own, at least I'll be saying happy things rather than sad, depressing, wrist-slitting things. <laughs> Help Mike not David Carradine himself. All right. <laughs> anyway, people, uh, thank you again for, for joining us, and I hope you liked uh, our retrospective episode. And uh, you want to take us on out, Mike? Thanks for uh, listening, and you've been playing with power. Wow.